And we're live. Painkiller Already, episode 224. Alright, so this episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Crunchyroll. Go to crunchyroll.com slash PKA. That is the way to do it, folks. I'm talking about signing up for premium and uh, getting access to the world's finest collection of anime, free for 30 days with zero ads. Uh, we've watched a few different shows on there. Our latest obsession has been Ruby, and we're going to check out a tra another trailer from that that none of us have seen before in just a bit. But uh, they have, there are a lot of other featured shows that they wanted you guys to be aware of. So there's Con Kali, The Testament of New Sister New Devil. Uh, excuse me, The Testament of Sister New Devil. There's Cute High Earth Defense Club Love, Military, and Saikano, How to Raise a Boring, Boring Girlfriend. So these things come straight from Japan. They're available to you as soon as an hour after premiering there. And uh, it's all professionally subtitled, so it's really the one-stop shop for uh, anime on the internet. And uh, all you got to do, once again, it's crunchyroll.com slash PKA. You get signed up and started today. We recommend Ruby, uh, but if you guys have any other suggestions, we'd, you know, tweet them at us. We'll take a look. So, Kat, aren't you an expert in anime? I actually have been watching uh, Hunter x Hunter on Crunchyroll, as well as uh, it's nice having premium because you get episodes a week early as opposed to having to wait. So I watched Attack on Titan and all that other stuff, too. Nice. Now, yeah. have you seen How to Raise a Boy and Girlfriend? No, I haven't. Uh, I was going to ask about it. The title has me curious. I don't know why you'd want to do such a thing. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to watch an, uh, the, the trailer together? Yes, I actually Love have to. it queued up. I, am, uh, I think we're supposed to start at 23 seconds. So I'm ready. As am I. All right. Ready? Oh, wait. I need volume. Ready, set, play. Blake. Ooh, dialogue this time. Okay. Does she have cat ears or is that a bow? It's a big bow. Okay, just just checking. So we've got some characters sprinting through like a, a red leafed forest. How uh, old is she? It's a cartoon. <laughs> well, she's know. a cartoon, so anywhere between seven and twenty-five. She's a yep. hot cartoon, and I don't know if this is an appropriate thought or not. Probably not. Just keep yourself. No, keep going with the thoughts. <laughs> so there's hot cars sliding down a bank at the speed of lightning, Matrix style, and uh, hopping aboard a tr moving train. And one of them seems to be. Is he blind? Does he have like a thing over his eyes? We should watch this one. Looks like we're gonna be this doing is Ruby. this the hard way. I know. I always thought that anime had a thing for girls with cat ears. Yeah, I didn't know those were all bows. So you learn something new every day. Knowledge is power. So now they've, uh, they're inside the train car and they're surrounded by double minigun armed robots. And now it's Matrix time again. So just, <laughs> I think they're gonna start slow. Oh, and, and now the robots have thrown aside their minigun arms for blade arms just to make things interesting, I suppose. And they're slicing the robots apart while pop music plays. I'm feeling it. Yeah. I'd like to know more about why these robots are evil. Let's do this. You need a backstory. Are you yeah. pro robot? I might be pro robot. You know, but I'm, I'm, I know these, uh, these, this hot ninja girl is like the villain in the whole story, and these robots just want peace. You're coming off a little bit as a cyber lover there. No, no, these robots are sentinels created by the just to punish ah. her. That's not true, Woody. I saw you just looked to the side for facts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, why the just? 
How does he so they're so continuing much? their like Matrix-esque uh, spinning around faster than the speed of light and slicing things apart fight uh, until they're in a probably maybe like a boss fight. They've entered a new train car. To the next car. I'll set the charges. What about the crew members? Break here. What about them? Are you gonna keep yes. watching? Hmm. Your call. Although here is some sort of an enormous tarantula robot or something. Okay, no, it's it's only got two legs. All right. No, no, it's count six at least. Maybe yeah, four it's a legs, daddy long legs. arms, and then some sort of a double mounted oh, on top. Wait. I feel like neither Kyle nor Woody are qualified to commentate this. Oh, not at all. <laughs> if anyone else wants to, the, the oh, you anime. jump right in, Taylor. We need to get out of here. No, no, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> These were actually, uh, there was four trailers showcasing a show before it came out, and uh, the B, she's black, which stands for the B in Ruby. Each one of them is the initial, so there's four girls that it mainly showcases. That's good. You're yeah. telling me she's black? I'm not buying <laughs> That's her it. her name. Oh, okay. She's featured as the, the, the color black. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't see it. <laughs> Alright. You ready to pause? Yeah, sure. And... It look, I think I see where this is going. Very cool. Crunchyroll, check them out. If you like anime, you gotta get Crunchyroll. How much is it a month, Woody? I, is it $6 a month, Kyle? Yes. Yeah, there you go. $6 wow. a month. <laughs> Cheaper than Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all so right. Get it. There get it is. Crap. So first oh, topic, oh. do you want to go ahead and introduce our, our guest to everyone? Let's do that. Uh, Kat, can you tell us about yourself? Uh, yes, hi guys, I'm Cat Gun, and I'm a competitive gamer pretty much my whole life. Um, I've made well over $200,000 playing competitively, and recently I spend most of my time uh, playing on Twitch, streaming all the latest that comes out. I specialize in FPS and fighting games, and I dabble in cosplay when, like, on spare time when I go to conventions and whatnot. Uh, but mainly, yeah, I just game all the time. There it is. So what Fair did enough. you do before and you could make a living off gaming? That's pretty much all I did. I started when I was 15. Um, I mean, I was gaming ever since I was little, like, two. I played against my siblings in Mario Kart and all sorts of stuff. Um, and I worked at GameStop, of course, because that's where everyone has to work as a gamer. It's a requirement. Yeah, they, they suck, though. Did you ever steal any games? No, no. Did I you never, get I games early? I got, four, I would get four hours a week. I could barely pay for my cat food. Four <laughs> hours a week? Yeah, they were really like I was the. You call that advisor. work? I don't know what you call that, but I had to. <laughs> I I talked to the boss and he'd given me yeah. another place to work at. And uh, then when I went to the other location, which is the east side where I live, my car actually got vandalized and and such. So it was just it was a bad experience overall. And unfortunately, the my district specifically, they weren't really into your knowledge of gaming. Um, they more so cared about just your ability to sell and push the subscriptions down their throat and the, you know, the Game Informer. And I was kind of, you know, it's just really frustrating as a, as a co-worker to, like, have to constantly remind yeah. people of, you know, when people are at the, like, buying a game and they're like, oh, this story again of, like, oh, I have to sign up and do all that. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, my GameStop was, could care less. It could be used toilet paper. They'd still be like, just sell it and push it. So, <laughs> so yeah. you won season two of The Ultimate Gamer on the Sci-Fi Channel. 
how did you get into that? How did you get on the show? How Could we get happen? a backstory for what that is? Because I, I haven't heard of it. And I need to. I need to. Yeah, it was because it was four years ago, and the directors Michael and Derek now do a show called Face Off, which you may have seen, um, which is like special effects makeup on sci-fi. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So they actually stopped on the second season of Ultimate Gamer and went off to do that show. So unfortunately, the show isn't around anymore, which is a bummer because it was. Twelve people living in a house. Uh, the first, the one who won got a hundred thousand dollars and an Alienware, a Samsung package, the whole gaming setup. Mm -hmm. And what you would do is a real life challenge versus a video game challenge. So, for instance, we played Battlefield on the PC, and we would have to like play off against. We had four v four at that point, and the real life challenge was paintball, and we would have to go from three different locations while setting up this satellite thing and we shoot it like literally it was paintball like versus each other we were shooting each other and it was pretty awesome because you were trying to like blind the other people from putting in codes and uh they, they would do that for each game it would all feature a whole nother style of reality challenge and then depending on your two scores you would pick the best would choose a person to go in against the worst and uh whoever the last man standing wins can you tap your mic just to make sure the right mic's picking you up woody yeah it's totally not it what that's not the mic it, you're using. It looks it's, great, though. Oh, <laughs> very professional. Yeah, you sound awful. No, I'll sound <laughs> You sound awful. I, I, I think you're using your, your webcam mic right now. Yeah, I think it is. It's using my stupid Logitech. Um, well, while you work on that, speaking of paintball, our paintball oh. event is... Oh, you already sound better. Yeah, I can tell just yeah. from like the... Yeah, much better. See, so we, now, now it, it's awful and it's rude and it's awkward, but aren't you all glad I did this? Yes. Every show needs Much a joke. Much better, 100% better. So, comment our, about how much you appreciate Woody interrupting Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and me interjecting now that our paintball event is fast approaching. We are mm. go to pvbomb.com. Uh, the park is called PV Explosion. It's outside of Chicago, Illinois. Um, we're we're going to be playing there April 11th and 12th. You need to pre-register, if they're, especially if you want one of the nicer guns uh, that are on one of the two of the higher packages that, they're, that, they're, they've, that they have set up for us. Uh, because they have a limited number of the better guns, if you if you can figure if, if you follow me. And so you, you said you, it very clearly and easily. I'm I'm with you, dude. Thank is you. the worst if, gun, is the worst gun the Tipman 98? I think so. I think it's okay. Like well, then you people need to sign up now because the first year we fucking did this, <laughs> me and T Mark got hosed, and Kyle had like two goddamn machine guns. Woody was hooked up with like matching stuff, and I had to wear Kitty's old jersey and use a Tipman 98 it like said an idiot. Muppets on it. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, Muppet Mower. He was totally dressed in like girl clothes with a mechanical hopper. It was a <laughs> shit tier gun. No, it wasn't a mechanical hopper. I would shoot three. Gravity fed. And then everyone would know where I was. I have to go. Meanwhile, I'm over there. So if you don't want that to happen, oh yeah, you need to go there, pre-register, and if you're bringing your own equipment and you're not concerned with that, you're like, I don't need a gun, I don't need a mask, fuck all that. But I want to come to your event. All you have to do is buy a case of paint. So the case of paint, and then when you get there, let them know that you're in our group. Otherwise, you're just going to go and play with a bunch of other random jackasses, and you're not going to have nearly as much fun. Yeah. So uh, make sure you go, pre-register, and uh, I'm not sure if there's anything else. Oh, can we watch my 45-second paintball video? Because I, uh, I cut out a few little clips of my, uh, my scope setup that I'm going to use to film at the event, and uh, I just wanted to show everybody, just give them an idea of what it's going to look like. Link it. All right, it'll take me like five seconds. All right. I like how Kyle's implying that playing against Tim with his assault rifle 
with the fucking paintballs with fins on the back that go 100% straight is more fun than just a bunch of random people with Tipmans. <laughs> You'll get a lot more kills in the random group, but <laughs> All right. many subs. It, it's true. So if you want the full effect of this video, I recommend uh, 1080p and 60 frames per second. Um, but I am queued up at zero, and I am I'm ready to play whenever. Ready, set, play. So those are regular paintballs, so they're not going all that straight. That target's fairly far away. This is three-round burst. That's not three-round burst, yeah, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, then that's not fair to call it three-round burst. These are first-strike rounds. Yeah, they all go in the same hole. This is 20 yards away. These are regular paintballs. They're still fairly accurate. And this is fully automatic. And this this goes on for a moment, but it's worth it. It's it's worth it. It's I got the scope set in, so the balls are actually going where the crosshairs are at about 25 yards, and uh, I got some 45 uh, degree sights on the left side of the gun, so I, they're kind of co-witnessing each other. So I don't I can uh, I can sight in with my iron sights and shoot fast, and I got I got mag-fed first strikes. I've got a 3D printed uh, first strike magazine that holds 50 rounds that I'm gonna have for the event. Cat, uh, we're playing paintball together with with fans and stuff. Next on the 11th and 12th, pbbomb.com. Kyle has assembled the most expensive paintball kit in the history of paintball. It it's is so douchey. It is so douchey. <laughs> you want me to get it? You want me to get the gun? Sure, go yes, ahead. Get it. Beyond that, uh, yeah, take the, take your headset off. Now let's get started. All right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but beyond that, he's been, like, training for this. He's legit, like, lifting <laughs> weights, hitting the elliptical. He's out running. He's drilling. He's doing, like, wind sprints. He has gotten so into this paintball thing that he's just going to wreck all his fans. That's his objective. He's hoping that they're, like, young and unskilled, and, and he can just destroy them. I don't know why he's training so hard. It's like training really hard for a fencing match when you know you're going to get to use a Glock 19. Like, <laughs> there's no point. There's no point. He's going to dominate even if he gains 60 pounds between now and then. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, just, and I have done no training whatsoever. It, it, I, I don't I got care. into paintball. It's a huge competitive scene for that. Um, for yeah. That, yeah, it was, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I actually had a spider, and uh, my dad was one of those people that kind of got laughed at because he would put on like a whole armor juggernaut suit to like, I don't want to be affected by these paintballs. And I'm like, dude, that makes you kind of look like a pussy. But <laughs> That's true. That but there's like no happy medium in paintball. Like you either go out there with the, the padded chest thing where everybody's yeah. like, what a dick. Or you go out there in like a wife beater and short shorts from the 80s and everybody's like, wow, what are you trying to prove? Just yeah. wear something normal. There's, there's no winning. Okay, so... Especially not against that. And you're so vulnerable to neck shots and shots that still, like, suck no matter what oh, yeah. you have. So this is the die DAM. DAM stands for Die Assault Matrix. It's, uh, if you're familiar with the DM series of die rifles, it's pretty much the same interiors with a couple of modifications. It, it goes from mag-fed to hopper-fed with a flip of a switch over How here. How do you shoulder it? Oh, on the on the. All right, I see. I see. I'm uh, I'm not gonna run it like this at the event though. I've got a remote, so this bottle will be strapped to my back, and I'll have a regular M4 buttstock on it. it so naturally, right, right. And, and, <laughs> and how do you look through the sight? So if you, I'll show you over here. So if you see. Oh, 
all right. So you, you co-witness on the iron site and let the other thing film. Yeah, all this stuff on top is for everyone else's benefit. I don't get to use the scope or the or anything at all. Um, I'm using iron sights on the side, but they both point at the exact same thing. And the GoPro is perfectly lined up, so it gets to see what scope sees. So you're going to do like a, a Call of Duty montage, 2012 style? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the goal. I've, uh, I'm going to put one of those little replay HD cameras uh, like right here. Uh, they're really, really tiny. They do 1080p and 60 frames. And it should give a really nice like first-person viewpoint when I look down to do mag changes and stuff. I've got my Scorpion tail GoPro set up. So there's a GoPro in third-person person mode like three feet behind me, you know, always following me around. If we find and, ourselves on opposite teams, I swear to God, I'm shooting the fuck out of your camera. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. <laughs> come on. Come on. I'll be the blur. <laughs> I'm ready to play, man. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been pretty psyched up about this thing for, for weeks now. So really looking forward to getting out there. We got our flights today. Yeah. I'm, I was happy about that. It was like a point of stress for me. I owned it. They, Lozon's writing me every day, like, when's the flight? What's that happening? And I feel like I'm slacking, but I'm not slacking. It's just... Yeah, like I felt the same way, and I wasn't slacking, and I think Kitty felt the same way, but she wasn't slacking. Mm -hmm. It was just the, uh, you know, the, the well, I, I hate to say it, but the feels was, they waited until now, but that's when they wanted to purchase it. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I don't want to, like, throw well, them on thing, Not that they were slacking, they just waited till now. <laughs> they waited till now. I, I'm sure they didn't see it as slacking. I'm sure they were just like, yeah, that's when we buy plane tickets, but to us, we were like, we're getting one of them playing tickets coming. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I'm sorry. I, I feel like we ran all over Cat, but <laughs> I have one more little tidbit to add, and that is, so I'm flying in. Woody's flying in, and we told and Chiz is, Chiz is coming as well. And we told Chiz, you know, um, they were going to get Chiz's flight as well. They were going to fly Chiz in, and Chiz is like, "Fuck all that. What am I, a peasant? A peasant? You think I'm going <laughs> to get an aeroplane? What am I, a Wright brother? <coughs> I'm taking a fucking choo-choo, motherfucker." He's taking a train yeah. from, like, San Diego to San Francisco. Chicago, Illinois. No, San he's not. Okay. He's not doing that again, is he? He took a no, bus, took a last, bus time. last time. <laughs> and, and he's like, ah, I don't like bus people. So, oh, hey, Wait, so he, Thank you. he won't get on a plane? Is he afraid of flying? No, he's got a passport. He's flown, uh, he's flown out of the country before. Then he what the fuck? <laughs> Who would get on a train to Dude, go across the country? He was going. He was going to take the bus again, and I shamed him into the train. So I, I don't know how that even happened. I, I don't. I don't understand his motivation. He's frozen right there. But I, I didn't know you could still take trains that far. I, I, yeah, I didn't know. It's called the Zephyr. I, is it, is everyone okay? Am I still frozen? No, you. It only <laughs> that's, lasted that's a second. That's why I'm imitating Kyle. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to prove that I'm no Come longer. Come on, cat. Frozen. There it is. <laughs> so um, oh, quality entertainment. All right. <laughs> Especially for so an audio based. This, this yeah. Zephyr <laughs> in, which is this this train <laughs> that goes from San Francisco <laughs> to Chicago, and it has like 45 stops along the way, maybe more. I don't know. He's got a layover in like Colorado for like three hours or something like that. And I told him, I was like, this is how it's going to go, dude. On my end, I'm going to get to the airport around noon. I'm going to have myself a cocktail, maybe have some french fries or something because at long last my diet will be over. <laughs> then I'm going to board the plane, be a little bit tipsy. Two hours later, I'm going to touch down in Chicago and we're going to go eat some delicious food with Woody. You, at this point, will be somewhere... I 
on the end of one of the longest, most gross journeys that yeah. anyone has made. In an awful since... cornfield. And are there really layovers on a train, or is it just intermittent hobo meetups? Like, just go across the country. I imagine every stop, there's a bunch of flaming barrels with guys with, like, fingerless gloves warming their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Over those big cans. Yeah, yeah, like in Home when Alone. I, when I hear train, <laughs> I picture like you, you having your own stateroom, sort of a bunk bed situation, kind of like maybe if you were going on a cruise. But that's not what it's like at all. It is like a bus. You, you will have a chair, and it will suck, and you won't shower for days, and it's it's, yeah, I. I can't imagine why he's doing that, but uh, Chiz will be making like a two or three day uh, journey to get in, and I'm going to make a two hour flight. But um, yeah. Two hours, uh, 11 minutes. Welcome two hours to modern technology. Yeah. Don't you love that? Yeah. yeah it's great. It's then you could be angry if it's like, oh, 219. <laughs> Liars. But oh, he's going to be on the train for days. For days. Close. Yeah. <sighs> so at some point, Chiz will get there, and uh, you can come play paintball with the three of us. So make it happen. Go click that link and pre register. I really do like these events. Like I, I like them for a couple of reasons. I like playing paintball. I love paintball. Um, I like meeting up with fans, but it's weird when you meet up with fans at like, um, like a, like a, like packs or something because it's I'm there for work and they're there because they like video games and I'm kind of trying to go about. I'm I'm trying to work and they're trying to have fun and it's just a it's a weird meetup environment with the music and lights and everything. But when we meet up at these paintball things, you know, we're kind of cooperating together to do something. I'm counting on fans to have my back so I don't get shot in the ass, and I'm also hosing fans down. So we always have a good time, get to hang out. And uh, you would think, I, I always thought it was going to be awkward when I did the first one. I thought it was going to be weird, uh, but it never is. Everybody usually has a good time. There's always a couple weirdos, let's be honest. There's, there's <laughs> there, well, that's a guarantee. Don't, don't make there fun will of be that a couple one guy. Weirdos. I mean, we've got hundreds of thousands of, uh, of followers and viewers and such, so you're going to have a couple of weird, weird motherfuckers. We all know who they are. We've been to the event. Last so. time I was there, that guy wanted to wrestle me. That guy did want to, He did wrestle you. Yes. And you beat him. I did beat him. Yeah. Um, and it, there and was then a guy I uploaded who, it to YouTube. Yeah, you uh, wrestled a 16-year-old in public. That guy it, was so. 18. I think. Oh. <laughs> he I was mean, smaller than me, though. I appreciated that. He was wearing a Leatherman Letterman jacket. I mean, how I don't know how old he could have been. He was but. in high school. He he was on the <laughs> his wrestling team was like state champions or something. Not him personally, but his team was. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. He uh, he gave you a he gave you a, a pretty good <clears throat> go of it until you choked him into submission, <laughs> uh, as we all saw out there on the grass. Yeah, um, wrestlers always give up the guillotine. I, I I had that coming since before we tapped. He hands. was a child as well, so maybe he just didn't expect you to choke him like that. You never know. Yeah, you've oh, got well. four or five decades of experience on the kid. <laughs> four or five decades. You're like, yeah, you Older never saw that choke coming. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that that, that there's it, look. If I'm choking someone, I don't know why they were surprised about that. It's par for the course. Fair enough. Mm. But uh, but yeah, we always have. Good, I remember there was one guy who drove up from Texas to Chicago to do one of my events. And he had brought his guns with him, and that—that's kind of a no-no in Chicago. And, but he just wanted to show them to me. I want come on out to the truck. Let me show you my guns. And I'm just like, nah, <laughs> nah, that's all right. I, I'm gonna you stay in here. You didn't even indulge him. He drove. He risked jail you time. That, to you think I'm to gonna Chicago. walk with this stranger <laughs> from Texas back to his vehicle way out in the parking lot? You've been to CPX. You know yeah. how big that parking lot is. He was in the back. He wanted to, <laughs> he wanted me to walk from like the field out to the back. To his well, truck, to so he could get out a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, I, I don't, 
No, nah, I'm not going to tell this story. Never mind. No, nah, I don't tell that one. No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't tell that one. Maybe some other time. Yeah, we'll um, wait for the statute of limitations to wear out. Right? All over, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all over cat here. Poor cat. Just all right, cat talk. All the time. Let's I want to hear talk. about what games that you were just a dynamo in, and which ones maybe be playing now that you suck at. <laughs> You're, aren't you like a champion uh, at like Left 4 Dead or something? No, I actually just got done beating Bloodborne. That just came out. Um, I'm picking up Dark Souls 2, the, the one that's for the next gen, mm -hmm. um, and PC. Is the first one as hard as they say it is? I had never played them, but people uh, uh, call Bloodborne easy mode, and I died well over 150 times um, before I beat the game. So if that's easy mode, I'm not looking forward to Dark Souls. I died game. more than that in COD 4. <laughs> fucking, no fighting in the war room. Fuck you. It's yeah. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> I remember that stupid mission. It is timed. I, I, I'm sorry. This is about cat. I'm, I'm interrupting. Is it? Oh. No, that's I don't fine. Know. Well, the, so no fighting in the war room has a section in COD 4. If you don't know it, it's timed. And if you beat a certain amount of time, it'll do a checkpoint, right? And I got myself in this situation where, like, I don't know what it was, but say six minutes and 30 seconds left, I had got that far. And it was the absolute minimum required, so I just kept starting from there with very little time to accomplish a task, and, and, and I, I literally spent like 200 tries getting it from there. I almost hired a guy to beat it for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a guy all lined up. He agreed to beat it for $30, and, and I agreed to pay for it. I just wanted him to get past that little section. I didn't know how saves work. Now I do, and it wouldn't have worked at all, like him saving it on his Xbox or whatever. But... um. Yeah, I just wanted him to get past, you know, that thing, and then I could continue playing the game. And the only reason it didn't happen is uh, I, like, couldn't get a hold of him. Like, he was never available at the right time, and I beat it on my own before I was able to set it up. So, yeah. Anyway. So, Kat, are you all about consoles, PC, uh, I, everything? I just got a... Newegg just made me a PC. They built me a really badass PC. So I've been trying to... Like, I play H1Z1. Mm -hmm. um, which has been a lot of fun because you get to kind of run in. I like H1Z1 because it's that environment where you can find other streamers, which I've noticed does, doesn't like happen a lot in other games. In H1Z1, you can play Battle Royale, which allows you to kind of run into other people. And it's all about interacting and deciding whether you're going to kill someone or join up with them. And uh, for me, it's a lot of abuse of like, fuck you, cunt. And I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> so uh, H1Z1 is a lot of fun for the social interaction. The game itself is really kind of bare bones. So does the abuse wear on you at all? Because you do what? a lot of Twitch streaming. The abuse. I, I and oh. it, everyone knows the Twitch comments can often be like just a cesspool of awfulness. Yeah, I just got a message from another streamer, a female, who was asking for tips about that, uh, about haters and like how to deal with the the kind of people that are in Twitch because there are some people that that really hate on you and there's some people that really like you too. So there's kind mm -hmm. of both. Girls get their own brand of hate too. Yeah, yeah, they can. But I feel like it's, it's, I really just, like, you're, my, my skin has gotten so thick for this kind of stuff. Like, I have so much armor on that it's very hard for them. I have really good moderators. I actually have them all in a, in a chat, and I talk to them about what's going on, what to promote, and also I have mod meetings about if there's anything to, you know, if you're confused about what needs to be timed out or what needs to be banned. Uh, but the, other than that, I mean, it's just, I've gotten so used to it. There's nothing, there's nothing that surprises me anymore. Uh, what, what bothers me is I've been streaming, I do every Monday I stream with my dad, and he's a mm -hmm. huge nerd. Like, his gamer score is 214,000 on Xbox. Like, he plays too <laughs> wow. much. Holy I know, he's, he's bad. He played the Hannah Montana game just to get the points out of it. It was, I'm like, <laughs> Dad, you're embarrassing what? me. Uh, <laughs> 
But all no, of he, a sudden you're 12 again. Go on. I know, right? <laughs> but he, he had a comic card store when I was younger, and that's what got me into the whole nerd realm. And we've had pinball tables, every single console you can imagine. I still have comic books, like thousands and thousands of comic books, magic cards, anything you can imagine that would be in a comic card. So we even had laser discs. I don't know if you remember laser discs. Oh, I had yeah. laser discs. Yeah. So yeah. we even sold those at the comic card store. And um, he, when he streams with me, that's when I get the whole new realm of comments, too, where they're like, is that your boyfriend? And things like, and my dad's 60. He's turning 60. I'm not judging. Just, yeah, some, some of the comments, though, are just like, seriously, guys? Like, that's so bad. Yeah. Uh, I was about to ask, like, which... So your, your armor is thick. I, I get that, right? And I'm, I'm getting thicker every year. I've been on YouTube since 2009 or something. But there are still things they can say that, like, do penetrate the armor. And it's usually not the most vile stuff. You know, they, my subs have heard this before, but when they threaten to, like, rape my wife and daughter and stuff, I'm like, whatever, you know, that's so boring. But uh, every so often they'll be like, the color correction on this is awful. And I'm like, oh, really? You think? I tried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that gets you? Um, it's weird because sometimes you wonder, like, how do these people know <laughs> that one string that's inside you that you think is impenetrable and they find a way to be like, err. Um, but yeah, they, they do find things uh, that, that even I'll feel like, I, after winning the Ultimate Gamer Show, you know, you get a lot of fans from that. And then I had somebody message me a good, like, it's like essay sized mm -hmm. about, hey, I followed you, I respect you, uh, but I've noticed that you've been showing a lot of boobs and a lot of cleavage and I just think you're selling yourself out and you're a sellout. And I'm like, Dah. so I like go to my dad who luckily knows everything about this kind of stuff. And mm. I'm like, mm, you know, boob expert. I, <laughs> 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 I'm just wondering, like, am I a sellout? Like, is that something that's, you know, because that's probably the biggest problem I have is the over exaggerated comments about boobs. Woody has cleavage. been whoring out his hairline for years now. <laughs> He's. He flashes it, he flaunts it, he, he shows it off. He doesn't care. It's all about the views. <laughs> yeah, everybody's yeah, you know, that's that's the direct attack for girls is to immediately go for the fact that they they they're used more for selling things based on their image. And when people see the whole boob thing, they tend to instantly use that as your way of being legitimate. And, you know, a lot of the ways of me just brushing that off is knowing that I have accumulated um, you know, accolades from playing video games for so many years so but it still gets to me because I'm just like oh what do I do do I like look like a freaking nun and cover myself up and pretend like I'm not showing anything I just learned to get over it and be like you know behind their keyboards they can say anything with no consequence and that's the worst part I think there's some sort of happy medium like maybe a habit and the boobs just is that what that thing is called? I actually use what my hair no, now. I'm just a, like, a, okay, a, they may be there, but no. now you guys ain't gonna see it. Shucks, what is it? What is it called that a, a, a nun wears on her head? A hat. I'm not Catholic. I thought it was no, called. I think no, no. A... Just start doing. Do a few sessions of your live stream where you do dress in like a full body gimp suit with nothing showing, and see if that. Well, no, that's a bad idea. Don't do it with a gimp suit. No. Do it with like dress like a nun. Just, just see, see if anything changes. Do you have a gimp suit it, handy? It's called too? a habit. I was right. No, I, I do like I, I stream in sweaters and all different things. It's like no matter what, they're, they're still abusive. I mean, it's why I have the eyes. So it's like eye contact <laughs> problem. <laughs> I let them have whatever they want to have. Is that a minion shirt? Yeah, a, it's minion a minion from. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Pickle me, yeah. 
I call yeah. my people Mystic Minions because my gamer tag's Mystic. So. I talked to my father about hate once, but unlike yours, he knows nothing about the scene. <laughs> like, he has no clue whatsoever. However, he's an expert in Fox News. So he starts drawing these parallels. He's like, oh, yeah, Bill O'Reilly goes through the same thing. And and um, I mentioned to him that, uh, so I did a charity drive, right? I did a charity drive in which I donated 100% of the money raised to charity. And I got all this hate for it. And it's like, motherfucker, how you hate on that? And uh, apparently Bill O'Reilly does the same thing. He does something for Wounded Warriors where he sells like pens and coffee cups yeah, and stuff. Yeah, all his merchandise, all that goes to Wounded Warriors. Yeah. yeah, and he gets a lot of hate for that too. And uh, he's like, he just doesn't let it phase him. He lets it go. He knows no. the truth is. And uh, it actually helped a little bit. It was like, oh, all right, you know, maybe there's more established people out there who, uh, who've, you know, sort of written the book on how to deal with this nonsense. I'm still almost convinced Bill O'Reilly is just the greatest troll on earth. Just he and Glenn Beck get together and laugh and laugh at everyone. Like, can you Glenn believe Beck. they bought this? I just wrote a bunch of ridiculous nonsense on a whiteboard. A bunch of old people are taking notes at home. Like, I'm only halfway with you. Bill O'Reilly manages to find a happy medium. He's a conservative, but I think he mostly says you know what he feels and does. Glenn Beck, on the other hand just invents bullshit bullshit like it i think the building that msnbc is on has like wheat in it and he's like and we all know you harvest wheat with the sickle and the russian flag <laughs> has a sickle on it and this is a communist building right here in new york and it's like what the you're you're shitting me, right? Like you're just you're making yeah, you're, stuff. You're totally right, Woody. With like the because I've watched clips of him online, and he does segue into things with those phrases like "and as we all know," because then all those people at home are like, "Oh, well, I, it's not like I don't know this. I'm onto it just <laughs> like Glenn Beck. I get it. I know what he's saying." And so he's just tricking those old yeah. fucks. And, and my father. Um, so people may not know, but my father's like this crazy conservative uh, loon, and um, he has good points too. But, but he's he's got that one, and uh, he's like, I'm not influenced by Glenn Beck at all. But then I see him in person, and he wears the Glenn Beck outfit. Like he'll wear like the slacks with the the running shoes and the and the the button down shirt and stuff. And he's like, oh, Look, great. I got my Glenn Beck clothes on. Like uh, you're role modeling the wrong people, Dad. But yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't watched Fox News in quite a while. I, uh, I I feel I feel like I'm my soul is better for 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 having not watched it. Actually, I don't watch any news at all anymore. I really cut out a lot of TV. Uh, if it's not on Netflix or I don't know somehow aggregated through Reddit, I don't, really don't get it. Yeah, I keep up with the news on the internet a lot. Um, obviously, as a Netflix guy, there's no current news you can watch on like, on TV or anything. But um, I I worry I'm not getting a like broad and fair view. The internet tends to be a little liberal. Mm, a little so. liberal. <laughs> it's just a liberal f fiasco on most parts of the internet. Uh, like there's a couple sites where it's really conservative, but for the most part, you go to any forum anywhere, and it's going to be overwhelmingly liberal. Mm. What does that yeah, tell I you? So too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so, but yeah. I've noticed uh, news even regurgitates Twitter and Facebook, though. Like they'll say, like this happened on YouTube. Okay. This happened yeah. on Twitter, and it's like, oh. Okay. And they treat that like news, like that was yeah. their research. In recent news, <laughs> Justin Bieber went to Cold Stone, where they were out of bubblegum. Did you like, guys watch the Justin Bieber roast at all? Did no. you see that? I haven't yet. <sighs> no, I've heard about it. I don't have TV, so I, I don't get to watch it live. I saw it on the internet, and um, I was a little disappointed. Like, the basic format was there were, like, 
I don't know how many, six or eight roasters. The roasters would roast every other roaster and then spend like one minute on Justin Bieber. And uh, it was just like, that kind of sucks. Like, well, I'm not here. To- out of the show. That's how most roasts go. Yeah. Yeah, they, they spread the hate around because otherwise it would just, after 15 minutes of watching nine different people get up and spend an eight-minute set just beating the shit out of one guy, <laughs> you'd be crying. like, this is so mean. In the this case of awful. Justin Bieber, though, that's that's what I was looking for. <laughs> I, I hear you. I've, I've seen other roasts, and I, I feel like they at least divide their time 50-50. They would just barely touch on Justin. I almost got the impression that... that they were kind of doing it like almost as a dig at Justin. Like in my head, I built this scenario where like this whole thing is arranged to make Justin look more likable and they're not doing it. They're like, you know, I'm going to hear, I'm going to talk about every other roaster and screw Justin Bieber. I'll barely mention him. And that's how it went time and time again. Has he done anything to be really, and I don't know much about the guy, but has he done that much to be really hated as a person or is he just, yeah. you know, just like the standard, like, Oh, yeah, pop singer, screw you. Like, Lots I don't of know. shenanigans and just ignorant remarks and just stuff that you you hear him say stuff and you're just like, oh, that guy's a douchebag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard about like the that. Anne Frank thing, and the Anne Frank thing was I, I laughed him because I was like, this can't be real. This is an onion thing. <laughs> like you can't be like, oh, Martin Luther King would have loved me too. <coughs> Aren't I great? Like that, so. What happened is start co-opting historical figures. It, it, the the hater version of the story is Justin Bieber says Anne Frank would be a fan of his. She'd be a believer. The full version is he heard that she was into pop culture and then from that extrapolated that she might have been into him had they been in the same timeline. She, she probably would have been. Yeah, I don't know why it's reasonable such a to, me. to say that Anne Frank would have been a believer. You think that she was like, all, she was a little girl. You think that all she did was write in that fucking diary? She'd have loved Justin Bieber. Totally. Very well may have. Yeah. But the stuff about like throwing eggs at people, letting his friends take the fall for all the drugs he does, the, the amass, massive amounts of drugs he does. Um... Shit, that sounds cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could. I had more like, you know, why do people hate Justin Bieber factoids? But it seems like there's another one. Oh, all the like insane. I can beat you up posturing that he does rubs me the wrong way. And, you know, trying to beat up cameramen and things like that. Um, he tries to be a fake tough guy. Fake tough guy. I'm really not a fan. Heck, I don't like his clothes, although they do look comfy. I don't know what his clothes. Send a picture because I don't know what you're referring to. Ah. Uh, we uh, are we going to Justin Bieber wardrobe choices now? Is that <laughs> I the topic? I absolutely. Hang on, tie boys and girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> hold on. I I I can't wait to send you Justin Bieber outfits. Okay. I thought he mainly like always is shirtless and like showing off his muscles. I At think least of him. I see. As the characteristic pants. I saw him on the cover of a magazine at the grocery store today. Do you see his pants with the very low crotch? Yes. If you look up like Justin Bieber clothes, you will find a lot of that. Here. He's just trying to be MC Hammer. He looks like if they made a movie in 1989 about what lesbians would look like in 2020, <laughs> this is what the character would Do, look like. Look at the second picture, the one on the right in particular. Why are his pants? Why is the crotch ending at his knee? It does look comfortable for like because a stay-at-home pair of pants. Because he has a poopy diaper, clearly. Well, <laughs> well these are extreme hard. examples of his poor wardrobe choices, I think. But uh, dude, it's not hard to find these examples. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Why are his shoes uh, different colors? There are endless pictures. I, I, there's a third one. This is that. this is what he wears. 
<laughs> Why are his shoes different colors? Well, they, they are different colors. Here's a fourth one. Oh, this is pretty hilarious. Yeah, one I, was enough. I, yeah, I, th I, th I think I'm done. I, <laughs> I could do this all night, baby. If it was like a sit-around-the-house kind of sweatpant thing, if someone offered you those, wouldn't you wear them? Those look very, pretty comfortable. This is what I would expect an old homeless black lady to be wearing. An old homeless black lady? You think she can afford Bieber pants? <laughs> I, I, yes, yes. I've, this is what I've seen. Remember that black lady we saw pooping on that building in uh, L.A. that time, Woody? You weren't outside, though. Uh, never mind. I don't think I saw the poopy lady. She was wearing the same pants. That's all that matters. Was she? Yeah, I she, um, she was loud. Dude, there are. I, I have a topic lined up about pants. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> All right. So check these out. This is CNN. Shit, I'm not trendy enough. Lululemon. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lululemon smash new hit. Pants with manhood in mind. Right. So Lululemon has finally dissolved designed pants specifically designed for men who feel constrained in the crotch those of us with the uh you know the cervix pounders the abc anti-ball crushing pants are made with extra space to give you and the family jewels room to breathe you guys are all looking like this is crazy the, this the is outstanding hasn't loaded yet but that's a good idea just make a, pants more comfortable what's wrong with that it's a freaking great idea i i I think this would be fantastic. Like, women's clothing has, have been made with boobs in mind for ages, right? Like, if you hold a woman's shirt, there's room for boobs in there. Like, even on a hanger, you're like, oh, yeah, I see. They Astute observation, that is. Cat <laughs> is disagreeing me. How can uh, you... No, no. As a, as a woman with... There's a lot of... A lot of it's just made for skinny model types, actually. It's very hard. I have to go up to, like, I wear large, even though I don't necessarily look large because of that kind of stuff. So, it's all over the place. I, uh, I don't like the look of these pants. I, I think like they were the same people, shorts. too. They were the ones that had the see-through pants debacle. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Where you, like, bend over. They had, like, female yoga pants at the same price, like, over 100 bucks. Uh -huh. uh, but they were so sheer that if a girl bent over, you could see her out, like, the color of her underwear. You could pretty much see through them. Oh, I was outraged awful. when I heard yes, it. Yes, yeah. I'd... <laughs> Despicable. I think it's mainly, the, it's mainly the price that they charge for that kind of stuff to be. Uh... So you'd have been okay with it had they been cheaper. Sure, why not? No, I never. I, know, I don't pants. ever spend over a hundred bucks on any kind of item of clothing, so I'm not really in that. I, that I, I just hope this is. I'm seeing these are 128 dollars pants, which is more than I spend too. But maybe this is just like first mover advantage, right? And then there'll be a whole wave of testicle friendly pants rolling out <laughs> like that. That would be an I awesome. Mean, I, I feel like if you've got if you've got so much going on down there that like pants don't work anymore, maybe you're the problem. Like maybe it's not your <laughs> Levi's that need to change. Maybe you need to go to your proctologist. No, well, clearly <laughs> you're right, Kyle. But this is very good, very good marketing. Because a bunch of guys are going to be like, oh, my fucking cock's so big, I need pants. And then they're going to go buy yeah. these and be like, hey, what are you doing in those goofy-looking, long, khaki-short-looking, ugly pants? They're like, oh, well, my cock's too big. You couldn't even fit in Dodgers. Yeah. Like, I, I can just imagine these guys, like, stomping into Lululemon's, like, store, just like, excuse me, do you have any of those enormous cock pants? I need four pants immediately. I'll be wearing that pair out of the store. I'm so constrained. Like, no. What? It just seems, it seems a little silly. I don't, I don't no, think... No, it's pandering, but that's a good marketing move. You're going to yeah. get a lot of idiots buying those ugly pants. <laughs> I swear to God, I I'm on the other end of this. Too, right? I'm sorry, what'd you say? I take it they made up ABC, the new acronym for anti-ball crushing. 
Yeah, I assume I hadn't heard of it before. <laughs> um, but I, wow, now I feel like the douchebag that you're making fun of. But I, I genuinely think that pants should be made with a little more room downstairs, especially jeans. Shorts, I have all the room in the world. But and, and no, then, I agree with you. But they should be made that way. It shouldn't be the apex of their marketing, where it's like forget about the ugly color and how it has six shitty pockets on it. That are gonna tear right off. You got a big cock, and we know it, right? <laughs> like just. They're, but they're even calling just, them testicle friendly. Like they're not making it as if you know you need lots of room for your flaccid for penis. The purchasers, oh, wait, are you telling me that the reason that you've been wearing those goddamn plaid shorts for the last five years nonstop is because there's just not enough room in a regular pant to facilitate your manhood? Are you yeah, he's been pants, right? there. yeah, he's been wearing those since I've known him. <laughs> Are those the cargo shorts, right? Uh, I thought like they, they make are. some cargo pants without pockets. That's I'm, I'm sexy and I know it. Oh, I hate cargo them. pants without pockets, right? Don't cargo pants have ABC? I would yeah, say so. Yeah. 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 Cargo pants without pockets. I don't think I own a pair of shorts. I seem... can't imagine that. I don't I, like wearing shorts because once you've made a commitment for a couple of years to not wear shorts, you can't wear shorts because your legs have the color of someone who's been dead for three days. Yeah. Like, it's just so pale and bad. Exactly, Kyle. Just not ideal. No. <laughs> I got sunburnt today. Look at that. Oh, man. Can you see it? I'm, uh, let's see. I, don't know I feel embarrassed. Like, it, it's, it's just a stupid person's pain. Nice, Kyle. Oh. Kyle, you got some guns there. Looking all right. I got very burnt uh, the day before yesterday. None of us brought sunscreen, and by the time that it was over, we all looked like we'd walk through the Sahara. Like the one, the guy who brought the guns, he had on like thick glasses, mm -hmm. and he had white patches <laughs> circled by this crimson red mask that was his new face. It was a <sighs> long day in the sun. I've been uh, working outside lately, and uh, I guess the f I, this today was day three. So I thought foolishly that, you know, having done like two partial days before, I, I was sort of building up a tolerance, but that was not the case. So, no, you, you were building cool. up a tolerance to the sun <laughs> yeah, over the course what, of three yeah. to four days. <laughs> yeah, that's what a tan does, right? Like you, if you're tan, you don't get burnt. And um, you don't tan, though. Haven't you looked in the mirror lately? Like in the last 40 years, you've never once like like figured you've got you got freckles. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't tan well. That's that's true. But I thought, yeah, you know, I I am capable of it. It just doesn't I, happen in two days. I forgot. I'm gonna have to go do something about like this this crazy farmer's tan I've got going on because the back of my neck is like scorched. The it's kind of hard to tell on camera because the lights, but my face is all burnt. My nose is burnt, and like from there down is burnt. So I'm gonna have to even out so I don't look ridiculous. You gonna work with your shirt off? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's good. Just a thought. Tanning bed. I don't care. I like how he wants to know that. You're going to work without your shirt off, right? Oh, it's just about to get gayer. Topless fence placing, right? Topless fence planting at yeah. my house? Just saying. Oh. Fix your farmer's tan. Just, just, just me, like, like shirtless with just work gloves. With and a post hole digger. Just slamming it down yeah. over and over. The dust is, like, flying up from my exertion. Sweat wow. dripping down my brow. And I, like wipe it away <laughs> there's a little bit of dirt mixed in with a sweat and as i pour like a big thing of one of those big jugs of water and it just kind of pours down my never chest. mind i don't want it anymore no because okay, okay. i don't want to be any fucking fence. Uh, <laughs> i'm gonna stop for topics now 
Um, All right. So where do we go from here? Kat, it's your turn to pick a topic. Go. I was going to end that last one. I actually do get make fun of like on, on stream, especially with the monitors being white and stuff. I do look fairly white. And even my dad's now calling me pasty because I'm, I'm a gamer. I just don't get out. I just, you know, I stay up. I usually stream till like three or four in the morning too. So my schedule is completely nocturnal. So yeah, kind of sucks not getting out. Yeah, you've more. definitely got a vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think we all do. That's what, that's what else. <coughs> not me ago. anymore. I'm burnt like an idiot. How does I that work? Like, supplements. Really? Is no, that because I don't think that's a thing. I just want to fight <laughs> up against myself for a while at night. It is a thing. Uh, Kitty actually has vitamin D supplements. Maybe I should take some of that. Kitty. 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 <laughs> is her yeah, name Kitty. Catherine? It's not. Her her birth certificate says Kitty. She's British. Really? It's yeah. actually Kitty. Kitty. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Now we know. I could talk about some of the videos I filmed this week. We had some crazy stuff happen. Um, trying to think what else I did this week. I bring, I, I bring house talk. I don't think the, um, I don't think PKA has heard about my subcontractor's prison record yet. Oh yeah, let's talk about Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> you were still going on Jamal. That guy, that guy's out of control. Yeah, so people on the subreddit know this already, but I looked up him on the Better Business Bureau. I just started doing like a background check because he put that uh, lien against my house. And um, for people who don't know what that is, briefly, they file a lien against the money you owe the general contractor, right? So now that I'm notified of it, I can't pay the general contractor. Uh, he's sort of like said $6,000 worth of that. It's, it's marked off as his. And um, if I do foolishly pay the GC, then I could pay Jamal again, right? So pay for the same work twice. So I started looking into this guy like, huh, you know, like, who is he? Whatever. I looked up his Better Business Bureau rating. It's an F. Like, it, he has five or more cl complaints that he's never replied to and such. Pretty much everyone he works with dings him, and he's an F. Um, he's been out of prison for two years and three months now. He has eight felonies, six of which are for selling drugs, and two of which are for violent assault with serious injuries on different dates, right? Like, he's, he's beating people up and hurting them, yeah. It wasn't like, you know, it was like one bad night or something. No, twice he's gotten felony convictions for this. This is the guy that the GC gave the password to my house to. So, change the password. And um, so that's a thing, but overall... It's coming along. Like I, I, I think there's maybe just two more weeks left on this thing. And you're talking uh, about your door password for like. It's for the um, garage door actually. So there's oh. like a pad, like a little keypad there, and right. uh, with the garage door you can get into the house, and and that's that. So we had to change it. Um, I guess that's it. They, they, they messed up the upstairs floor that had like laminate on it, and. Uh, that laminate was discontinued, so they started like ripping it out of other rooms and putting it, you know, like as a supply. And we put real hardwood in the room that it came out of, but that's nearly done. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like I built them a punch list, and I think maybe two weeks. And tomorrow they have a cleaning lady coming. I'm kind of psyched for that because it's a wreck, and uh, it's just coming together. I haven't really felt a positive vibe about it ever until just recently things are getting close they're putting like plates back on the switches and receptacles and things like that it is uh finally in the home stretch how did jamal win you over to initially hire him what did he so, what did he convince you with did he threaten you? Did you find these guys so yeah. i hired the general contractor and um 
you know, I hadn't met Jamal and neither had the GC, but the general contractor went to like a local supply house and said, these are the tasks we need to do. do you, you know, can you refer us to somebody? And they're like, oh yeah, Jamal's good. And, um, since then the supply house stopped working with him. And of course my general contractor's suing him and it's a wreck, but yeah, I hired the wrong GC, I guess. And he hired the wrong subs. So that's how that went down. So lesson here to look that up first, right? Look it up <sighs> the better business. So what happened was um, we started getting recommendations from people that we knew, like for general contractors. One was from the decorator. Another one was from our real estate agent. And uh, we had known the real estate agent for a year. We had known the decorator for like two weeks. And their quotes were within a thousand bucks of each other. So we went with the one that the real estate agent, real estate agent recommended because we knew him longer and we trusted him. And, uh, um, you know, I guess he'd been in the area for so long, we thought he'd know the scoop, but, uh, it didn't turn out like that. So, uh, it, 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 it it's, he, he said it'd be done in two weeks. He started in mid January. He's supposed to be done January 31st. It's March 2nd as we're talking about this. April I'm sorry. 2nd. April 2nd. My mistake. April 2nd. You're shortchanging your failure of hiring <laughs> practices. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, while it is looking positive at last and, you know, the, the painting's done, the floors are nearly done, the, all the big stuff is done. They just have, like, trim and light switches and little QA issues to, to sort out. Um, I gave them a punch list. It's, like, a page and a half long. And... Uh, they didn't balk at a single one. They're just working it through. So maybe end of April, we'll do a house tour. Bullshit. You're not making it in that house anytime this year. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Like, here's what I envision. So oh. I imagine you're going to get everything settled with your current general contractor. All of these miscreant contractors, they'll all be dissolved, rid of. You'll pay them off. They'll take what they're owed and be gone. You'll get a new crew of guys, and they'll get the job 99% mm. done. You're going to love it. You're pretty much ready. You're calling the U-Haul guys. You're getting everything organized. That's when the disaster hits. Something's coming, Woody. I can feel it. A twister, earthquake, sinkhole. I don't fucking know. Maybe a flood. Something's coming. I don't feel coming. jinxed. It's, 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 you've been, it seems like you've been jinxed every step of the way. Well, and I, I know how now. it feels. Like <clears throat> I, That whole story I told you today about going out mm -hmm. to film and fucking it up four times in a row. Um, that I, I just feel like sometimes the the uh, the cards are stacked against you, the odds are just not gonna play out in your favor, and you're just doomed. <laughs> I I hear you. I think at some time, some point, perseverance pulls through, and you get it done. And it turns out okay. That I mean, maybe maybe put the house on the market, and then <laughs> and then you know just 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 be rid of it. Just be rid of it. It could be like a poltergeist house. What if you move in and there's poltergeist? How how, how ridiculous is that gonna? That be? would be so badass. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I knew what else to say. It, it, we're finally closing in. I, I've got to sort out the shop. Um, uh, I'm just sort of taking a moment to breathe. I want the house to be done. I, I, I want to pay my taxes, count the money, and then see what the budget is for the shop. <laughs> count the money. Well, that you, sounds like a fun. That's a, that's a fun job, right? Counting money. Yeah. No. <laughs> I remember, it, like, like growing up, my dad would keep. <clears throat> Um, a good amount of cash on hand. Mm -hmm. um, he would oftentimes cash uh, like 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 big checks, just so he'd have enough ca a lot of cash on hand. And there'd be there'd be thirty five or forty thousand uh, dollars like cash, like cash laying there. around. 
Yeah, right. and like, like he would keep it locked up in the vault and everything. And it was pretty honestly, it's just he and I that have the safe combination, so you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. But I just remember being a little kid, being like eight, and like I'd be home alone, and I'd get like fifty grand in cash, just throw it up in the air, make it rain, <laughs> and like roll he in it. Gave and an eight-year-old the combination to a safe with fifty thousand dollars in it. And a few weapons. I don't know about maybe. 50. <laughs> how how else am I going to get to my guns? I got to oh, know the combination. Yeah. Some point. You yeah. should be more Think impressed through, that an eight year old could operate one of those spinny uh, combination locks. Think about that. And remembering the, uh, the the combination. Yeah, three numbers. Wow. Okay. Well, there's the left right pattern as well. <laughs> there were kids. Two in high directions and three you had to numbers. Pass it on the second. <laughs> Dude, go there was, there were th- I remember there were three kids in high school that were they were so fucking dumb they couldn't they had to get like special locks they couldn't figure out the combination and the teachers oh. just gave up. There like, was that kid at every high school. I'd rather wear just couldn't get it, and the janitor was there in the hallway after every <laughs> class, helping him shimmy the door open, looking at him like, you goddamn idiot. It's one, Three one, numbers. two. We did this for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would always leave my locker unlocked anyway, but because, like, who's going to fuck with the locker? Except for me, I was literally the motherfucker who, like, when I'm, like, the only one walking down the hall, I'm, like, jimmying them all. Like, open, 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 lock, 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 open, my high jackpot! school, if you didn't spin the, the lock, it didn't relock. Like, you had to give it that twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, that's how ours were. Ours were. So I would look for ones that people hadn't done that to, you know, go in there and mess with their shit. I wasn't. I wasn't a thief. I was more of a prankster. No, of so like, not. so I just fucked with their <laughs> shit. Wasn't so a thief. I was a vandal. There. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> more of a prankster. I, I like. I like it that way. So well, of you know. course you do, you vandal. <sighs> Whatever. It, I, I was. I definitely was more of a prankster though, because that. That's what. I, that's what I always got in trouble for. It was always pranks. It was never anything like malicious or like I was never trying to hurt anybody. It was always just. Just hijinks and shenanigans. You never saw like an especially good-looking lunch and took that ever. You never saw. Oh, this guy's mom made him something pretty dope today, and I don't have shit. Oh God, no, no, I would never. No, first of all, it there was some sort of a stigma I felt when I was in high school for like bringing your own lunch, like when you're in elementary school, it's cool because you've got something mom made. But mm-hmm. when you're in high school, it's like, I don't want mom's food. I'll eat what the cool kids eat. And like, like the only people who brought their lunches were like really, really awkward kids. And just, just I, I didn't, I, you wouldn't want to be that guy who breaks open that fucking Frigidaire little mini cooler and starts getting out your puddings and shit. Like, My high school was totally different. Well, oh, yeah, I it was the 20s. Was. You were had a metal tail <laughs> that you were carrying. So, so most, people, most people bought lunch, right? That was the thing. However, the athletes would bring their lunch, right? They're the ones who had like, you know, like protein and a rice or something like that. Like they would have carefully planned out meals. And if you did that, but weren't an athlete, you were like a wannabe, like it's, it's worse. So either know your role or, you know, I guess it's know your role in either case. So it wasn't until I became like, I was a swimmer and if cat doesn't know, it wasn't until like my senior year when I started like bringing my own lunch and being cool. So, That's yeah. what made you cool. I've always look at me. I eat lean protein and brown rice. Anyone <laughs> jealous? <laughs> Do you remember every once in a while in like middle school? Uh, it wasn't grade school because it didn't fucking matter. But in middle school and high school, when you would see a friend who brought their own lunch and they took the napkin out, and it was no mere napkin. There was a note scribbled on from their mom, and you would snatch it away and read it to everyone. Oh, how Did terrible! Did you ever have that? You never noticed anyone with a little note written on there? 
Maybe uh, it's just two or three instances. Yeah, I noticed it, but I would never steal a kid's. No, that's his. That's from his mama. I know I was a <laughs> dick, but <laughs> and you'd read it for fun. the other's amusement. Yes. <laughs> he like holding it up above a yeah. short kid, just like. Just Dear Jimmy, I love you so much. I put some prunes in there, so maybe you'll be able to poop tomorrow. <laughs> like, ah, like, rash taken care of. I Doc saw this while Jimmy's on cutting Tuesday. himself back at home. Yeah. Did that I saw this on him. Reddit. So the teacher tells people that if they pass notes, they're going to get in trouble. And he's going to read the note aloud. So the kid scribbles out his note, whatever, and then kind of obviously passes it to class. And he holds it up and reads it. And it's like, never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around and just... <laughs> Teacher got Rick rolled. Yeah, Rick rolled. Well played. I Rick. I had a little Rick rolled uh, the day before yesterday. Did you see my April Fool's video? I got Rick rolled by it. I was like, I, I, I recognized, of course, it was an April Fool's video, but I was like, I want to see where this links to. What do he has going on? Can we watch it? It's only like a minute long, and I promise I won't file any copyright strikes against you. Link it. All right. Let's see here. Put my coffee down. I liked Woody's uh, April Fool's Day tweet of getting Joe Rogan on the podcast. I that. I. <laughs> Was I didn't even tweet that. That was like an inspect element alter thing. Like that's not in my timeline. That's hilarious. I saw you oh, take tell credit for it. I said it was funny. <laughs> I didn't know it. I, I got your uh, S your text message to Chiz about how we landed Joe Rogan, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what he did. Like Chiz must have tweeted it, and then I saw that I tweeted it. And I did not, but I liked it too. <laughs> so what do we got here, Kyle? I am linking you right now. All right. Let's get this thing high quality. I'm queued up at zero. Is it my? Is everybody ready? Come on, cat. You'll like it. I'm waiting for the commercial. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Yeah, don't you skip that fast, ad. Fast and <laughs> you watch that whole don't fucking you thing. You buy that guy's insurance. <laughs> You watch it ten times, he'll make a penny. Fast and Furious and chicks fighting. It's awesome. Oh, that's a high CPM. All right, it's good to go. <laughs> All right, ready, set, play. Nice graphics. Hello, my friends. It's Seems like that's dragging on for quite a while. Got a very nice video for you guys today. Down range, I have four it's a good shirt. plates of AR-500 Thank you. I like that design. Steel. That this is one of my favorites. Just about anything. But what I'm throwing at it today is something very special. I have my own brand of ammunition now. FPS armor-piercing ammunition. So each of those armored plates down there small. can stop an armor-piercing 308 round. things come in small packages. I've got 22 long rifles. But not an FPS Russia 22 armor piercing round. No, not with the depleted uranium and, you know, a much larger powder. It's only if you use this pink cricket rifle that you can actually contain the power. Now, you're going to notice the camera cuts away, actually, as I fire. That's because the recoil ruined the camera. I don't know. Some The footage is all blurred. You can see the impact there. That was absolutely amazing. And it's substantial. Lots of power there. See how that AR steel um, where did the explosion come from? From the ammunition itself. Okay, yeah. so I promised devastation, and devastation is what we got. 
All the smoker plates that I thought they were. Yeah, yeah. Those are special plates that AR-500 sent to me. Those are serious. What actually shot through all of A 20-millimeter anti-tank rifle that I shot out of the back of my truck. Why was it explosive? Because it was an explosive round from 1928. Are you serious? It was stamped with a fucking eagle and swastika, like the Nazi emblem. And the interesting thing, um, I hope I'm not wrong about this, I believe in 1928, Germany was under the Treaty of Versailles, which you know they signed after World War I. It was really punishing um, um, uh, rules against uh, uh, Germany, I can't think right now. But one of the, thing, one of the rules that was established is they, they couldn't make that kind of ammo. Uh, so... The ammo that we shot right there was actually, in my opinion, like a collectible item because it's an illegally produced Nazi explosive round. But we just used it right here for uh, my April Fool's Day video, so I thought it was worth yeah. it. Taking something historically sad and making it a joke. Later, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> later, I took that same gun and I shot through um, four plates and then through eight inches of pressure-treated concrete and then into an oak tree so far that I could stick my middle finger into the hole and still couldn't reach the bullet. When you put the plates together, they, they, they pierce more easily, and, and you back them with concrete. That round is, well, it's an anti-tank round. You know, you'd have a couple of Nazis in the bushes with that Solotherm rifle. Uh, it weighs 125 pounds, something like that. It's massive. Um, there's no recoil, uh, less recoil than a shotgun. It's I'm bizarre. I'm well, sure because it you weighs 120 any, pounds. I'm sure if you get any of these minute gun details wrong, the gun crowd won't mention it. They're pretty <laughs> forgiving about that sort of thing. If, if the Treaty of Versailles was signed in some other year, or, or they yeah, didn't not a very a, elitist crowd. No, I'm aware the Treaty of Versailles no. was not signed in 1928. I just believe that uh, Nazi Germany or Germany was under the uh, conditions of that <laughs> treaty during 1928. I'm like 99% sure of that. And therefore, they should not have been making the kind of ammo that they ha were definitely making because I could see the stamp on the bullet that says 1928 and there's a Nazi emblem on it. And, uh, and so there. How many but more do you have? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know oh, a lot, a too. Lot. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, you just, what, you fed those into the clip and then drop that into the bottom of the, of the gun. And then um, it's called a 20 millimeter because it's 0.2 inches, I think. Yeah, and, nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. All, that, all, of those, all of those facts are exactly correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Travels at dozens, if not, I mean, several dozen feet per second. So really we're working fast. on oh, a, yeah, tens of feet a per full second. Video. <laughs> I'm going to do a full video with that Solothurn anti-tank rifle, but I'm, I refuse to do the, the video until I'm capable of shoulder firing it. So it's a 120-pound rifle and a lot of its barrels. So i got to do a lot of curls, I think, before I'm going to be able to do that. But whenever we're able to do it, then we're going to do the video. I want to see you shoulder my rifle. I, I, I could shoulder <laughs> your rifle, no problem. That sounds so bad. Sorry. <laughs> I wow. love, make it gay, Cat. My gay. mind just goes there. You, you sure you can do it? On my shoulder anytime you want, Woody. Just walk <laughs> up behind me. Uh, uh -huh. It doesn't matter if I know it's coming or not. And Tell just, me more. Just, just Put your rifle to my shoulder, and I'll see if I I'll see if I'm man enough to take it. I think that's where you're headed. To. You don't think that I'm man enough to to shoulder your rifle, but I promise you, I am, and more. Oh, I know from experience in Chicago, Kyle Damn is right. quite a man when it comes to taking a rifle. Mm. Quite a man. Yeah. So Woody's so cat, are you into guns? Really? <laughs> Woody's got a really heavy rifle, and I think I can shoulder it. I'm I can't shoulder it. I am. Um... Shucks. I, I, I'm just about able to swing it up level. 
and then it'll just fall right back down. I can't keep it up. Hmm. Maybe if you were there, I could. You know, <laughs> with, with, with your shoulder, right? You would help me. You think if I were there, you'd be able to get it up? Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not as young as I used to be. I probably could have done you, it when I was like 19. And hold, you've got to get it up and hold it. Perfect, you know, like uh, perpendicular to the the horizon. Though you got to like straight out at least. You can't have mm -hmm. it drooping down or anything. That doesn't count. You can't have a no. Semi... It cannot be flasted at all. Must be no. 100%. I don't. He went when I was young, I'd have been able to hold it straight up, and then over the years, it kind of goes straight out, and now it's just too heavy. Oh my God, we got to kill this cat. Are you into <laughs> firearms? My uh, my last name being Gun. I, uh -huh. I don't I don't really live up to the last name. I have actually what's getting me more into guns, strangely enough, is cosplay because I cosplayed as Kate Beckinsale's underworld character, uh, Celine, and she uses Berettas. And so I went to the shooting range to actually use the uh, real gun itself. And uh, <laughs> this one. <laughs> Is that, I don't know if it's actually that one, because there were gun people that came in and said, oh, there's this extension, and it has this to it, and so there is a lot of specifics, and she changes guns halfway through the movie, uh, but it's nice having gun people out there, because they are really on top of their shit. Wait, that's not nice, that's the worst part about having gun people out there. They are so on top of their <laughs> shit. Heaven forbid you have like a 92F instead of a Beretta 92, oh, whatever yeah. the flip it is. Oh, the way I was holding the gun in the picture, I just got so much shit for that. It actually made me take the photo down because I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back and retake that photo correctly. Did you, did you not have proper trigger? trigger discipline? Is that the scoop? No, the, the guy. Oh my god, this shooting range. Um, mm -hmm. it was just specifically one guy. I was. Uh, I'm. I'm intimidated by guns. You know, I'm. I'm still getting comfortable with them. But this mm -hmm. guy, he doesn't even like help. He's kind of like just lazy, like like some sort of stoner dude or something, just sitting there, like yeah, just That's go over you there. You know. That sounds like really an ideal help. safety officer. Carry on. No, yeah, but he just, you could tell, like, I, I even said, like, oh, I'm here with my friend, this is his first time, um, and he just didn't really care, he's just like, go over there, go to that thing, and we had to stop him at least four to five times asking him questions to make sure that it was the proper way of doing things, and yeah, they just were not very uh, good at assisting, which I was going to get on, like, Yelp, where they we found them, and kind of get on there and say, like, yeah, they need to be more on top of that, because it's not good for a newbie to not have assistance in that kind of situation, but... Um, it's going to be dangerous. That sounds like a very, very friendly, dissatisfied Yelp review. You know, we should be more on top of this. <laughs> I like how you didn't go to just immediate anger and frustration. My but. range would have been all over you, and, and not in a helpful way. They publicly embarrass you for any, like, minute violation you might make. I hate uh, that. I hate those gun snobs who come over, that's, and that's, they, like, don't like the way you're holding your thumb when you're putting a round into the magazine yeah. <laughs> they'll say something about stupid shit like you want to be putting your thumb on the side so you're not numbing it up for the grip and it's like you're making shit up you ass <laughs> <laughs> i think it, i think it's better to feel embarrassed and learn like you'll never do it again as opposed to just like having this guy that doesn't give a shit and he's just like going off and doing his own there thing. has to be a oh, happy definitely. medium in there somewhere because the problem is they'll be so nitpicky and they'll they, sometimes gun guys will um sort of revel in the fact that ah i have something over this guy this is my area of expertise and this guy knows nothing about it he might know how to do all that fancy doctoring or what <laughs> but i know how to operate this cope here so and you get that guy and he just really wants to talk down to you and be an asshole like when i when i show people how to use a gun for the first time i don't give them a bunch of bullshit that they don't need to know i just give them the basics and and make sure they're not going to hurt anybody or do anything dangerous and let them have some fun, and then once they've had a little fun, then maybe they'll want to learn the difference between a clip and a magazine and stuff like that. Eh. 
And if they are too nitpicky over certain little things that don't matter when they still haven't mentioned, like, keeping your finger off the trigger until you're downrange and ready to fire, you're just going to start to think, like, okay, this can't be as serious as they're saying if they're telling me to, you know, lay the gun down differently while it's still pointed downrange. Just stupid, stupid shit. And you just start to rationalize it in your head, like, this isn't as dangerous as everyone says. And that's how you make mistakes. That's, that's how you get I shot. That's why I, I, I like shooting in uh, in my backyard better than much more than than any range or anything, or even at like machine guns uh, shoots. I've been to Knob Creek two or three times, and they have a they have a huge machine gun shoot there. There's mm-hmm. there's hundreds of people on the firing line, and a big horn blows, and then everybody starts fucking shooting. Actually, I think a cannon goes off, <laughs> and uh, and everybody starts shooting. And there's mini guns and thirty caliber machine guns, and uh, all kinds With of all those cal- people. You feel like it's safe. Oh, it's very safe. There's only been like a death, one or two deaths, and it. it wow. Like, I don't. Think, no, no, no. Hang on now. Like, I like would feel neither, safe too. But no one's ever been shot. I think uh, the death was like uh, the recoil of a gun knocked over a tripod. Yeah. And, uh, and then a the brain tripod. aneurysm, right? Yeah, I think it hit right a girl. On the spot. I, it, it's, you gotta imagine it's really heavy. Was, was there a, really a hole? I don't brain? know if there was a hole. What's wrong with you? Oh, he's like brain, brain aneurysm right on the spot. You're like, I think he's talking about getting shot in the head. No, a, a machine gun fell over, and the tripod that it was sitting on, the leg of it, and I'm, it, it's a big leg, big metal, heavy thing, hit a girl in the head, and she died. I think that's that's the only death I really know of from there. But anyway, it's even with all that, <laughs> it's, it's it's safe. It's uh, and, and that's. I forgot where I was going with this. Yeah, real Creek, safe unless safety, you're one of those two Nazis. people. Hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say I, I I would prefer to shoot at my place than to ever shoot at that thing again because it just doesn't. It's just not that much fun. It's 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 just not. There's it's you can't do what you really want to do. It's a lot more fun when you're on your yeah. own personal property away from the prying eyes uh, the prying eyes of someone who are who's gonna think that what you did isn't exactly the way uh, they want it done and you have a lot more fun. If you enjoy shooting, you should shoot with tracers. It wasn't until I shot with tracers that I understood what the bullets did after they hit stuff. And there's kind of a... I guess if you shoot at a range enough, after the bullet hits its target, the bullet's just kind of gone. Like, it's hitting a big bunch of rubber mulch or whatever it is. But when you shoot with tracers against a tree and such, like, you really see where they're going afterwards. And it's eye-opening. And then you become safer. They go places. Yep. Like, they're like rubber balls. Sometimes they'll just make a right turn and go off that way. And sometimes they'll just skip straight up and just, you know, go into the air until they just dwindle out of fire. They, they do weird stuff. Uh, they, that's, that's what I was doing all week. I was shooting 22 tracers at golf balls. It was probably three years ago or something. We went over to Wing, Wings of Redemption's house. <laughs> and uh, Wings and his girlfriend were shooting at a tree. And Kyle and I weren't, like, behind that tree. But we were behind the tree and off to the side. And Kyle's like, this is dangerous. Like, he shouldn't be shooting with us downrange like this. And um, and I was, in my head, like, I guess I, like, academically, like, understood how it could get to us. And then later that day, we brought up the incendiary rounds. And it was like, whoa. Now I fully understand the danger we were in. Like, yeah. it, 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 I don't know where we were shooting either. So, so just a little backstory for this. We went to Wings of Redemption's house to... Was this New Year's or was this a different time? Do we want to catch Cat up on who Wings of Redemption is, in case she's not familiar? Cat, do you know who Wings of Redemption is? Oh, Cat. Oh, Cat. Oh, Cat. Cat, Cat. I thought all three of us should say it. (laughs) Where do you begin? I've just been stuck in the gaming world. I just do gaming things. He's a gamer. 
When Joe so, Hampton is a where gamer, do you begin? he is. I, uh, I feel like I should know. He has something like half a million-ish subscribers on YouTube. He's kind of OG. Like I want to say that his channel started in like 2008-ish, seven-ish. Um, he's largely COD. known for COD, but he plays other games too. He's into Fallout. He's into um, Dragon's Age. He likes Dark Souls. I don't know if he likes the new one. Um, Battlefield. So mostly a shooter guy. Um, he's good he's at got, video games. He's got a, a, a ridiculous sort of um, personality that I feel transfers really well to YouTube. And he's got a crazy like home life and family life. And there's always lots of drama going off. And it's like a crazy, bizarre situation that he lives in. So he's very entertaining to us. Uh, so we, we went to Wing's house for, was it New Year's when yes. we did the shooting? Or was it, it a different was. time? It was New Year's Eve. Yeah. We went there for New Year's uh, up near Myrtle Beach in Conway, South Carolina. And I brought a truckload of guns. I don't know how many I brought, like 10 or 15 guns and a lot of ammo too. And some Tannerite, I think. And uh, I don't know. We, we, I don't know if we shot. We shot before or after. We shot a little bit. Like on New Year's Eve, like you you shot some explosives. Yeah. But it was New Year's Day that, you know, we okay. hauled everything out. So I, he said, I've got the perfect place to shoot. I got a place. I got a place. And so he takes us out on... I don't know where we were. We were on public land or Some something. Some swamp or something. Like, yeah. We, out in the middle of nowhere, like on this dirt road. And it just it, it, it ended at a swamp. And there the swamp was. And we started shooting. And it was a bizarre situation. His whole family were, was there. Bastard Brook was there. God rest his soul. Uh, gangster Grandma was there. Um, but we his were mother like, was there. I felt like a fish in a bowl or something. Like, like the, the Wings of Redemption squad was there to see, like... Like... Like, in my head, we're normal people, right? And and they're the like I I, I want to describe them as extreme country, you know, we deliverance. Were like, we were like Martians who were new to that, who just had landed, and they were just coming to see what the fuck was up. And and it was uh, they were all kind of standing off the side watching us as we shot guns and filmed and stuff. But they like huddled together to watch the things that we did. Cause, yeah, because we were outsiders, and um. Yeah, go on, Kyle. I don't know. That was a fun day. We shot a bunch of different stuff, and uh, but but yeah, Wings was shooting that tree, and and I felt for sure that at any minute he could uh, just kill one of us. I just imagined one of those seven six two by fifty four millimeter tracers darting off of a tree or that plasma he was trying to hit, and just taking my jugular out downrange. So yeah, would have ruined a, your channel. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And there weren't even any, any cameras rolling for that either. Hmm. That was That's an interesting oversight. day. Shooting with Wings of Redemption. I, I've um, I don't think we shot when he was here. We were too busy filming with cows and doing Jeremy pulls. Mm. Have you guys spoken to him recently? Um, I haven't in a couple of weeks. Yeah, me too. It's been a couple of weeks since I last talked to him. But uh, just doing the <clears> weekly <throat> check-in. <clears throat> I don't know how he's doing. Through, I know guys. that he's streaming on Twitch a lot more than he had been. It seems like his focus. A lot of people have kind of shifted their focus from YouTube to Twitch. Because wait. Because some people quit YouTube and just do Twitch now. They had like what? There's a girl I know, LL Ray Ray. She has like a 200,000 subs on YouTube, and she hasn't uploaded in three months because she's just all Twitch. Because that's where the money is. Yeah, the Twitch has a model where basically people just donate straight to the streamer, and they get 100% of the cash. Yeah. Whereas YouTube is going the other way, and like even if you find your own brand and integration deals, they're trying to get like shut that down and 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 take a piece of that, and um, it just. It's hard when it gets split like that. We'll see. Cat, I find it more natural phones? for Twitch because you're just like you can t 
turn it on and you're it's like this where you kind of sit and you talk and it's natural as opposed for like me when it comes to YouTube I like to lay it out and like as soon as I have a script I feel really weird when I turn on the camera so like I it's like I want to build a character too and I don't just want to be myself I want to have more of a point and content so I guess it depends on how you approach YouTube but for me I, I feel so much easier to just sit there play a game talk about what's going on and like you just relate all day long with your chat too Kat, how long you, have you uh, been doing Twitch? Uh, I've been doing it for like a, a year. I've been on Twitch when it first started, uh, but I didn't take it. I didn't take it serious until about a year ago. I got a sub button where they pay five bucks. You get a portion of that. Uh, Twitch gets the other portion, and they get icons and they get a little thing next to their name depending on whatever your theme is of your chat. Like for me, it's my cat because I have like a Bengal cat that everybody loves uh, named Marble. And they also get specific icons that you make for your chat as well. So I have a bunch of... I have a gun, actually, that looks like a cat. Because it's a cat gun. You have a so Bengal cat? Is that yeah, really expensive? Cat. Yeah, uh, I actually bred them. Uh, they go anywhere from 600 to $1,000 or 1200 oh. But there's ones that look like leopards. And then there's ones that are, like, striped and have, like, crazy stripe patterns. Um, but it's actually... I don't know. that They call them Bengals for whatever reason. Uh, it's... A breed that's been around since the 80s and mm. they normally mm. they call them lap leopards because they look like the the main bangle is like a mini lap leopard but the one I have she has like kind of just all sorts of crazy variations on her coat and um, I it was fun it was a whole experience for me I, I did three de generations of breeding them why'd you stop breeding them it was the essentially selling them and getting them to a house that you would think cares as much as you do for the cat. I went to check up on some because they have to get neutered or spayed depending on where they go. Mm -hmm. And I went to check up on a guy cat that I'd sold. And he was just in a, like, the condition he was in was nothing that I would want a future cat to be in. Uh, the room was just, like, really smelly. It smelled like boy cat and... Uh, she just she had like a gajillion other animals too. She had five acres of like horses, sure. chinchillas, ferrets, like anything you could think of. She owned it. Yeah, normal uh, sane person, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you even take care of that many animals. Like how you'd literally have to spend your whole day feeding and caring and cleaning just for animals. So I think she had a squad of people just to do that as well. So after that experience, I was just like, I can't trust <coughs> the people that they go to, unfortunately. So I just I just did it for my own personal uh, cat and kept kept one of them out of the breed. So. Do you know who John Jones cats, is? Those huge ones. No, that's <laughs> ocelots. Those are os those are ocelots. Those I, are the twenty two thousand dollar dog height. That's leopard. what John Jones. Has. So I put a link in the description. This guy's cat. He said he paid twenty five thousand dollars for it. Here, I'll. Yep, yep. That's it. They're they're supposed to get huge. They get like, they get super big. Here, I'm gonna what see a ridiculous cat. A picture of my cat. Twenty five thousand dollars. Why? Why? Isn't that crazy? He lost oh, I, I his paid $25,000 for an animal that couldn't give less of a shit about me. <laughs> I could die, and 30 seconds later, this thing will be eating me. 90% oh, of my phone warm. album is the cat anyway. Boop, 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 boop. Trying to find more pictures of this cat, like, with things to scale. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding ones that really show off her side coat. Um, if you guys can see that at all. She's oh, wow. They're very talkative. They they actually fetch. I have a video on my Facebook where she fetches and she brings it back and you keep throwing it, she brings it back. So they're kind of like dogs uh, in I'm a lot of... I'm very skeptical of the fetching thing. Do, do all Bengal cats fetch? Yes, most do. Yeah. Almost almost all. Yes. 
all of all of my <laughs> Bengal cats that I've had, they've they've learned to they learned to fetch too. Like this one wasn't fetching for the first half year or year that I had her, and then eventually she finds that one toy she loves, and then she likes uh, Nerf guns. So whenever you cock a Nerf gun, she's like, <gasps> and she like perks up and she goes looking for the darts and chews them up and everything like that. So that's that's different than fetching. <laughs> <laughs> she fetches it. She brings it back. Okay. She likes it. All right, yeah, that's fetching. <laughs> what? What's well, if I said my dog cat. loves to fetch, when I throw stuff, he chews it up and ruins it. <laughs> <You're> like, yeah. <laughs> or she ruins the Nerf gun. Like you can't use the Nerf dart. She puts holes in it, and the air, the whole air compression thing, doesn't work anymore. So ah, so she basically ruins the whole Nerf gun because who goes and buys more darts? You have to buy the darts when you buy the gun. See, you do, parents. If, you just, gotta... just... if you're smart. Yeah, it, like I've bought Nerf guns as an adult, and it's like, yeah, let's get eight thousand of these little uh, rubber discs because we're not picking them back up after we shoot them. We, uh, <laughs> we we had a crazy like Nerf war one time in a hotel. We pissed everybody off. It was one in the morning, but we went to Walmart and got like eight Nerf guns, and we bought. We had so many of those darts. You got to buy extra. As a kid, I only had like the twelve that came with it, and I'd lose those in a week. I, well, yeah, we to buy Nerf guns Dude. when we went to that Walmart. Kyle's got when the we, most interesting land. Sorry, I'm going to go off, but like you, you go to Kyle's house, right? And you shoot stuff and whatever, and like shotgun shells are flying out and brass and stuff from the you know that the round was in. And uh, it's like, Kyle, what do you do with all these like things that are flying? He's like, yeah, that that's just what gravel's made of around here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. There's just. You should see what the field... I actually cleaned the field up um, before this last video shoot. We dug a big hole with a backhoe with an excavator and pushed all the TVs and concrete blocks and crushed toilets and everything into the hole. And then I just made an even bigger mess. Now there's like a, a destroyed picket fence, a bunch of burnt mannequins, uh, a destroyed Mercedes Benz all burnt out and blown what, up. Was the backhoe on the back of a tractor? Where'd you get a backhoe? Do you, you just literally have like an excavator? That... You have a dedicated excavator for something? Mm-hmm. It's in that uh, paintball video that, that we watched earlier. If you look on the right, on the right oh, yeah. side of the frame, you can see it in the background. So mm. that makes things easy when you can dig a big hole like that. But, uh, but, but right now, it's a mess again. I, I took eight toilets, and I suspended them and made like a gigantic wind chime type thing, uh, like, you know, suspended in the air, and then I machine gunned them all. And As people those, do. As you do, <laughs> and uh, and the whole valley is just full of like splinters of porcelain. That stuff just breaks off and shoots everywhere. It's a good time. We had a great week. Yeah, sounds. I like called it did. the world's sh shittiest wind chime. <laughs> <laughs> there you did go. you guys see the Amazon Dash thing? Uh -uh. Nope. So, uh, it's a video. I'm. It's only one minute long. Do you want to see it? Sure. If it's interesting right. enough, it's nineteen here. seconds. I, it, I hope it's interesting enough. They they t released it on um, April first, so I thought it was a joke at first, but I'm now I'm told that it's not. Are we sure? Are we sure it's not a joke? Comments no. are disabled for this video. Makes a lot of sense though. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Cat, are you ready? Yes. Ready, set, play. Yeah, I find this opening disgusting sound montage to be too long. I'm, I'm already aggravated by it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where is this going? I have no nowhere. Idea. Fucking nowhere. <laughs> no, where's all my coffee cups? Don't let running out ruin <laughs> your ahead. 
Introducing who, who the Amazon Dash button for Prime members. Oh my god. Simple way to reorder the important things oh, wow, this is ridiculous. Low, so you'll never run out. Oh my god, Set what kind of order what you want. <laughs> then press it when you're running low. This is such an absurd service. Are this we sure real service? So this is not real. If you change your mind. You'll have kids <laughs> ordering you 600 pounds of Olay. before you run out and never miss a They have a thing you can only order it once until it arrives and then the button works again. Uh, poppycock. Wow. Interesting. Prime members. That I'm is. the Western only one who likes this Amazon idea. Well, here's no. the thing. I, this is really taking laziness to an entirely new level. Because That's I've the got level the I like it. Dude, I've got the Amazon app right here. This is how long it would take <coughs> to order, order coffee. Like, it's literally like, all right, there's Amazon. C-O-F-F-E-E. -E. All right, now I've got coffee. It's done. Like, like it's no, done. I don't you need, didn't like, get the right coffee. I don't need a designated... You, you designated, have a particular no, coffee you know Keurig thing that you want, and... No, that ad, that ad should have been a guy sitting in the bathroom on the toilet, and he reaches for the roll, and there's <laughs> nothing, and it's spinning, and then he just hits the Charmin button and waits. For two for days. For two <laughs> days. For two days, he waits for more Charmin with his shitty Amazon click account. And then he does the poopy the butt walk, like... Oh. Yeah, he does, he does <laughs> the, the front shit door, shuffle right to he... the... That's the, the shit shuffle walk. right to the corner. Yeah. That's the poopy butt walk. As he goes to the... Uh, to the front door and grabs oh. the Charmin, but that no, like, like I was thinking about like like so this Dollar Shave Club, which does a great job and they have a neat service, but it's on a schedule, and it's difficult for for you to sort of tool out. Like we used to do it with dog food; we'd have dog food come like every six weeks, and after a while we had like two bags that are doubled up, so we change it to eight weeks. And after a while the dogs are like starving and it's not happening right, and it's <laughs> difficult to really like figure out the exact length of time that you need this. The button. To me, beats the schedule. Like I, you know, when I, whatever, you know, uh, rack up that last blade. I want to hit the button and have the new ones. I come. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems so silly to me. I feel it like is. I could just, when I need something from Amazon, like I feel like the button has is. I've got the button right here. Like whenever I need something, I go to Amazon on my phone. I instantly click. I buy it with one click. And it's here in two to three days. Just like no you matter what, I run around your house like a relay racer. Like I need this. I want. I want like a, a a vertically oriented row of these things in my pantry. Be like, give me some mac and cheese. Give me some well, this. Give me some that. Well, they didn't even have that. They suggested that your attention span was so low that if you had all the buttons together, you'd forget about the tide by the time you got back to the Keurig button. Like well, they, well, the they, they had to put the button be... right next to the item. I only said what pantry because. What about shut-in alcoholics? Like a guy's laying there on his couch, <laughs> grasping for a button, and then it just shows like Budweiser, and he just hits it, and that's that's the end of the ad. Enabling by Amazon. Perfect. <laughs> it's perfect for shut-in alcoholics. I, I, Kat, what do you think on this? Is good product, bad product? I mean, I think we're in the generation of of instant gratification. So to have this is just that next step. Like having a smartphone with all your apps and and being able to get to things faster. And quicker, it's just that's kind of what what's now and what's going to keep coming. I, so I, I want to be able to oh. scan like a QR code without logging into my phone and have it ordered. Just point it, and go. That's where it should be. Hmm. Well, eventually, what what it's going to take a step of like chips in your brain that are going to be able to read and get to I that. I want one of those chips as soon as possible. I'm 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 first in line for one of those brain chips. Really? I want a memory yeah. chip. You want to be the the new adopter of that I kind of. <laughs> 
I want a hundred terabytes up here. I, I want to be able to to add and remove information. Dude. There was a yeah. there was a show called Black Mirror. And it's an English. I show. know that show. Oh, it's a great so show. Good. That and was an like amazing kids, show. Yeah, it's like Twilight episodes, but it, they had three episodes and only two seasons, so six episodes total, and they're about an hour long. And one of them, it's amazing. It's all about them having a chip that sees everything they see. So let's say like you come home, and you're like, hey, honey, I was like, yeah, I see what I did today, and they literally review, and it pops up just like a Chrome would, and you you see it on the TV. And it goes through everything they did that day. And then the whole episode's about like a couple and whether they're cheating. And, and the guy's the, jealous, but he's like kind of, you know, just getting all the, these ideas in his head. The and, opening scene had a job interview. So the guy, he did a job. Oh, he, yeah. You he did. had a job interview. And then the guy, like the, the inner, oh, the acting in that episode was so amazing. Yeah. Because they would watch it and they you'd really <laughs> zone in on the subtleties. The yeah. guy would be like, hey, this is really great. I can't wait to see you again. And then they just like keep playing that, like, hey, you did really great. Because he didn't do well. He didn't do well, right? He initially got, he only got an okay. He's like, he was like, okay, well, thanks for coming in. So that's why he kept reviewing it. He's like, what did I do wrong? So he kept looking through his <clears throat> own, like, video, no, point of view to be like, what did I say something? And then he reviews it with his girl to be like, what did I say? What do you think of this? Yeah, and it was neat because they got to sort of like obsess over that mm -hmm. and I kept zoning in on the acting because the acting was so perfect because they were obsessing over every little like eye crinkle and pause yep. to get the full meaning from it and like it takes an extra like the next level acting to really like get that kind of scrutiny and yeah. then of course the overall plot like, like she said was about a husband who the thought the wife jealous. was unfaithful yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they just they you know yeah they delete what was in your head but then he would see her doing <coughs> like show me right now show me what happened and and it was it's it's pretty crazy stuff that, that everyone had one of these right so the guy was like you know i don't even like having girls anymore i just got this great spank bank that i refer to and then he's like oh wait a minute with that guy and my wife where this you know like two years ago he's doing that to have the memories of that and yeah it um yeah, and then each episode had something really cool. Somebody said there were, a famous person said they were going to take that and do a whole movie just based on that concept, like make it a full-blown movie. So it's a really I cool. That was already an hour-long episode, so they were going to add 30 minutes more well, to you it add all and then call it their own. Like make it real, way I'm tales. Dude, it would TV's, show the actual embarrassing parts. TV's better like than all the movies porn now. you were looking at and all that. <laughs> TV beats <laughs> movies. Like, like, I just finished. Oh, hang on. I don't know about that. That, that might change this year. I think movies will beat TV in 2015. I, th I think you've They're got so much. beats TV. You've got so many cool movies coming out this year. And with the you got Star Wars comes out. And We're doing got, opinion, not like metrics. And <laughs> you're do and you've got Age of Ultron coming out as well, and Ant Man, which might be Marvel's first flop. There's a lot of cool movies coming out this year. Marvel's first flop is part of your argument. Yeah, I, I well, mean, I mean, I, I, if I'm I being honest, I think it what, might be. What what happens on TV now? There's so much more time. Right, like the character development that happens over a Game of Thrones or a Better Call Saul or a Breaking Bad, just crushes what can happen in an hour and a half on tele on in a movie. Now movies are the short form, underdeveloped, quick hits, and something like Better Call Saul. I, mean, I just finished watching episode nine. I won't spoil it, but the entire first season is almost devoted to helping you get to know the players, and not a ton like happens happens you just get to really know these guys and even me who really likes things to move quickly has enjoyed this season you're not caught up on better call Saul, are you i haven't watched a single episode 
I, I, I think yet. it's going to be good. And I will say this, the production quality on it, it matches Breaking Bad. Like, it's outstanding. I'm, getting, I'm about to get my dad hooked on uh, Game of Thrones. I, uh, I took season one and put it on a thumb drive, and I'm going to take it over there. I, I managed to find a... Um, find an HD version, a really good version, and I'm going to go put it on his 4K TV. We got him the other day. Kyle and, and I were just comparing. We're both making it through. We think that we can finish book three yeah, in yeah, time. Totally. I, oh, yeah. It's, so at, right now it's the second. So I've got, what, like um, uh, nine days, something like that, until the 11. actual event starts. Or until the 12th. It's 11. It's um, 10, 10 days. So 10 days. You're right. You're right. Uh, I am 33 hours. 13 minutes and 16 seconds into book number three with um, 47 hours and 32 minutes. Uh, that's, that's how long the, the book length is. of the book, yeah. yeah. So I'm 20 hours in, 20 hours, nine minutes, and I have 27 and a half hours to go. I think I can do it. <clears throat> I, uh, it's a lot. I, I made a lot of progress in the last week. I probably did, well, shucks, I mean, almost 18 hours or something. I forget. I'm not yeah. sure. But, you um, caught up to me a bit. A little bit, yeah, and, and you've been... I, I thought I was going to catch up to you a lot, but you did not slack while I was... I did. Like, nah. like I, I, listened to a lo- I listened to a lot, and some t- somehow you caught up to me as well, because I've been driving back and forth constantly trying to film <laughs> that fucking video. Uh, let me just rant about this for one second. So I, I had to... I'm filming this paintball video. Yesterday, I, uh, I started filming it. Um, I was supposed to film it the day before yesterday, but we ran out of sunlight. So I start yesterday uh, filming it myself with a tripod, uh, setting up my own mics and everything. Uh, my um, my Iraq veteran guys, they, uh, they had a funeral to go to, so I didn't have anybody to help me film. So I'm doing this thing by myself. I get the whole thing done. I get back uh, inside to edit, and I realize I didn't hit record on the last scene of the video, so the whole thing's ruined. Um, so i got to go back and do the shooting part again. So today, get everything set up, uh, go out there, film this thing again, and it's actually better the second time around. And it's kind of complicated to film because I've got my Why tripod. Why is it better? You just hit your lines better? Hit my lines better, and I had better targets to shoot at. Um, okay. So um, it went smoother, and I, so I've got the GoPro camera, and I've got the uh, my tripod camera, and I got audio running from a lab mic. So I get I film the video, takes two or three hours, get back home, uh, start editing again, and realize that uh, something was wrong with my microphone, and the audio is just fucked. So I drive all the way back there again. It's like a twenty minute drive each time. Film the whole video again. It takes another two or three hours. Get back home, and the audio is still fucked up. So tomorrow, I have to start for like the fourth day in a row or something like that. And now I'm out of compressed air, so I've got to drive 45 minutes to get compressed air, then 45 minutes back, then start filming. So it's, How am I ever going to keep up with you in this book? It's a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah, yeah. with all that driving, like you, you can't keep up because it's just been a, a day of uh, fuck-ups and, and driving, mostly. So... When I use it, you're using the Panasonic camera that you have? Yes. Can you, it has two mic sources, I assume? Yes. I usually record with the shotgun and the lav at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if you can use the lav, that's great, you know, because it, it's, you know, it's usually better. If not, then even the shotgun track, you just mute it, but it helps you line it up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It, it's nice to have a backup like that. Yeah, I had them both set to the, to the lav. Um, but I found the I pr- found the problem right now. Something was wrong with the inputs. I I don't know what it was doing before, but mm-hmm. I spent a little time tweaking it, got it fixed. So the audio's fixed. I just have to start tomorrow for the third or fourth day in a row and finally <laughs> get this goddamn video done. Uh, so because it's a video to promote the event and uh, there's to, only so much time to show off the diadem. I know. Yeah, gotta get it up now. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get people pre-registering for this thing. 
Everyone's gonna. Have you pulled off like the cartwheel matrix paintball kill yet? Like, is that okay. something that you're gonna get? You're gonna have it in on the no. weekend? No, I don't think so. I was, wor I was trying to work on my balance. It's just been a. It's been a. It's been. I just been working too much. I haven't been able to do my um to do my um you know my ballet training like I wanted to. My gymnastics mm -hmm. haven't been able to get out and do that. No so I don't know if I'll paintball. No, no. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pull the cartwheel off anymore. Um, but I'll definitely be able to run pretty fast. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I don't think I'll be tired by the time it's over. I don't think I'll be sore by the time it's over. So that's that's what I really wanted to accomplish. Hmm. Yeah, I'll so be Kyle, like, where can people buy that shirt? Because everyone's going to want to know. <laughs> <laughs> My eyeballs? Um, the, I got Both this of on those e shirts. I actually got this on eBay, and um, there's a company called Black Milk that does, like, a lot of people buy them. They're very expensive. Once again, it's this expensive kind of clothing that's, like, over $100. Um, but I'm in the printing. I own a printing company where we do wide format printing, sublimation dye, banners, business cards. <clears throat> Our biggest thing is car wraps. And um, so I know that when it comes to the material of making this clothing, it's just sublimation dye on a nice silk. So I actually found it on eBay for like eight bucks as opposed to um, buying it from Black Milk. So sorry. Sorry, Black Milk. I'm sorry. <laughs> this actually came, if you can believe it or not, from fucking Walmart. This is, uh, this is all Chinese labor here. Um, <laughs> if you look carefully on the back, you can see tiny children's handprints because <laughs> that's how they get the dye in. They just rub it in yeah. over there. Um, <laughs> So, are so those yeah. genuine tears. children's tears under the under Cookie Monster's eyes? Yeah. yeah, that's how you get this sort of organic look to the <laughs> the dye coating. It's it's nothing organic about it. That's 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 child tears and pain. It's rubbing yeah. it right in. Nice. Well, there yeah, is I'll, something organic about it if it's child tears, but we'll you know move past it. Well, <laughs> depends how you feed the children. You've got to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, they uh, they brought this back from Walmart today, and uh, and I and I like it. And I got my my. Well, it looks angry. great. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I feel frugal would... or feel bad for doing that, <laughs> but I just I just I found it. You just type in printed clothing on eBay and you get everything you've seen on these other websites just, you know, for 8 or 10 bucks. So. Oh, it's a solid Is that a full shirt or just a No, it's just a crop top, top. half of a shirt. Like, cuz you know, it's all about the waist high skirts and stuff. Now it's what's in. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. And if they ask about this uh, Zelda LED light, that was also, that was made by me with the whole wide format printing thing. I print out a sticker, I uh, turn it around, I put LED lights all outlining it, and then it's all battery operated. So, good luck buying that. Sounds like a tremendous oh. amount of work. I won't have one of those. It does. Do, uh, Kat, do you watch Game of Thrones at all? Light. Do you watch uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Thank you're God. all are you all caught up? It. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't read the books. But yeah, I I watch I watch each episode as they come out. Dude, I so I'm listening to book three, and I never realized that Danny had a lesbian scene. Oh, yeah, just yeah, one totally. that I Keep can recall. <laughs> I, I, I where was this in the shows? That's I, I was they, thinking the same thing. Scene, Did she? Have, I didn't remember it. Yeah. So they had the lesbian scene in the show. Yeah, I remember because she was having sex with another woman. <laughs> That's how you tell if it's a lesbian scene. Yeah. I don't remember that scene from the show. I really don't. But oh, I do good. I'm not alone. I thought for sure I was retarded again. It was with her uh, her slave girl. I don't remember what her name was. But they were like both in the tub or something. Or they, they share were, a bed in the book. They uh, share a bed, yeah. When they were in Karth, I think. Maybe. Karth. 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 Yeah. Did, did, uh, is that where Carl Drogo is from? It is not. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> 
Uh, no, did you I'll notice all the people go. from That's the funniest. Pop were that's so one of the classy? funniest like name mistakes you've ever made. I, I, and I was one. so proud. You're like, well, what was Daenerys' husband's name? And I'm like, oh, Carl, Carl Drogo. Drogo. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> and and it, it's There's got to be a Game of Thrones like name game. Like I, I would should love be. to. You know what it needs to be? It needs to be set up like Jeopardy is. Like, like the categories are like <coughs> northern families. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take northern noble noble uh, families for three hundred, and it's you know like like this noble family is home to the great John. And that would be a fun game to play. That would be a good game. Yeah. Or we could just do it off of memory and be like, all right, would he name the man with the long beard? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's That's all, all of them. They've all got a beard. I uh, after after I'm so I'm pretty deep in the books now. I've gotten past the Red Wedding. I've gotten past um, a couple. You know, Winterfell is gone. Uh, I've gotten past all that stuff. So I've got. I think I've got a, more of an appreciation for all the stuff that's been cut to in, to to make the shows. I always heard the uh, the the book readers say that they were happy with the way the sh the the TV show has turned out. But honestly, I'm not. I feel like they left a lot of the cool stuff out of the books. Um, what do you wish they had included? That like the biggest thing. I wish uh, the battles were uh, were all there, or at least that there are some battles uh, that the book that you're not present for in the book. If that makes sense, it just happens, and you're not there. You just kind of hear about it after the fact. They're like, "Yeah, the battle went like this and like that. They ran across the river, and we pushed them back, and blah blah blah." And then there are battles where you're like there. And it's like the vanguard is pushing around to the left and blah, blah, blah. But there's plenty of those first-person viewpoint battles that are just left out of the books. And Tyrion's uh, role in particular, like, he's a badass in the book. He's constantly riding a horse in the battle with a, with a fucking axe. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many knights he's killed at this point or, like, made, be made to beg mercy. <laughs> like, like, these, like, enormous knights that are famous and, and Tyrion's out there three feet tall, like, kicking their asses and chopping heads and hands off and stuff. To, and to, none of that's in there. To give the show credit, um, Varys is better in the show than he is in the books, in my opinion. You know, he's just more clever in there. It's, I'm sure his name's not Varys, but whatever. Um, <laughs> well, it's Varys. Varys. It's not Varys. Yeah, you know. <laughs> there you are various tomato. ways. I say tomato. He's better in the book. <laughs> Not to be confused with Viserys, Viserys, who's uh, Danny's dead brother, who got the melted crown poured on his head. Right. Um, I feel like the like his role and like his interactions with Littlefinger are much better on the show than they are in the book. I've They're more concise in the show, because in the book they'll talk for pages, and like it'll be a couple of witty lines like they have in the show back and forth. And then after a while, it's like, all right, I can only watch these guys be snide and condescending to each other for so long before it's like, just have a real conversation. They're, uh, they're very much alike. They're kind of like polar opposites, of this, uh, though, if that makes sense. Like, one's the, they're like the good and evil versions of each other. Like, um, mm. Varys's uh, motives are completely altruistic. He does everything for the realm. Meanwhile, Littlefinger does everything for himself. Everything Littlefinger does is for personal gain. If, uh, if if selling out the uh, the Lannisters made is good for him, he'll do that. If it's the Starks, he'll do that. Whatever it takes, he's all personal gain. So they're very much alike, but completely different at the same time. I do you like really think Varys is all about the realm? For the betterment like, of the realm, yes. For the realm. The realm. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not giving away anything in the books because nothing else has been divulged that much. 
from where I've read up to. Well, I mean, he was originally a Targaryen man, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I, I'm only three books. I'm only three books in, so I guess we'll see. That's the good thing about this book. For all I know, he's dead in the next uh, in the next story. Book three has been good. I've heard book four is hard to get through. Book four is. If it were twice as good, it'd be half as good as the third book. <laughs> wow. So wow. Are we at an eight there? Great. Is that? Well, it's it's yeah. because they. Like in the first three books, they rope you in with all the same or at least similar characters. There are some additions here or there, but for the most part, it's the same cohesive storyline of different people moving forward. But in the fourth book, they add so many new people, you just have a hard time giving a fuck. Like oh you're like, God. all right, I already have like 10 people on my draft list that I really have to care about right now, and you're trying to add more, and I don't care. And I already mentioned that I listened to the beginning of that book on Shuffle. And so I got a bad impression. So that could be it. That okay. Could. I'm going to go ahead and stick with that. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I've enjoyed the first three immensely. I've, I've really uh, like eaten my way through these things. I listen to it for hours every day and I never get tired of it. And the scene I'm at right now is actually something that was like, I guess it's kind of a, the Khaleesi has been attacked by someone and I don't know how it's going to end, but it's because it's, it's not in the... Uh, 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 show. So this show, is a brand yeah. new thing. So my lots my enjoyment's of, been cool in stuff. inverted bell curve. It was high, it was low, and then with three, I'm I'm enjoying it again. See, I told you three was is the corn. Best. the best book. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking raven. All right, I have a new question. Let's get cat okay, back in this. Cat, are you listening? Yeah, I'm here. I'm you so have five hundred dollars to survive for a year without going broke. You have to have a penny left. If you succeed, you get ten million. How do you survive on five hundred dollars for a year? For a year? Hmm. Uh, sugar daddy? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easy answer, right? Like, wait, can somebody? Is somebody else allowed to support you? Obviously, right? Well, I, I don't know. I, I instantly like, went the, to some uh, sort that of. That option is not really in the cards for the rest of the cast here. So, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, I bet Market would say the exact same thing. Where it's like, oh, I just find a sugar mommy. You know, oh, someone take care of me, prop me up. They say no government help or anything. So, so yeah, I, I think Sugar Daddy. Interesting, you went right there, but yeah, no, I don't think that. I think you're, in my head, it was some sort of Survivor Man situation, like. Five hundred dollars. All right, I'll dedicate like a hundred bucks to a tent, some sort of like fishing rod, um, sleeping bag, and uh, find a way to not die for a year. You know, I'll need some warm parents, clothes. Live in water the garage again. Live in the basement. You know, yeah. good water old water filtration. Just go be homeless in like Miami for a while. Live the dream. <laughs> you think is that the dream? Who's no, it is that. It's They're the saying some bums make more money. Like, if you're a bum out there just collecting coins, you could still make but money it, from that. I, I, I just feel like freelance work, if you call it that, freelance not work, is not is cheating. That, that's against the rules in this game. You have $500 to keep yourself alive all this time. That's a lot of ramen noodles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um... I think you're but you're talking, like, in this setting, like, we're still in, like, if that were just to happen right now for me, right? Like, we're still in the setting. Like, you could still call up your family or friends and, no, like... No, I'm, I'm saying you've got a little time to plan this out, you know? Let's say that you're going to start on Monday just happen, and then I only have $500. Well, well then money's what? not worth much. But <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's no extraneous help that you can get. So you can't be like, I only have $500. Take care of me, sugar daddy. Or take care <laughs> of me, mom and dad. Like, you got to 
you got to <clears throat> forge your own way. Like, I, I don't know about this. Woody's approach so This far. is the top comment on Reddit, which kind of you know, would make Cat's plans work. Firstly, I go out for a really fancy meal. Steak, maybe a bottle of red. Spend $100 on that, I think. Afterwards, I go to the pub and have a few beers. Nice ones. Maybe buy a fucker or two a drink. Who knows? I might be feeling good. Treat myself to another meal. Two, two meals in one night? Whatever. Fuck you. I've just been given $500. Then I would give the remaining money to any, hom only, any homeless people I see on the streets and save that last penny. And to top the night off, I would mercilessly beat the fucking cunt shit out of someone so that I get enough for a year in prison. <laughs> And that's his plan. Jesus. <laughs> that's a terrible oh, plan. That's a terrible plan. <laughs> it's awful bad words. But You want to go to jail? I, I, no, no. Def All right, so here's how you do it. Oh, go on. Um, you, you want a tent. You want a year's um, uh, lot price for a uh, like a campground, like a camping spot to put your tent up in. There's already like a, a brazier there uh, to use Game of Thrones terminology, you know, something to cook <laughs> off of. And uh, and so now all you need is uh, is a little bit of wood. And firewood shouldn't be too hard to come up That's with. That's free. And yeah, and your ram and your ramen noodles, and then go from there. I would start by buying literally like five or six hundred packs of ramen noodles. You're gonna need at least that many. I, I'm thinking a tent. Sleeping bag, you know, quality sleeping bag and quality tent yeah, probably keep yeah, you warm so. and dry because you got to survive. A fishing rod, even though I, they're actually they don't really produce much food in my hands, but in theory, right, I could do something. And then it might be worth like whatever it costs, even like a hundred dollars, if someone who was good at survival would help me. Like Woody, we're gonna, you know, this is how you catch a fish. This is how you find a bug in the ground. So you'd think finding a bug in the ground would be super easy, right? I tried that when we were in Uari. They're elusive. Just yeah. All wildlife was elusive. It was like they knew that there was a storm coming, and like all the, <laughs> all the animals had fled that area oh. like it was a disaster zone. Dude. All the worms come to the surface when it rains. They, they all went down deep below. When, <laughs> for, That's for not this. true. They, no. The they frogs came to the surface. It wasn't raining yet. Yeah, it wasn't but raining yet. We saw yet. some frogs on the way out. Uh, on the way I, out. Yeah, I vomited like, twice on the way out, just walking down the road. So I wasn't too appetized by those. No. <sighs> uh, there's no good answer disaster. to this. But you guys are like going by the approach that you have to go into a fucking Dick's Sporting Goods and spend all 500 at once. Like you can, no, you you can, can save spread it. this out. Yeah. I don't think you need to immediately buy 500 packs of ramen lest other homeless people rob you for it. You know, because they'll point. find their way onto your, onto your campground. They'll you take your cash. What are you going to put this in a bank account? Well, I'm not going to open a checking account with my $500 for the year. Can you not because make more money after having... No, well, that I don't think you can do. I think you can't you make, like, make Flappy Bird and boom, you're good to go. Like, I think the, the, the spirit of the question is you, you have to survive off this 500 for a year, not invest it into like, cell Actually, phone games. could I start my trek... My five, so I can buy a plane ticket with regular my money, and then I start the five hundred dollar quest somewhere else, because I would move to like Somalia, and then be a king for a year with money to spare. <laughs> Bring me six goats. Here's a nickel. Like, you get some concubines going. Yeah, you know, it, I don't know if Somalia. I think I'd go um like rainforest South American type thing where there's just like bananas and coconuts hanging for free. Is that how you imagine like it? Gilligan's Island or something? 
about. Yeah, the professor will whip us up some Mai Tais. I don't think it works yeah. that way. I think you'd After be he's more done likely. with the time machine and the radio. <laughs> Six weeks later, he's been kidnapped by like some, some drug cartel. Mm. I'm telling you, there's coconuts everywhere. Uh, the bananas yeah. thing, I've never actually seen bananas hanging in the thing. But there's definitely coconuts. I always heard that there's like, uh, you know, those tarantulas will hide inside of the bananas. So those guys will be walking around lugging a big thing of bananas on their shoulders. And the spiders will come out and bite them in the fucking jugular. That sounds awful. My papa told me the story about this guy that he was, uh, he was picking bananas. Your papa? Were you My in papa. France at the time? Me papa? My papa? That's what I called him when I was little. I, I called him papa. I was five. Whatever. His papa. So You're so gay at five. Carry on. <laughs> papa, tell me the story. So uh, papa told me this story about this guy. He was picking the bananas and the, and the spider bit him on the hand. And immediately he like went down to the ground, pulled his banana machete and lopped off his own, his own uh, uh, hand up to the wrist. To, to prevent uh, this uh, the spider bite from killing him. Little extreme. Yeah, you would think so, right? Like, yeah, uh, I think, would you want to suck the poison out first? Maybe just try to take a finger? He just went wristing on so He see saw it clear enough to know, so he wasn't like, ah, fuck, it was a bee. <laughs> 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 you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, they, they talked about his children. They were so poor that... Um, they would take a stick and put some bubble gum on it and like stick it down the tarantula's hole and try to like catch the tarantulas with it so they could sell them in town. So they were they were tarantula salesmen as children. Tarantula That's... salesmen. Yeah. Yeah. They go into town with some, you know, some tarantulas and sell them. <laughs> Step <month>. right up. <laughs> <laughs> I could use a tarantula salesman. I was so <laughs> when we were try when we were thinking about doing that bug fight thing, I was so freaked out by those websites where you order the, the big giant bugs. They're, they're, I just imagine the package that, that must show up in and, and the thought the thought that maybe like there's packages everywhere just full of those horrible bugs floating around with my regular mail and the possibility that like a sand scorpion or one of those sand spiders or whatever the fuck they are could like weasel its way into my next UPS package. <laughs> On the plus side, you can get an Amazon Plus button for when you need more tarantulas. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cat, your Twitch channel's booming. You're making some money. What's your plan into adulthood with this thing? You're going to buy a, a house free and clear and then just lower your expenses for life? You, you rocking your 401k? What are you doing with your... Uh, Oh man, I I, I invest my money into the strangest things. That's why I said like a co-owning a printing thing is probably the the smartest investment with that. Uh, another is it thing I did money? Like, the printing thing. Oh, oh it's insane. Uh, we got a building off the freeway, so we have very good advertisements. And the the biggest thing is car wraps because they're very expensive to take care of cars. And like we do color changes for Toyota. We have clients too around here that are like Toyota and stuff that help mm -hmm. pay off the bills. How long does a car wrap last? Forever, forever. You gotta take it off with a heat gun. It's pretty. I mean, you know, you could scratch it and stuff, but it's it's at least five years good before you even have to care. I mean, it depends on the installers and the mm -hmm. quality. There's so many different types of uh, applications when it comes to the the wrap itself. Um, but like you know, like uh, even speaking of Bieber, he did a chrome change on his car for like 10 G's, and it, he changed the whole car chrome. So what's nice about car wraps is you can essentially make it anything, whether it's like an illusion type graphic that's like peeling off the side of the paint or just a whole color change. But we did like a matte sheen uh, black color change for Toyota. 
<laughs> and so having clients like that really help. But when I won the hundred grand like four years ago, I invested it into a massive RC track for remote control, ten scale cars, and I made like a hundred and fifty foot by eighty foot big. Uh, took a bought a bobcat because of course I can't move the dirt myself. Right. So I bought a bobcat to uh, not the round, you know, but like the earth movers. I'm well familiar <laughs> with the bobcat. Oh, girl. not yeah. the feline. All right. No, not the feline. <laughs> no, they don't really I, do well when it comes to dirt. Uh, so yeah, I dug. Uh, we actually it was me and my dad and an RC expert uh, that came together and we dug it ten feet deep. We had a forty foot driver stand. We all built. And uh, it had elevation changes because that's very so it's like a big dome, like a big bowl. So you won a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and you invested it into RC car racing. Yeah. Did that work Hard out? I um. Mm. <laughs> 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 Is that the answer? You're like uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was for fun. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like when it comes to me investing. This is why I'm very fortunate to have gaming. Was there any return on this RC track? No. no. <laughs> the, okay. the, I mean, like, depends I on what you want in return. If, if you're looking money. for money, no. But oh, there was. Do you a still hell maintain the track? Um, no, there, it's definitely got a few weeds on it, but it would only take a day. You just take a day, you could go out there. Because yeah, the uh, over winter, it's, it gets. I live here in the high desert. We're about. 3,000 feet above sea level, so we get high winds. Um, I'm still in Southern California, so we do get the nice weather, but we do get like 30 to 40 mile an hour winds, which mm -hmm. has gotten me also into stunt kites. So I'm like very much a hobby enthusiast, and I'm all over the place when it comes to that. So do you so. have a lot of stunt kite investments as well? Yeah, yeah. There's like I have like a $120 kite that's like. My, I used <laughs> what to have stunt kite entail. What kind of stunts do these kites do? Uh, they're, they're actually, they, they do have competitions for stunt kites as well, but, um... My brother was a competitive stunt kite flyer. It's, it's true, yeah. he's told the story a thousand times. That's not true. I've never told the story before, <laughs> I don't think, but it, yeah. Guy. <laughs> he used to work at a store called Air Circus, and, um, and they got him into stunt kite flying, and he would compete and do his thing, and I was little, and... You could the the kites pulled so hard you'd go behind them oh, like you yeah. were on skis and um, like I was on Ocean City the beach and there were jetties and the jetties would like no human could jump over these jetties but while you're holding a stunt kite you could and you just like it was cool. Oh. Are they have foils and all sorts like, of things for that kind of stuff. You're doing something so like you're holding on to it. Yeah. Like, doing something. I was picturing guys like going out there with like headbands for no reason and like knee pads and then just like. What is the stunt kite? I need to Google this. Do you want to do this cat or you want me to go? Uh, yeah, here, I'm going to actually link you guys to a photo of my track that I was just talking about. Um, right. We did host races there. Like, we did have a bunch of people, lo local people that would come around. As you can see, there's about, like, I don't know, maybe seven guys standing there uh, with, like, first to third uh, place plaques and printing out the lap times. We had transponders that go on the cars to give you lap times. This track so. is amazing. I wish somebody would invest in shit I like. <laughs> yeah, that looks like Mario Kart level fun. Oh, they, they do have that. Like, I always wanted to find a way. Same thing with paintballing. I'm like, okay, gaming and doing my hobby. Like, I always try to find ways of bringing them together. So, like, when it came to paintballing, I'm like, somebody needs to recreate maps from, like, Call of Duty. So you can run around on the same maps and play paintball. And the same thing with, like, RC. The only, the best thing you can come up with for Mario Kart and RC is uh, you put a needle on the front of your car. And you have balloons on the back of the other cars, and you have to go and try and pop the other people's balloons. But 
the only Mario Kart I could find within that. I'm going to look up uh, so, so with a stun kite, you have um, two handles typically. You can't have a bar that goes back and forth, but we are, mine always no, had like two hand grips. And you just sort of pull them like this and, and this. I'm not getting on camera right. And, uh, <laughs> and it would make the kite turn left and right. And with that, you could start doing a bunch of loops or, you know, to oh, fly yeah. all over the sky. Here's a, and then... here's a link for that. All right, let's see. These kites, got. like even the guy, this kite that he's using, cost, they're, they're upwards of like anywhere between 100. And you can get ones that are like 500. They get expensive for the material, fiberglass, all that stuff. They get big, too. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, they get huge. So just looking at this one, that one's really, really agile. There are other ones that are, they have like no frame. They almost look like parachutes and, and uh, there's, there's different kinds. But yeah, they have 11 foot wingspan. I mean, there's some pretty big ones out there. Mm-hmm. That looks cool. Yeah, I've got a stun kite upstairs. Oh really? Do you mm -hmm. really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you get high winds where you live? Uh, I bought it at the beach. I don't fly it all the time. Really. Yeah. I, I get winds actually where I'm moving to, but uh, not here. There's not enough space. You mentioned uh, paintball fields like Call of Duty maps. I sent you a link there. The the place that we're actually going to to play paintball has uh, recreated Nuketown. Yeah. From yeah, so it's it's exactly it's exactly how it would be in the in the That's game. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Exactly. It's still terrible spawns. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still going to be a lot of spawn camping. Oh yeah. It's, it's such a huge investment to do that kind of stuff too. Playing or building a field like that? Just building a field like that. I mean, I live oh, yeah, out, sure. out here in the desert. We got all sorts of acreage that you could do that stuff on, but you'd you'd be spending well over like fifty to a hundred grand just trying to build something like that, and then to get people to come by and, I mean, then you you'd have to have insurance on your property just for the dummy dummies that like I'm gonna fall off the second story of this house. Oh yeah, right. definitely so. That would happen. That's, yeah, it would. <laughs> I mean, because you can do it in game, so why not try it in real life? Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I was looking into to making myself a silencer for my paintball gun, and uh, the more I dug into it, the the more I came to realize it's pretty much fucking impossible. Because here's the problem: um, apparently, paintball silencers uh, are viewed by the ATF just like gun silencers, so they fall under all the same laws and provisions and stuff. Which wouldn't stop me because I've got an SOT and everything. I can still make my own silencer. I would just make a 68 caliber one. But then on top of that. Uh, apparently, it's in the insurance form, uh, the like the liability insurance at paintball fields. Like, for some reason, a standard clause in there prevents the use of uh, silencers on paintball guns on the field. So, even if I made my own and went through that process, I still couldn't shoot with it at paintball fields. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, I really <laughs> wanted to do that because I've never seen a real one before because of, you know you got a two hundred dollar tax stamp and all that stuff. Hmm. So, Cat, have you? Uh, have you turned your fame into any investments that do work? <laughs> <laughs> or is it all uh, stunt kites and RC cars? Aside from the printing thing, um, not necessarily. Because even when it comes down to competitive gaming, this is why Twitch to me is like, Twitch is love, Twitch is life in this sense. Because uh, when it came to competitive gaming, it's it's your job, it's a full-time job, and we're just not there yet to have it like with when it comes to sports you can retire off of what you make when mm -hmm. you get into like basketball right if you get that good you can literally get funding and get through a whole bunch of different rankings of being able to support yourself through that but unfortunately with gaming it's we're getting there like there's million dollar tournaments that are happening there are league of legend teams that are being supported by the companies they get driven everywhere they have houses where they just sit and play all day uh, which is mainly league of legends which is mm -hmm. kind of the bar right now 
Um, and I've been a part of a lot of these other investments where people try to make that same similar setting. Like I, I was part of Championship Gaming Series where they try to make it so teams all play together, different games, and then we were drafted at the Playboy Mansion, and it was all this different type of sports-influenced video gaming. And essentially that, that went under as well. Which so game I, was it? Uh, it was Championship Gaming Series. They actually had Counter-Strike, uh, Project Gotham Racing, which turned into Forza. Uh, they had FIFA, they had uh, Dead or Alive, which I represented for mm. fighting games. So it, this lead, it, would, to do well, would a gamer have to be good at every game? Or was it like Well, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting league setting where you would go against <coughs> the other team. Uh, they had lights and cameras and everything. It was really mm -hmm. bizarre because I was only 19, so it was about um, seven or so years ago. And uh, they give you a stipend. You would have like extra money. We lived in apartments, like 60 people, all the same age too, like being paid. We got a salary. We got a yearly salary to, to do it. Um, and it was the two teams that would go off against each other. And depending on how well the Counter-Strike team did, if they bombed, then you would have to make up those points. So like in Dead or Alive, for instance, we had five points total, like one round each. Mm -hmm. And depending on how well you did in those rounds, that would go toward your overall overall accumulated score for that game. So like for the racing game, it would be if you got first, you got eight. If you got second, you got five. So there was even like in the racing game, it was 2v2. And it would be all about blocking and kind of making your way to finishing and also helping your teammate finish for points. Uh, same thing in FIFA. It all counted towards it. Like Counter-Strike was the, the worst because if your team bombed, there was 18 points for the, the terrorist and counter-terrorist setting they have mm -hmm. in Counter-Strike. So yeah, some of the time you would just feel totally demoralized when your Counter Strike team bombed, but then other other times you'd just be like, I don't even have to get five points, I'm fine. So <laughs> why, uh, why do you think Counter Strike is so much more popular competitively than COD? Because I I think I'm not sure on this that COD is still a more popular game, but the competitive environment for CS:GO is way bigger. I think. I have a theory that um, the problem with console shooters or just shooters in general. Mm -hmm. Is that they they change too frequently in the the overall game? So like Call of Duty, first of all, the companies have changed. Like it used to be Infinity Ward, now it's Treyarch, um, and then a lot of the companies behind they, them sometimes drop it or split up, and there's all different people working on it. There's there's three now, so it's Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer, and they just yep. every third year, you know, they they go again. Yep, pretty much, and so not only do you divide the community once that's happened because now you have people like I like because for me I don't I don't personally care for advanced warfare mm -hmm. I think it's changed way too much the whole game the whole dashing setting and everything uh, like that I preferred Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare 1 and 2 I thought mm -hmm. those were the best Call of Duties I play those every day all day uh, but that was Infinity Ward and they're no longer they're now known as Respawn working for EA so these companies themselves they have to make a game that's worth $60 in selling. This is why I think League of Legends has the bar right now, because they're free to play. And they make so much money from character skins, from uh, you know having different ways of making microtransactions, that they're not dealing with the same problems that a company like Call of Duty is dealing with. So uh, Counter-Strike, they still have Dust 2 and like game, like maps that you've played years ago on 1.6 or whatever variation you've played. Mm -hmm. So I, I would hope that some of these, like even Halo's done the same thing. You, you play Halo 1, it's nothing like Halo 4 or ODST or any other 
uh, shooter in that sense. So they just change too much, and I think that divides the community. Gears of War did the same thing. Like it's it, Sledgehammer did the last one as well instead of mm -hmm. Epic Games. So it just it divides. Hmm. Yep. And it's they have to make a game too. I, I feel for them because they have to make a game that's worth sixty bucks. They have to change the maps. They have to add different, you know, strategies. Otherwise, people bitch up a storm about how this is the same game. Why do I want to buy it? Yeah, so. it's interesting you say it changes too much because it. Prior to this year, the complaint was always it was just reskinned, right? And that's not yeah. really true. Like the the way that you pick your classes has changed pretty dramatically over the years. Um, you know, I don't know. The weapon balance has gotten better, and and. People, I think, just remember the old games more fondly than they deserve to be. This yeah, it's year, all rose-colored glasses for the most oh, yeah. part. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you go back to Call of Duty, if they released Call of Duty 4 right now for the first time, and for some reason people weren't all like, these graphics suck, and they were just talking about the gameplay, everyone would throw a fucking shit fit about the M16 and the silenced MP5. Everyone mm -hmm. would throw a Frag fit. times three. Frag times three. Oh, it's a used Frag times three. It's so gay. Like, everybody would freak Stopping out. Stopping power. Right, like the, the second oh, yeah. tier, you would almost never run anything but stopping power, with the exception of maybe Juggernaut P90, and you know, the, like you just every one of my classes had stopping power on it, just about, and you know that was just the thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. in the good old days when the game was perfect in 2009, <laughs> Call of Duty 4 for Life, it was the it was just perfectly balanced. There were no issues. <laughs> we were Did just talking about rose colored glasses. Yeah, it was 07. Of all time. Um, oh, I swear to God, could, that, that game needed three minor fixes, and it, and it really was perfect, in my opinion. I wish, I wish it had lived on the way Counter-Strike has. I wish, I wish they had done with COD 4 what they've done with Counter-Strike, and just over the years it's you know, evolved and gotten better and changed, and I wish COD 4 had been the same thing. Hmm. It's exactly, exactly kind of what I was saying. It's like just enhanced but not changed uh, but I think it's it's just the the play the play method of whether it's free to play or whether it's the sixty dollars and having to change it. So that cup is awesome. Thank you, thank you. How did you get it? I made it. You made a cup. Yeah. <laughs> is screen. that a sticker on a cup or is that a little screen printing thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's permanent. I mean, you wrap cars. Kyle wraps cups. One in the yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you about that. So, how much how much does it cost to wrap a car? And I know you're going to say it depends on the car. So, like, I've got a Camaro, for example. What would it cost to do that? Uh, just a color change, basically. No, it's yeah, a like, big what if I cock on the roof? <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Like, if you're going just for color change, it can be anywhere from fifteen to two thousand. Um, it'd be cool if it were like matte black. Yeah, yeah, we just did that satin black for a brand new Toyota Camry, and that cost, um, that's about 1400 to 2000 depending on the length of what you need. So, And it depends, also, got, the main point for me is the price of the material. Cause we, so I've we got, to, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, you. go ahead. I was just going to say, I've got vehicle decisions to make in like the next year or so, because so there's two ways I could go about this. I'm thinking... Um, so last time around, I, I wanted a new sports car, but it was between—it was actually between getting a new Camaro and building myself like a '69 Camaro from a kit car. And I, I let my dad sway me to the new one because he was like, you know, the you want a two you want a 2012 air conditioning system and a 2012 navigation and engine and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's really like nice, like actually. all the creature. He mentioned all the creature comforts, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So I got a new one. This next time around, I think what I would like to do, 
because my dad's been restoring a lot of cars um, uh, lately. Now, are you thinking of swapping cars or adding one to the stable? So that's part of it. So here's what I'm thinking. I could um, I could get rid of my current Camaro. I could get rid of my current truck, which right now needs transmission work, and I just don't even want to do it because I feel like it's going to break again. That, that truck's such you a just fix the transmission. Like, I know it's I've, I've spent five thousand dollars just on the tranny. Have you like, considered like hiring someone competent? Did, did you get my general contractor to work on your car? <sighs> maybe, maybe. Jamal's like, just like in, beating on it with a hammer. In the here's garage. fast forward mode of, of what happened to my truck. I, I thought I was getting a great deal. I bought a car that had water damage, so it had a salvage title. I bought this like 2008 um, uh, four-door Chevrolet pickup truck, uh, four-wheel drive. Um, Is this silver truck? Silver, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I bought it for like $14,000 with 45,000 miles on it, and this was like two, or two or three years ago. So it was a very good deal. And he swayed me away from thinking there was any water damage because... I took it and got it checked out by a dealership, and he had uh, documentation of like $7,500 worth of work he had done to fix any possible water damage, which included new wiring harness and a few other things. Mm -hmm. Apparently, um, the, the, um, transfer the case. fluid came out of the transfer case. So the transfer case had no uh, lubrication side of it, and I drove to Chicago and back hauling a, uh, uh, a golf cart on the back the whole way without any fluid, and it ground itself apart. And caused a huge issue. So I took it to Chevrolet dealership. They couldn't fix it. That cost me 1500 Took it to a, like a, a mechanic who has his own shop at his place. That cost me $2,000. I got a new transfer case put in and a used transmission with roughly the same mileage as the truck already had on it, <clears throat> which seemed like a fair deal. I didn't mm -hmm. have a problem with a used transmission. Um, he didn't put any goddamn fluid in my new transfer case, so it did the same thing again. So it's sitting out there right now, and I'm still pissed off at it. Here's what I would like to happen, though. I'm thinking maybe this time around, a new truck, but a classic car. Like, may my dad's got a 67 Camaro he wants to sell. It's a 67 RS, uh, um, what do you call it? Hang, hang on, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll grab a picture in just a second. You're going to go for another Camaro? You don't want to try something new? Or a Corvette, you know, something like that. A, a Challenger. A, um, Have you seen the new Chevelle? Stingray? The, the Corvette Stingray that just came out? I want an old car, though. I want a classic uh, car. I, that's that's what Stingray. I think this I think this time so around. So you're thinking I, a new truck, but an yeah. old car. Exactly. Which that's one do you think will get the miles? Um, the, Both. I don't know. Both. Then, okay. It's hard to say. So this... That looks really cool. Yeah, that's the 67 Camaro dad just put together. It's about 85% done. There's still a few little minor things to do, but there's that one. He's also restoring a Chevelle, so I could get either one of those from him. Uh, really cheap, I'm sure. But I think I want a new truck. What does he I, do for I, a paint booth? Um, he seals off one room of his shop completely and, uh, and puts air filters on everything, and then he goes in like an hour before he's going to paint. He waits till it's a, a day where, with like, um, where the humidity's right and there's not winds and lots of dust. Uh, preferably like after it's rained and then dried out. And then he'll spray the entire uh, side of that shop with water so that th if there is any dust sitting on anything, it gets washed away. And then they paint in there. And he gets really good results. And mm -hmm. the good thing about painting is it's only, it only matters if there's dirt or swirls or anything in the paint on the last coat, really, as long as you don't have some runs in the paint. 
it's that last uh, coat of clear that really matters. So if a fly gets in it, you just sand everything down with some really low grit sandpaper and clear it again. Oh, another another fly got in it. Start over again. And you can just keep doing that until you've got, I don't know, eight, ten layers of clear on there. It starts looking like candy then. And you get the perfect coat and you're good. Yeah. That sounds cool. I, I, so, new truck, what would you get? Uh, I would definitely get a... It's hard to say. It, it would be Chevrolet or Ford, just because I like the way they look. And, uh, and I think I would get um, you know, like a 1500 series truck. I wouldn't want a big one. And I wouldn't want a diesel, but I would like to be able to uh, haul my stuff around. I definitely want to get four pe- four full size adults in comfortably, and you know I like fa- I like creature comforts and big motors, so I'd want all that stuff too. So you know it's like a forty five thousand dollar vehicle, I suppose in the lo- in the end of, in the long run. Mm. But Chevrolet or Ford, I'm I've been leaning towards a twenty five hundred Dodge lately. Like if yeah, I had the, to pick right wagon now, or something. What's it called? Power wagon. Power wagon. Pack of, yes, it makes your penis longer. I just it, imagine like like five guys in a group being like, "Hey, you guys want to just pile in one car and go?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, what are we gonna go in?" What are you being <laughs> like? Let's go in the motherfucking power wagon, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're not supposed to go this way. This isn't a road. It is now. <laughs> My current truck is so off-road capable that my driving style has evolved into just like bumping into shit like i don't give a fuck yeah. and uh like it, you know it, if there's like the big drainage gullies and stuff and off road i just sort of go down and back up them if there's a you know when you park there's like that little portable curb thing i don't know what they're called um if i want to go forward over that i i do what is it called like a curb stop or something like that. That works, you know, in a parking lot. I'll just drive over that if I choose to. I had to drive over one the other day, and I was glad that I was in a four-wheel drive truck. I, uh, I pulled into this parking space. There's cars on either side of me, um, and there was a space behind me as well, but it was vacant. So I pulled straight into mine, and then somebody pulled into that parking space that was behind me, and I was literally just blocked in. There was no way to turn. No matter how I cut the wheels, I couldn't get out without hitting his car. And it, and it happened to be like a nice Camaro, too, so... Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do, so I just put it in four-wheel drive and drove over that yeah. or, or, out in the grass and made a loop. If you drive a car and you need to make a U-turn, you usually can. If you drive a truck, you'll hit the curb. And you don't want to be doing a K-turn on a, on a road, you know, where there's any traffic. So the right tire just sort of goes up the curb and back down. You can't do that with every four-wheel Like, there are street trucks now that have spoilers or running boards or things like that that could cause trouble. And I don't want that. Yeah, like, the a lot of them have, like, it's almost like a body kit. It's uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of plastic and fragile stuff down there that'll just shatter if you hit a ditch at the right angle. That's not for me. Uh, yeah. yeah, even on uh, that uh, that 2002 Chevrolet that's out there right now, the uh, the front piece of plastic on the left side of the bumper is like dangling on it now because something happened where I was like, "Fuck it, going in the ditch," and then you know <laughs> it, it hit it. But had you had a power wagon, you wouldn't have hit a damn thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I go on some real adventures in my truck sometimes. Like I've, I've, I don't want to exaggerate about the jump I used to make in my F-150 Lightning. It was, it was something worthy of a of a film. Like it was like some some uh, Duke boy shit. It was like the Dukes of Hazard. I would. It was this. Uh, the road was going flat for a long way, and so you could get up to speed. And then there were railroad tracks. And instead of it being like. Uh, a gradual incline like a sort of a, a hump they just made a mound where the railroad tracks were I guess they were cheap so you came out of nowhere and then immediately went up like a ramp that, that like dropped off on the other side 
and I would hit that thing going 60 miles an hour, and we would get almost a full second of airtime. And it was like, oh, oh, fuck yeah, that was crazy. And the other guy, I would never warn the other person. So if they didn't have their seatbelt on, their head would hit the roof. Dude, my grandmother used Good to friend. do that. My <laughs> grandmother used to do that. We used, there was, it was the same situation. There was, um, there was a railroad track and a road that went by it. And the hump was just too extreme. And as a kid, we called it the Jersey Bump. It was somewhere in Gloucester. And uh, my grandmother would hit that thing so hard in a station wagon. <laughs> this is like a full-on 1970s gigantic boxy station wagon. Like like out of um, uh, American Vacation with the Griswold. Someone yeah, help me with National this. Lamp National Lampoon's Vacation. Great movie. And, uh, yeah. So they take the freaking, like, that super truck station wagon thing and she would rock that like kyle did it like 60 miles and we would beg her to she did it once or twice then it was like hit the jersey bump hit the jersey bump and, and she would do it and she would hit it hard good old grandma dead now but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. memories <laughs> so where do we go from here boys and girls so apparently the whole iran nuclear system you're buying a foreign car next? Oh, yeah. I'm not buying another Chrysler Jeep Dodge product You're going to be some douchebag riding around your Saab? No, not going to drive a Audi? Saab. Or an Audi. A Toyota really Prelude? I would love an Audi. I like it. It's a Honda Prelude, isn't it? I think yeah. Audis look pretty sweet. I don't think I'd that want sporty, one. I've heard they uh, have quite a few electrical problems. Uh, like the like the sporty version of like the A4 or whatever that thing's really cool. So what what foreign car are you looking for? You're you're talking about Civic Accord stuff like that, aren't you? No, I want an SUV next. Ooh. So I'm just oh, trying to the Porsche Cayenne. That that's a that's a cool one. No, no, I don't want that. <laughs> what oh, are you reliable? What are you gonna I get? I want something like. I don't know. Hearing Woody talk about how much he can beat to shit his Tacoma. Oh, I know. Like, I've it's been, been looking been at such Toyotas, a good car. and I've heard good reviews on <coughs> Forerunner. Like apparently, you can beat that thing to shit, and it'll come back asking for more. Which one did you say? The Forerunner. The Forerunner. My wife yeah. has a Forerunner, and she's a horrible driver, and it's fine. Oh, yeah. that's excellent. <laughs> I can vouch for her horrible driving. <laughs> Kyle's driven a total of like twenty minutes with my wife, and there's been one accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. Like, like I was pace. in the back seat, and I was kind of, like, kind of like shifted over, so I was like the third head in the middle, kind of, kind of just enjoying the show and seeing, seeing how Woody interacts with his wife, which was, which was cool. So they're trying to navigate around town, and neither one of them are very good at it. <laughs> and they're both, they're both like sort of mocking the other one. I think maybe because I'm there about the other one being the problem. Like, ha, you can never do this sort of thing, Woody. And Woody's like, I. I told you right here's where to go but <laughs> like, i was loving it we, we went 15 minutes from from their house and got lost going to a steakhouse it was like 15 minutes there's nothing within 15 minutes of my house that i don't know like the back of my hand but it's like they they, oh. they work from home so yeah their surroundings are like new to them every time they go out my contractors are doing this now they're like woody do you know where this is i'm like no well do you know where that is is it outside because if it's outside i don't know where it is i have no idea but anyway and that that quality of yours has always scared me uh, when whenever <laughs> we talked about like doing survival type situations and, and someone would suggest something really hardcore where our lives might actually be in danger and I'm thinking like what if we get lost 
what if, what if Woody has to navigate? That's oh no. <laughs> yeah. This I'm just imagining compass, looking at the sun. Woody's looking at the moss on a tree, and I'm just like, maybe I should just cut my jugular. Maybe I should just <laughs> use this. This sog knife is so goddamn sharp, I could end it all. Dude, <laughs> my wife has started doing this new thing where she kisses me on the jugular, but like, it's not all wet. It's not like, but like, it's a long jugular kiss, and it's like, I don't even like that. Like I gotta get an aneurysm from this shit. She just like like comes in and half chokes me for a oh, second. Yeah. She's trying to suck a clot loose, get it all that YouTube money. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, honey, like that. I'm not really digging the jugular kiss thing. And she's like, stop being such a pansy. So, but that's a little insight. Getting these jugular kisses, I'm not digging. She it. She calls you a pansy. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was being maybe a, a sissy. A I don't know. Ms. Cleaver, leave it to Beaver home you have. She's coming up behind you with her apron, kissing you. Don't be such a pansy, husband, dearest. These are jugular um, kisses. They're not to be fucked with. Yeah, it's risky. A, what is, what is, what is family life over there? It really is something to behold. I, you, when I stayed there for a day or two, I was like, yeah, I could move in here. This would be fun. <laughs> this would be a lot like a sitcom. This is pretty cool. <laughs> Colin got glasses. I saw that. Yeah, he... um. He's only going to wear them for two months. I have the same issue. So I have double vision. And uh, at first, I didn't realize that everyone's vision was this way. But I kind of have to focus to pull the two images into sync. Whereas I think other people maybe just do this naturally. I don't know. I've only ever been me. And um, Colin has that too. So like, but sometimes images, like especially if you focus from near to far or have to switch, it's an issue. And it was showing up in his reading. Like it, it was kind of like an impairment he was having. It was more work for him to track than other people. And uh, we took him to the eye doctor and this and that. And so basically he's wearing glasses for the next two months. And um, one of them is like a prism almost. Prism. Where you, you kind of look through it and then it straightens it out. And oh, cool. uh, apparently if he wears that for a couple months, it will train his eyes to work properly and such. And if it works for him, they want me to wear glasses for a couple of months. <sighs> So we'll see how this goes. All I know is I'd love for you to have to wear glasses for a couple of months. Well, don't you already have glasses though, right? Because you'd look goofy with them. I would I look know. awesome with them. Don't you already have some glasses? I uh, I have reading glasses. Um, yeah. I, I think it's actually the double vision thing. But the the issue I had was that if I read for a long time, specifically like working with a computer monitor all day, I would get headaches and fatigue. Uh, I think more so than average people, like uh, normal people would. So, uh, so I got some reading glasses, but they, it just turned into a different thing. It went from eye fatigue to like, I, I suck at wearing glasses. I didn't realize this was a skill, but, um, I don't like, I'm not happy unless they're like fully up high and on my eyes, but then that ends up like squeezing my nose mega hard. And I, um, I just could never really find that balance. Where oh, Hey, remember when you were talking about your heart rate going to 250 beats per minute a mm -hmm. while back? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I was watching this documentary on Netflix about uh, when the U.S. beat the Soviet hockey team, like the Miracle on Ice or whatever, and it's really good if you haven't seen it. Uh, but they talk about uh, they, it's like they, thirty they for thirty, or, or no, they get a Russian guy right, and he goes to the. They, they well, interview they, uh, a bunch of Russian people. It's like almost from the Russian perspective, right? It is from the Russian perspective, yeah, yeah. and um, it, it's it, it sh they start off with like how the Russian hockey team formed and and how this guy was the mastermind and how he like. Uh, he was he was plotting out how the Russians would play. He basically invented a new way of playing hockey, um, and uh, and how they were victorious, and how they played the Canadians. And the Canadians were really dirty in the uh, in their in their uh, series, and like slashed the Russians' best player, breaking his ankle. And uh, but they were talking about the training. 
Uh, and this Russian guy's talking about when they uh, had to train in the summer when there was no fucking ice to skate on. He's, he's like, he would make us go to beach and we would take rocks and put them in the ocean. And then we would take them out of the ocean and pile them on the beach. And we would do it all again. And this is what we did. And I was just like, fuck, that sounds awful. And ah, the fundamentals I... of hockey. Yeah. <laughs> it was strength training. It showed them like with these boulders, like juggling, like just kind of lobbing them around to control the weight. Just just weight training, basically. And he was, and, and one guy was like, it Rocky was incredible. style. Sometimes heart rates would go to 250 beats per minute. It was extreme. And I just kept waiting for him to be like, one in four died. Like, <laughs> it was so extreme the way the Russians uh, trained and played hockey and, and the way their whole team was set up. I actually haven't finished the whole thing. I'm looking forward to getting the part where they lose and hearing these guys. Like, it's on Netflix. I saw it. It's excellent. Oh, I, I got to watch this. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. might like it. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. The, I would definitely uh, like that. Oh, oh, Merka, maybe you can help me with my history here. Someone was telling me about it. The Russian team played every NHL team. Did that happen at one point? Or did they just play? Because uh, the documentary the didn't Flyers. say that. The Flyers is the, the one. The Russian team played the Flyers, and the Flyers were so dirty. So wait, wait, wait. Just start, before like, they you were go getting... there, wait, wait. So they, they didn't play the Flyers first. They played a couple other NHL teams, and they were just, they beat every one of them, right? And, and then they finally get to Philadelphia against the Broad Street Bullies. And um, they had a completely different style of hockey. They were just beating yeah, fighting. the... It was just fighting. Yeah. And when you interview the Russians, like when the, when the Russians talk about the fighting, they're like, we didn't come there to fight. We came there to play hockey. And they keep showing these shitty ass Canadian hockey players, like hitting them in the back of the head, like, like hard, like hitting them, slashing them in the head with sticks and stuff, like extreme fouls. And the Russians will that just That was take my it. team. They just turn the other cheek every time. Like they're Pussies. like, we can't play hockey. Yeah, no. When they played the Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers, I believe they actually just left the ice for a while because they, they were, were like, this isn't even hockey. We're not even playing. No one's trying to score. <laughs> we're just sending our good players out there, and then it's just three guys throwing their gloves down and just going, <laughs> going at it for no reason. They were, they were beating the crap out of it, but it was like within the rules, but they were like, or outside the rules, but like it wasn't like the refs were on the Flyers' side or anything. They're just like, we think that intimidating this player is knocking him off his game and they're not nearly yeah. the team they were otherwise that's the great thing about hockey is it's the one sport where when two grown really <laughs> physically capable adult athletes standing on razor blades on one of the hardest surfaces known to man holding weapons they go you know what let's just let it happen let this happen for a bit and see how this pans out here's oh, what God, I, hockey like, is so great Here's what I think the, the, the next logical evolution of sport <laughs> is going with the, the mentality that hockey has. And, and I'd like to trans imagine it transferred to baseball. So like imagine a fat sort of fuck struggling. Just so, so some <laughs> of your baseball players would always have to be on defense because here's the, here's the wild card. You'd have one man on your roster who was like a fucking assassin, and he'd try to sneak over to the enemy dugout. You got like a Yankee trying to like <laughs> army crawling through the stands, making a circle around home plate, army crawling low so nobody sees him trying to get in the Red Sox dugout. He gets in there, he's going nuts trying <laughs> trying to break some ankles and stuff, and they you know they clown him, they beat the fuck out of him and kind of throw him out the side. But you'd have like you'd have incidents like that where the physicality just took a a scary level. I'd like to see that where they were actually trying to hurt each other the whole game. Dude. And that's also the game where I would um, I've always said they should put aluminum bats into Major League Baseball. Just start knocking the fuck out of it. 
Do, do NHL level see... players get intimidated, Merka, you think? Oh, definitely. There are some players that intimidate other players. Zdeno Chara, a defenseman for, mm -hmm. the, for the Boston Bruins, Bruins yeah. is over seven feet tall with his skates on. And so <laughs> he's a pretty imposing figure. And so they definitely get intimidated. Like there's a bruiser on every team. Ryan Reeves is the bruiser for my team, the Blues. Like but does just, it work, if something work? bad happens, like oh if, yeah. If you're Crosby, do you a, just start a, dumping the puck and not playing like you can? No, there's a video of how fights start in hockey, at least in the NHL, not with like uh, cordially. I don't know. It, it starts pretty cordially, like, and they're Canadians, so they they got that accent, eh? And they're just kind of talking to each other about it, and it's like two guys <laughs> standing at the face off, like, "Hey, you want to go? You want to go? All right, you want to go right now? You want to go now? All right, let's do it." <laughs> and then they just like throw it down and start going challenging each other it's much more cordial than it was in like the national games where like it's countries fighting for honor but yeah they definitely get intimidated there's a there was a study that i read on the hockey reddit that like marked aggression or like success tendencies as far as scoring shots on goal puck possession following fights and following your team winning a fight you had a market <laughs> improvement in the rest of the team with puck possession with passing accuracy no shit you just hurt one of their good players <laughs> oh yeah well no you, it's usually no it's it not turns like that. out if you knock yeah. the goalie unconscious you score yeah. much more easily but it, but it never happens like that it's never like ryan reeves a big brawler going up against Sidney crosby like yeah. the, the the penguins wouldn't let that happen that pittsburgh penguins wouldn't not only let that but it's against hockey that. culture like typically yeah. players kind of find their match yeah you find who you would go up against and then you do that and then you hope that it you win and your team's rooting agree. for you like i feel like if somebody, somebody was like you want to go and you're, you could be like nah man you're like eight inches taller than i am you go pick on somebody your own fucking size that guy over there go get him that's actually in the clip that I was watching. Like, <laughs> the guy was taking the face off, and he was going to fight a guy over here. And he's like, yeah, we're going to go right after this, eh? Right now. Right now, eh? And the guy over here goes, why don't you take him on, huh? And he goes, nah, you're too big. You're too big. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes for the other guy. I love that. He wanted a fair fight. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like size is pretty important, but there's definitely a, a hockey fighting style. Mm. Like, I feel like it's, it's, oh. it, it literally is its own martial art, I feel like, because... And I don't feel like it's the most effective style either. There's, there's unwritten rules built into it. It's hard to keep it. your balance out there. Harder than people realize watching it. It, it. it seems to matter how well you can control the other person's jersey and whether you've, your arm is on top or his arm, arm is on top. So if you're grabbing his... His jersey, his shoulder right here. If your arm's on top, you're controlling him, and you can control the blows and, and the distance between you and him. But if you're on the bottom of that, it's the opposite. It's, it's like he's controlling you. But meanwhile, you're fucking skating. And, like, you know, the, the world's going crazy around you, and you're probably... Oh, yeah. So NHL fighting is one thing. At the lower levels, like in the beer league, the better skaters have a huge advantage. Like, like, like I'm going to assume you can't skate, Kyle. If it was you and I... I, I would be able to shake you to an extent where oh, yeah. where you'd be such an ineffective fighter. Dude, and such a bad skater. I, I've been three times, and <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an ass that's, an ass that's been pro properly bruised, but <laughs> I have, I promise you. Like, you might have, like, fell on your butt one time, and, ow, that hurt. I got a bruise on my ass. But you've never had falling, <laughs> pancaking right flat on your ass eight or 12 times within an hour span on the ice ass bruising it looked like i was in like a bdsm porn flick the night before i was so black and blue it was i i, I, I didn't skate again for two years and 
And then I so traumatic. (laughs) It was awful. I was crippled for like a week. It was terrible. (laughs) I fell over and over. I'm just a poor ice skater. And I have that same issue I have uh, with skis where it it hurts my ankle and I'm in excruciating pain the whole time. So someday I want to shoot on Merca. Yeah, exactly. I would like that. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I haven't put my stuff on in a couple of years now. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I I think you played at a higher level than I ever did, but just the same, I'd like to shoot. Yeah, that'd be fun. Give it a go. I feel like street hockey would be fun, you know, for you know sneakers and a ball, like like I see them playing on Trailer Park Boys all the time. That no, rollerblades and a ball, man. You can skate on rollerblades, right? Come on. I always used roller skates uh, when I went as a kid, and as an adult, I have as well because the rollerblades also hurt my ankles. I always <laughs> so I, I played roller hockey too. And I always thought I should like I should switch to roller skates because I'm I'm good on roller skates as well, and there are things I can do like the way you run on your toes to get started, the move where you go backwards and and stand on your toes to slow down, and when I'm like, dude, it, if I had roller skates on, I'd be a better player. And there was like one guy in the whole league who played with roller skates. They called them quads, and <laughs> uh, and he used that toe stop to like. To his it advantage. looked like a fruitcake all over the all over the ramp. You see, it's not cool, which is why I didn't do it. But I swear, if I switch to quads, like the I don't know, just the whole turn around backwards and stand on your toes to slow down and like change directions, it, it would be an advantage over the rollerblades. I can roller skate quite well. Uh, like I've only I've done it maybe a dozen times in my life, and I can skate backwards and I'll never fall. And I can skate as fast. I can skate really fast. It, at least it feels fast when I'm doing it without any fear. Uh, you I'm, don't have to use the toe stop on those quads. You can just you can hockey stop like you do on ice with the rollerblades. You just do a little jump before you do it. I can do it. The first few times you're going to eat shit, but you'll figure <laughs> it out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've, I've I've done it a thousand times. Yeah, like I, I could do yeah. that. Um, and you're right. You do have to jump, and you will eat. It's hard to manage <laughs> the slide. Like that was the that was my big issue. I felt like the on ice you can hockey stop and it's really predictable and nice and you can even like regulate the angle of your skate and get what you want on um roller you never knew if you were in dust or not like it, the, the level of slipperiness where i played was really inconsistent and uh i used to eat shit doing hockey stops on rollerblades way more often than ice oh, i want to hear mentioned- from cat about sports right, were you all games all the time growing up or are you into professional sports now or <coughs> Um, we're actually are into hockey when it comes to sports. It's like the main oh, sport right. we're into. Um, but my dad, he, uh, Kings, but they're sucking, so maybe not Kings. Uh, <laughs> no, don't be that fan. You've won two cups in the last four years. Yeah, I Jesus know, Christ. Try being lost, a Kings fan. Or worse, imagine being a Blues fan. Just imagine. Oh, yeah, zero in the last 47. So have they ever that. won a cup? The Blues have never, they're the oldest yeah. team to have never won a Stanley well, Cup. stretch it. They've won awesome. zero cups in the last millennium. In the last eternity. <laughs> yeah. <There you> go. <laughs> when Jesus still was born, year. they stay for till now, no cups. But uh, sorry to interrupt, Kat. Continue. No, you're fine. Um, and then when I was younger, my dad had a little league team that my brother was the goalie. Um, and I would take care of the snack shop, of course. But I had rollerblades as well. I actually had what they called roller balls and i was one of those people probably like woody where you wouldn't you wouldn't want to brag about it or talk about it because it was one of those things where like if you did have roller balls they're basically you know roller skates like roller blades are really thin but the roller balls had more they were like more of a ball so they had you know it was safer for you to to be on you wouldn't Mm. it would be as hard 
on roller yeah. balls, and it would be on roller skates. But it was one of those things. Like if you were in those, you would be kind of considered less of a less of a rollerblader than than anybody else. So I definitely did when I was younger. Uh, it was just unfortunate because where we lived, there wasn't an ice rink anywhere nearby. So, uh, but we're we're getting my sister. She just had a kid, and, and we're we're getting my nephew. We just got him a hockey helmet actually, and we're getting them all into playing like that. And we're trying to vicariously. Perfect. Yeah, we're trying to vicariously make like make him be the hockey person that you know we never were able to be because we didn't have an ice rink nearby. But yeah, we're de- we like hockey a lot. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you're a parent watching this, get your kid into hockey. Male or female, doesn't matter. Get him into <laughs> hockey. It builds a lot more character than prancing around as a field fairy in soccer. <laughs> hockey. Jesus, hockey. Barry. Jesus Christ. I know. So, I just said that to bother all the people who aren't from the United States who are has, listening. Oh, you ain't a field fairy thing. <laughs> some Irishman. Has anyone here seen the new uh, season of Trailer Park Boys that just came out? No, uh, I've heard it's really good. Out? It just came out like a few days ago. It's no, uh, no, I haven't seen it's it. It's really good. Uh, it's it's one of their better seasons. I feel like, and you know how sometimes they do just ridiculous shit, and you feel like, well, they'll never top that again. You know, like a lot of the old school um, episodes had crazy shit in it with you know Sasquatches and Jim getting Leahy getting really drunk and it just being absurd. They topped all of that this season. It was insane. Jim Leahy has a mannequin with a with a. Um, a goatee drawn on it to look like Julian, and he's taken <laughs> a power drill and drilled a big hole in the mouth, and he's in a swimming pool of J-Rock's blue Kool-Aid liquor inside his trailer with the with the mannequin, and he's like, and he's like kissing it and stuff. It's absurd. The, is J-Rock part, rich? Um, it doesn't appear. He, J-Rock has a new business uh, in this one where he has a party van. You pay a cover charge to get in his in on his uh, uh, his bus. He's got a party bus, and you pay a cover charge to get on it. It's like smoke and liquor run and like horse. He hit it rich at the end of the eighth season, I think. Well, he must have blown through all that money because now he's he's rocking a, yeah. uh, a party bus. Did he buy an RC track? I don't know about that. Uh, he got <laughs> into got... kiting. Really heavy into kiting. <laughs> Um, uh, but I, re- I definitely like this new season. It's, it's excellent. And, uh, I'm trying to think there was, there's one thing. Oh, um, you, you see Jim Leahy, uh, as naked as you've ever seen him before. And it's Tell disturbing. There's a scene where someone walks in to find that Randy, who is fatter than ever and has a mohawk <laughs> the entire season. Um, I mean, his belly is massive. So ra- they find Randy and Mr. Leahy laying on the floor drunk in Mr. Leahy's apartment the morning after they've had sex. And there's there's J-Rock vodka laying everywhere in empty bottles. And Jim Leahy is dressed up like a big game hunter. Randy's dressed off dressed up like a deer with like a nose and antlers and everything. And Jim has a big fake gun. They're, Jim's wearing nothing but like a toilet paper roll on his dick. He, nothing else, like <laughs> balls, pubic hair, everything, completely naked. He just has a toilet po- paper roll around his penis, and that's all he's wearing. And Randy's like, Randy's naked and wearing that, that costume, like half ripped off, and there's all kinds of sex toys and lube, like all over the floor. This oh, season was absurd. It was, I bet uh, their cleaning lady quit, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah if you haven't seen the new season of trailer park boys you should, you should def- definitely check that out it's really good i fl- i went through 10 episodes in two nights so hmm. should check that out i gotta get all my 
other show watching in before Game of Thrones comes out on the 12th. Because then it's going to be nothing but that. But speaking, have you guys watched Better Call Saul yet? Yes, I'm current. He has, but I have not. It's a great show. I'm not, I don't want to say anything to spoil any part of it, but if you're listening, definitely watch that show. It's I will great. say it feels like it's a lot of character development. Yeah, I I went one episode in and I just I, I just felt too slow for me. Like it just I don't know. Mm, I couldn't get then, into it. Then you might not like it because yeah. I typically it, too slow is a normal complaint for me on shows. But for Better Call Saul, somehow I'm liking it. The actor who plays Saul, he was um, he he was cast as Michael Scott, and uh, he 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 lost the job to Steve Carell. And there's an episode um, later, like maybe season eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there of The Office. Where it's sort of of a bizarro office. Um, Jim's trying to hook up this job for Pam in uh, in Philadelphia, and and uh, so she goes into an office, and he's there. He's the uh, sort of the he's the office manager of this new place, and he's doing like his Michael Scott bit, like he did originally nine years before when he was trying to get cast for his thing. So it's interesting to see him in that role because it's completely different than Michael Scott, but it's still really funny because he's the mm. same sort of awkward, inappropriate, racist, homophobic misogynistic but in the nicest goofiest kind of way possible kind of guy so Did, are you current on the ninth episode taylor of better call saul the most recent yeah i've one? seen them all twist mm. oh a Shyamalan <laughs> twist yes <laughs> i liked it it was yes. very good all right well I mean, gotta, gotta watch now you do gotta watch it and cat give it a shot okay. one more episode give one it a couple more. more what shows do you like cat what's your what's your favorite show I watch a lot of anime. Um, aside from that, I've been. Uh, Where's a good place to get anime? <laughs> I do. Crunchyroll. To Crunchyroll. Uh, they they have so many. Netflix is actually picking up on their amount of anime. No, no, well. no. But they don't. I was gonna say though, they don't have the amount that is available on Crunchyroll. Cause like I I started one on Netflix and I had to go to Crunchyroll to finish it. Cause not there's... even fucking close. Yeah. Amateur <laughs> hour over there. Yeah. Well, they're also they're obviously only hooked up with a couple of companies. I think they only have like Funimation stuff, and they don't really have a lot. Of the other companies or what's available. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but John this, Hannity this... told me that Netflix was trying to steal our internet today. So, I believe it. It's fuck Netflix. If it's on yeah, Fox News, it Sean must Hannity, be true. There's really know. no better place for news about the internet or tech in general than Fox. Fair and balanced, goddammit. Mm-hmm. That's their the cream of the crop. There's some real technical people there. You know what would be what would be fun? This would be a fun little game if we. You know, if if we did sort of a um, sort of a family feud style thing where we we uh, we ask, uh, maybe I got the game show wrong, but basically we ask your parents certain questions and you have the answers and and we see whether they answered A or B to a certain like political question or something like that. It would be fun to do that to see if they're misinformed, to see where they stand on certain issues and certain topics. It'd be it'd be interesting to get their viewpoint of some things. I I I'll warn you this. As, as wackadoo as I think my father's opinions are, he would probably beat all of us in a debate about them. Like, I believe you. Yeah. like I, I, We were talking once and he was like, science is good, but not geology. Geology is pretty bad. Those people don't realize the earth no, is like 6,000 years old. Yeah, that's agreed. Just Too boring. That, that has been about right. rocks. I, 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 no, I've seen debates about that, and, and the older and the new earth people just lose that in, embarrassingly every time when a professional goes against them. Uh, I'm sure. But if a normal person goes against my father, even with a ridiculous, like, yeah, and you eventually you're like, well, 
No well, winning. Yeah, this. but you give up out of exasperation, not because you're like, well, I'm convinced. You just say a few like, you know, striations in rocks in places like the Grand Canyon, fossils. So if I understand carbon dating, right? Like, you know, we know that bones have a, a pretty consistent amount of carbon in them. And we know that the carbon leaves and just turns into regular rock, whatever the hell that's made out of, at a predictable rate. Therefore, we can look at how much carbon is left in a fossil and say, oh, this is this old. Because, you know, like, yeah, the, the radioactive decay of the, of the carbon-14 isotope is a measurable it's recording, thing. Yeah, it's half-life. Yeah. All right, I'm sure I screwed it up, but um, all right, yes, yeah, so you're recording no, half life of a of a carbon decay, and uh, <clears throat> even armed with that, you'll still lose. It, but it, you won't lose; you'll just give up because you can't lose that because the Earth is not six thousand years old. To nope. say so is patently ludicrous. I've yes. been so around fun. people who who say, who who they, they would be like, <coughs> no man, I don't think it's six thousand years old, but there's no way it's like five billion. I don't know about all that, and I'm just like. Well, how old do you think it is, Jackass? Like a million, two million? Like, what are these numbers even? How can you even uh, conceive of these you numbers when you think about things, when you're talking about hundreds of millions versus billions of years? You can see things in space where the light takes more than six thousand years to get here. You know, yes. so so that thing has to be older than six thousand years because it's more than six thousand light years from here, and yeah, still we no couldn't way. see it otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it. it so, yeah. I don't know. But there's, there's a lot of ways to tell that not only that the Earth is, uh, is billions of years old, but also that the universe in general is billions of years old. And anyone who argues differently, while I don't have the stats here to, to go through and, uh, and explain to you, like, someone else does. It's been taken care of. You're just wrong. You're just ignorant. It's so the economy under Bush Sr. did terrible, right? That, if you remember, Clinton got in on it's the economy stupid, right? So the economy was lousy under Bush Sr., and then it was, was good eight. under Clinton. That's okay. Then it was good under Clinton. And then uh, after Clinton came Bush Jr. And it did really poorly again. And then Obama comes in and it does well. And my father will sit there and argue that all these Democrat successes leading all the way back to like 1988, you know, when Bush Sr. took in till now is all been a result of the Republicans setting them up for success as you're right before they left office. That's great. Yeah, it, it's like... I saw a great video the other day, and for the life of me, I, I couldn't find it again, but it was Obama uh, sort of like answering a few of his critics. He was like, yeah. they said, he, he, like, he, he went back and quoted Mitt Romney. He said, Mitt Romney said he'd do this and that. As he's like, he it's already... Get, he said, we have unemployment down to 6% in two years. He's like, well... It's been one, or in four years. He's like, it's been two years, and it's five and a half. You know? He's like, I think that's pretty good. He beat Romney's promise. Yeah. He just, yeah, and there were several examples like that where he was like, they said this, they said that, and this happened. They said this and that, but it's better now. And it was, <laughs> it was really, uh, it swayed me a lot. He was, he was, I was like, yeah, it is a lot better now. Yeah, you're right. It was scary fucking before he came into office. It was, it was scary time. Unemployment's five and a half percent. So now they have some like labor participation rate that they want to pick on or something like that. And it's like, God damn it. There's been a standard way to measure unemployment since <laughs> like the twenties. And since you don't like the answer you're getting, you're changing the rules. I don't know about that now. Now I've, I've, I, I think there's probably a conservative side to that argument because I guarantee you that if there's a way for the liberals to count, 
uh, count those numbers the way, make those numbers look the way they want them to, then they're doing it to sway it a bit. So I, I, I could, I doubt it's five and a half percent. I bet it's higher than that, but I don't think it's substantially higher than that. I think everybody's cheating and lying as much as they can, and you just got to consider that the margin of error with politicians. <laughs> they have a twenty-five percent margin of error of bullshit when you listen to a politician, at least. That's for a good politician. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to look at it, actually. Like, yeah. in all seriousness, that's a good way to look at it. 25% yeah. bullshit allotment. Like, and that really is a good politician. Like, it, it, for, a, for a real shitty politician, it's at least 60% bullshit margin of error. Like, yeah. at least more than half of what comes out of most of their mouths is a lie or misinformation or a half-truth. Are you talking about Ted Cruz? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that guy fucking Canadian? How does that work? Uh, is it him? It might be. Yeah, I don't know how that works exactly. I'm not... You're going to have to get one of those uh, explain it to me like I'm fives from uh, Reddit on that one because I have no fucking clue how... I thought I keep hearing that he's uh, he, he was born in Canada, which... But I think he had two American parents and, you know, he's American. Okay. I, all I know is I really hassled Obama about that that whole thing for, I don't know, eight years. Uh, they, they did, but it doesn't make... It, I don't want this fucking uh, beady-eyed Canadian sneaking in under the rug. That's all I'm saying. Dude, you act like he's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck a joke about that. Hey, you saw what happened to Kennedy, right? I, I did. Woody probably did. <laughs> Age jokes. Oh, man. Where do we go from here, boys? And girl. Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to, to whip up a new topic? Let's see. I've got Jamal Jones's prison record. Oh, God. Bookmarked here. We could always That's do terrible. that. Uh, it didn't sound like it was that bad. He sounded like he was just a really bad drug dealer, right? Uh, so it was eight felony convictions, six of which were for drugs, two of which were for violent assault with serious injury. This is Woody's contractor, his carpenter. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I don't know. He went to prison for his second violent assault with serious injury. This is the guy that the general contractor gave uh, Woody's security code to. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's pretty bad. And, and the, you know, who knows how... I feel like you get busted for, what, one in every ten things you do? You would think working in the workshop at jail, he'd have sharpened his skills up a bit, but that guy cannot yeah. cut a fucking door. I, he's awful. He's all, like, he installed a floor and used the wrong kind of nail gun. You know, he used that big pneumatic one with the 45-degree angle. He was just using regular, like, you know, crown molding nails in the floor oh. and stuff. I'm, I'm Not sorry my house, to but go on. I'm sorry to jump off topic. I remember a uh, Merkis quote, quote from either last week or the week before about uh, we we're talking about the how guns. Jesus, yeah, 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 we're talking about how Jesus would feel about uh, gun control, and Merkis like I think he would especially be hard on the nail guns, <laughs> <laughs> and that that ended up being a meme on and I and I saw where it was on 4chan. So that that was a that was a funny little quip you had there. Yeah. Like, I saw that too. It does not translate to meme format. I, well, it did I'm just sitting me. there I like an idiot. Voice. With a white text over my head and below it, oh. but it was, it was still complimentary. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, very funny, very funny. That was a good one. You mm -hmm. Knocked it out of the park last week. Oh, you did. Of you. What was I'm different about too. last week that, that made you so yeah, on top I think, of your game? I feel game. like you did a lot of coke before the show started. Was it coke? That was one aspect. <laughs> I was also like, I was delusionally tired. Like <laughs> I was, I was so tired I could hardly function. Like I, I didn't like 15 minutes into that show. 
Like, you know, that second wind you get sometimes when you're so tired, it's like your body's like, we got to get up. We got to go. We got to keep it going. There's a reason he's not asleep. It means we got to be alert. Like, at least I get that second wind when I get super yeah. tired. Uh, yeah, Kyle, you know what I'm talking about. So delusionally but, tired is how I get super murka out of you? Uh, <laughs> that week. That week, I had a... That's great. had a beer. There were two beers. So when, when Woody gets delusionally tired, he snores really loud and sits in the pastor seat for 18 hours. <laughs> I'll never forgive you for that. I'll, I never will. I forgive you, but I will not forget, ever. You stole my worker, you son of a bitch. That was a fucking game of Civilization Yes, five you bitch. That was I'm awful. talking about our cross-country road trip that you drove zero miles on. It was I'm your talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you switch, you take turns. You I take would turns. have, I would have. You could have said something. Oh, it was awful. I didn't want to be, my neck, my neck would just, my spine just fused together in the back of my neck after that trip. I that had to go to a really chiropractor. long drive. It was 18 hours there and 22 hours like back. It felt like three, but it was long. Oh my God! Yeah, you were awake for three. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you woke up around Washington D.C. Then again, when the smell hit you in Jersey, and <laughs> <laughs> you were like, it "Smells like home." It smells like either home or an open latrine from a World War II battlefield. I'm not sure which. Justin Bieber's poopy diaper pants. In New Jersey, and then uh, and then then in New York, where we got a little bit sidetracked in that sort of crime-ridden ghetto neighborhood, and then. Then you slept again until we got to, to, to Boston. It was uh, it was an interesting trip. <sighs> I'll never that 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 ruined me for road trips in general. I will never drive more than four hours alone again. Before then, I was an Iron Man. I had done it all. I had done I cross country zigzag the whole <laughs> continental U.S. But after that one, going solo, it was just it, it raped my mind. I never if we get, ever road I have trip PTSD. again. I will carry my load in terms mm. of driving. I know, probably never happen again. Thank you. I was carrying Woody's load the entire time. <laughs> Got gay again. Yeah, the entire time. So I have a question for Kat. So you said that your dad owned a card and board game shop. Are you still into board tabletop games, Magic the Gathering, that kind of stuff? Or are you pretty much exclusively um, video game now? We actually had a game that uh, Garfield made, the guy that did Magic. He, uh, he had a board game called Robo Rally. Uh, so yeah, we still play board games. Actually, the one that's really fun that I suggest anyone to play, especially if they want to know if their friends are liars, is uh, Ultimate Werewolf. Um, it's the same as like Mafia, and there's a couple other game types just like it, where you, oh, okay. you all take on worlds, and if you get the, you know, you all turn your cards upside down, and if you get the werewolf, you don't want people to know you're a werewolf. You want everyone else. So they all point a finger at the end of it and say who they're going to shoot. And if they shoot the werewolf, then the werewolves don't make get any points, and then the villagers win. And then if you know, it's like that kind of thing. So basically, you, you if you get a werewolf, you want to learn how to lie and pretend you're not a werewolf. And it's it's ultimately a game of like learning how to lie. It's kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't played that. I played Mafia though, and that is a good yeah. time. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun, like you it's almost have to realizing. balance. Yeah, it's like, like it's if like you're you realize a really it's an good, actor. It's like, if you're that? a great liar. You yeah. can't be that great of a liar because you have to kind of pretend that you're a bad liar to throw yeah. people off the yeah. scent. Yeah. Like it, it's a lot of mind games there. I enjoy it. Yeah. But you don't and play one like class that like you want to be shot. So that kind of changes up the game mm -hmm. of like there's the, the tanner and he, he wants to be shot in order to get a point just for himself. So you want to pretend you're kind of like that werewolf suspect, but you're not. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you can't fun. be too obvious. You can't just start like growling at people. They don't know. <laughs> but, 
So you don't play, like, Magic anymore, any of that? No, no, I still have a Magic the Gathering binder, actually, that's sitting around here, because we, we just have so much abundance from all the stuff we've collected throughout the card comic store. Um, but it for me, it was just more so getting into that nerd realm. And uh, the comic card store, we, we only had it for a few years, because the owner with my dad, the co-owner, was like a dummy. So we went from that, and then we, we moved out of the valley up to here, to Palmdale. I I played this game once. Like, you know those introduction games where you, like, you know, in this one, you'd say four facts about yourself, but one of them was a lie. And uh, typically, you'd pick out, like, the most unbelievable one. And my boss was like, I once had a parachute fail on me. Uh, I, I forget what it was. Like, he climbed K2. He's the youngest of three brothers. And um, and something else, like, you know, he was third place in the state wrestling championship. Well, only like 350 people have ever climbed K2, so well, that whatever it was. it down. It, well, oh. it turned out the youngest of three brothers was the lie. And you're like, ah, how clever. Ah, oh. the humble brag approach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Just name three exceptional things you've done and then one menial thing. Yeah, like, and, and, I, and I shit twenty minutes ago. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, now, whenever I, if I'm ever faced with that, that's totally how I'm doing it. I'm naming like some outrageous things, and, and I've got a lot of subs. Yeah. I've got a great hairline. <laughs> I'm eighty-three years old. <laughs> right. And my sister and I never fight, or, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> That'll be the lie because I have no sister. Uh-uh. Anyway. I'm glad they didn't go Game of Thrones at all with the sister. I was like, that would have been bad. Oh. Okay. I kind of <laughs> thought that said it as well. I don't know why. Although I also... Because you've been that. listening to so many hours of Game of Thrones. So many you hours You hear about Game siblings and you just jump to incest. It's just natural after that many hours of that do. audiobook. Yeah. Tyrion? As is tradition. There was also a scene <laughs> they left known. out of the uh, of the show where Tyrion like gets in bed with Sansa and gets naked with like a like a hard dick and they like they like explain what his dick looks like and there's a whole thing like she's naked too. He has a bad it, dick, right? Well, she thought it was it was she ugly. was not a fan, right? She said something about it being big and veiny. I don't know. It just depends. I guess it depends like on what you think. Yeah, it depends on what your opinion of a pretty penis is. I suppose it wasn't Sansa's uh, in the in the TV show. He just kind of like says, look, we don't have to do this, you know, it, until you want to, if ever. And it's all cool. In the book, he's seriously lusting after her. Yeah. Well, yeah. And a lot more people would have <clears throat> tapped out of the show if there was just a five minute scene of the dwarf laying there naked with a heart on with an <laughs> underage girl just holding up yeah. the sheets like, eh, eh? like just, <laughs> just <laughs> trying to get something to happen. But uh, that would have been my favorite scene. It would have. You would have enjoyed yeah. that. Oh, that would have been great. Got... Yeah. It... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few things they cut out, and I, I wish they hadn't. I, I feel like the, the giant deserved a lot more character development so that you understand just how god-awful he is. Um, and there's a few, the, like... The mountain? Mad, the mountain. Oh, oh, I thought you literally meant, like, the giants north of the wall. I'm like, I don't remember that character development. No, the mountain. The, um, yeah, the mountain. The mountain that rides. That, that guy is awful. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, he there did a lot to... of awful stuff, and they don't focus on it that much, aside from just the Red Viper being like, you raper, you killer. Like, that was about <laughs> it. That's like all that they went over. And yeah. it sounded more like a mantra than a recapping of what he did. That was horrific. Yeah, he's a terrible guy. And also, there's, there's a lot of magic in the books that they just don't throw into the shows for some reason. I feel like it's a much more magical world than the shows let on. 
And sometimes you're wondering if some of these characters really are magical or if they're just scam artists. But in the sh- in the book, it's obvious that, yeah, they're magical. They've got all these crazy spells. And there's, I don't know, I just passed a part where there's a weird, there's, it's called the Black Gate. It's a weirwood door that like has a weirwood face. And it's like, who is there? And then the guy, he's like, I'm a brother of the Night's Watch. And he like tell, he says his vows and the door's like, then pass. And then its mouth opens until it's a... It's a passageway or something. You it's, should do the audiobooks. Yeah, it's a total it's totally a magical door. There's no magical doors in the in the show. So I wish they no. hadn't skipped over all that. There's very little fantasy when it comes to all they have is the direwolves, the dragons, and maybe like the white walkers and stuff. Other than that, I don't see them cover much of anything that's not kind of more realistic. You're right. Next and season, I would argue the things that you mentioned play too time. small a role. Like, yeah, I would love to see more of the direwolves and, and other other means. Of they're that. all in the book. The books are all. The books should be called the direwolf monologues. It's just <laughs> it goes on and on. Like I know all of there's there's I know all of their names. I know what they look like. I know what they smell like. Like the whole thing. their relationship like, with their owners, how the other people yeah. nearby feel about them, what they're doing, uh, the, how effective a hunter they are. They're, yeah, how they skulk about, what they smell. It should be that series should be called a song of feasts and wolves <laughs> because he spends so. <laughs> much time describing feasts and so much time describing those goddamn wolves <laughs> like i don't I, care that much about the wolves because i'm way more into the other fantasy creatures but i think it's hilarious that that, that guy's so fat and he seems to really like get off on the feast talk like like <laughs> i never comes, put that together he'll he'll a sex scene will be like a paragraph where you hear about somebody's dick or a vagina or a boob here or there, and he explains like he, he talks about sex like he just has no interest in it. He just kind of yeah. like gets. And it's mostly he, the same shit. It's like and he entered her and yeah. scene, and like that's it. Like, <laughs> she liked how he felt inside her. It's always something like that. It's pretty quick and it's over. But when the feast comes around, you know about the capons <laughs> dripping with fat. You know about the horse meat sizzling as the spit boys turn it over the open fire and how the fat's sizzling off of it. You know about the juices that are running off characters' beards and mustaches. You know, of the, you know if, the, if the leek soup is, uh, is hearty or not, whether there are bits of carrots in it. And if there is a bit of carrot, you might count yourself lucky because the, the soup at Heron House sucks. And he goes on and on about whether the feasts are great or wonderful and all the meats and all the vegetables, the side items and the desserts, the pastries and the tarts, the puddings and the plums, on and on. If it's a mm. white plum or, it's, or, if it's, or if it's too ripe or if there are worms in it, you always know. Plenty of bread yeah. details as well. Oh, the There's bread like three and how they tear it. And, the, and if they, it's, it's ridiculous. It's always a crusty bread end and some cheese, and, and he's just. Mm-hmm. And I imagine him like, 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 like fucking. I imagine him actually doing like a speak to to type, like him himself, like saying this aloud for some program <laughs> while he is eating it. He's like, <laughs> oh yeah. And Kpods <laughs> dripping with fat. <laughs> he's just that's why it's taken him so doing... long to finish the fucking books. Is Those are his he meals. He starts a new time. feast and he's like, time to get some inspiration. And runs <laughs> off to Costco and is going through <laughs> A CPK pizza dripping with <laughs> like... <laughs> he, he loves like, food. It's so obvious. And he, he, it's definitely, he, that guy definitely likes food more than he likes sex. Just, just based oh, on undoubtedly. Well, the way he looks, he doesn't have much option. Well, I suppose not. I, I really hope that guy doesn't fucking die before he finishes those books up, though. That's now, funny. let me ask you this. Are you uh, hoping Roy Detrice lives or dies? I don't care. 
You don't care. Well, I mean, all right. So let me take that back. I, <laughs> you should have phrased give a it this fuck. way. You should have phrased it this no, way. No, I phrased it just like I wanted to. Do I care <laughs> if Boyd Detrice narrates the next... I'll, I'll rephrase uh, it if you want. Do you give a fuck if Roy Detrice dies or not before the next book? Yeah, I suppose so. I, I, okay. I hope he doesn't die, but I don't care if he does the next book or not because I think that someone else could do uh, probably a better and cooler job and... I think what would be really cool is if the if it were a performance, like I was telling you and Chiz the other day, like if you had the actual actors from the show voicing the characters mm -hmm, when necessary, mm -hmm. maybe you would have Roy Detrice giving the third person perspective and describing the environments and the feasts and such. And then when Sansa says something, the actress says it instead of him going, Yes, sir, I, I like it here very much. Like there's no need for him to do Sansa's accent anymore because Sansa's mm. here. And, you know, the same would be true for all the characters. I wish no. you reckon, if the character no? is old... I, wouldn't, I don't think I would like that. If, right. if the character is old, I would like it. Roy Detrice makes him horrible. He gets so slobbery and whiny. I and like I think he's good with the old characters. I, don't I, yeah. I find him hard to listen to. I'm not saying their voices don't sound old, but it, it, there are a couple things he does. If it's a sound effect, fast forward that shit. I if like it's a song, oh my god. It's awful. Oh, the horns you were talking about last week? Aru! 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 six times longer. He's about to die at the end of every horn. Like, the last bit of breath is escaping his decrepit lungs. And then by some fate, Poor he manages to inhale. Didn't but I want to hear about 94? what... He's 91, but I want to hear about no, no, Kat's no, no, no. favorite what? and least favorite characters. And see, because she hasn't read the books at all. And so she doesn't have you. You don't have any real perspective on who's nah. gonna die aside from who you've already seen. Who do you think is next on the chopping block, and who do you want to be next? Because this is a good I mean, Game of Thrones. I don't even. I don't even know their names that well, so I'd be going mm. based on looks. I feel uh, no, that's <laughs> good. Go ahead. Um, oh, that see. one where white did we, guy. I don't even know where it With left off. Like, where did it leave off? So Arya to... has boarded a ship to um, she's crossing the narrow sea. To the uh, yeah. the hound. Right. Uh, so she can become an assassin. The hound was left to die uh, by the side right. of the hill after Brienne fought him. Yep, Brienne um, and Podrick Payne are on their own. I guess they're heading toward the Eyrie. The Eyrie is currently under the control of Peter Baelish, and uh, he's got uh, Sansa there with him. Peter Baelish's uh, little finger. Yeah, little finger. Yeah. And uh, um, you know the the Aaron boy, uh, John Aaron's son, is there. Littlefinger killed that Robin mom who breastfeeds her kid awkwardly. Threw yeah, it down. Lysa. Lysa, yeah, Lysa Tully, and uh, threw her down that sky hole, whatever they called it, moon hole. <laughs> no, that's it. No. You got right, Woody. The sky hole. <laughs> <laughs> the moon door. Okay. The moon door. <laughs> um. <laughs> Majestic was the palace. I'll tell you what I want the, the best most. sky hole. <laughs> so, it looks like this. The story's pretty rough right now. All of your favorite characters, for me anyway, are just in the in the dumps. Like like all of my favorite characters are are losing. Uh, you know, they're, or or they're dead. Unless so, you like Littlefinger. Unless you like Littlefinger, and I don't. He's not even a POV character uh, in the books. Okay. So, I. I in, instead of rooting for anyone at this point, I guess I'm rooting for Jon Snow and Tyrion and the Khaleesi to a lesser extent. But who I want to pay is, is Walder Frey. I feel like I, I don't want anybody to tell me. I don't want any spoilers. But if they don't 
fucking do something so goddamn awful to Walder Frey. I don't know if I'm going to have be able to go on. And they keep hinting at it as well. Like you'll have some old like nah. some granny who knows a lot about like the uh, you know the way the gods work. She's like uh, she's telling the story of um, of the Rat King or whatever. So base I, I'm going to butcher this story a bit, but I guess in ancient times um, this cook killed the king's son and served it to the king in a pie and uh and the king ate it and asked for second helping and uh and then the gods punished the cook by turning him into a giant white rat that could only uh eat its own babies but it would never be full that and 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 he's like they did curse him for killing the king's son they didn't even curse him for feeding him his own son they cursed him for for dishonoring guest rights the gods can't abide that. So I'm thinking, like, well, Walder Frey just butchered the Starks, like, like throwing guests, you know, who were guests under his roof. Like, they've got to do something so awful to him to quench my vengeance, my thirst. I'm gonna for text vengeance. you out of nowhere later and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> they better but, uh, do something awful to him. How long is but the cat? What, what, what characters book? do you like? I know you don't know their names, but like, who are you really drawn to? Who's who's interesting? Who's not? I just I want to get a perspective of someone who. Has not even listened, touched, read any of the books. Um, uh, let's see. Obviously, just describe uh, the characters, and we can pull well, the names yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Obviously, yeah. the Queen of Dragons, right? She's like, she's like the badass that's gonna come over and take over all these people, and she's kind of off on her own little side story, which I like. Once it finally integrates into the main storyline, would be interesting to see once she's crossed the sea. I guess she's probably like over. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Even yeah. know the position, like geography of the map. Um. I wish I, I I do wish they would do more with the direwolves because I like the kid that can't um, Brand. him yeah the one that mm-hmm. that his legs are all messed up and everything like that yeah. I wish I wish they would go more to him because I'd imagine at some point he would use the wolves to his advantage as a mount like World of Warcraft you know and, <laughs> and be able to start doing something in that sense he's not even going to be in the next season he hasn't I, reached level thirty five or whatever he needs to be <laughs> he needs to be mounting a dragon forget the wolves. Yeah, well, he has a, he has one of the wolves as his little thing that he takes over the visions of them and mm-hmm. yeah, was all he's gonna war the dragon eventually. Like he's gonna uh, do the. Uh, yeah. I don't know that, but if I were him, I would build myself an armored backpack and like a crazy suit of armor for Hodor, and I would just live inside him. I'd just be in there with like some supplies to wake up every now and then and feed upon. But I'd be living in some sort of an armored shell backpack on Hodor, just fucking shit up. Uh, I think that's the way to roll. Hodor I follows me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy who plays Hodor. He doesn't follow me. <laughs> how, many, how many people does he follow? Can you check? I don't know. Probably hundreds. Don't ruin my fun. <laughs> I'm just saying you could DM him and his phone will vibrate and you could, you could fuck with him a bit. That'd be fun. Hodor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I said. Yeah, it's all, it's all the only tweets he gets all day, probably. <laughs> yeah, it would not be an original joke. Hodor is uh, is just Bitch. is a more interesting character in the books, I think, as well. Um, no, I, that's not true. I hate him at least as much in the books as I, I do I'll in kiss real your life. Ass. I'll kiss your ass if you could tell me what Hodor's real name is. There's no way. Oh, I just learned it, too. It, it's not Hodor. Um, no. And it, I would remember it if you said it, but it's... Yeah, Hodor is just a word he came up with. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to the word Hodor. Yeah. Oh, sh- it wasn't a crazy... I, I swear it was a name... I don't remember it. I don't, Walder. Walder. I was about what I was gonna say was it's a name that exists in like regular world. Yeah, there's, there's literally at least eight Walders in the books. At mm-hmm. least eight. 
And that's not counting the Walters and the Waldas. I'm not even exaggerating. Maybe Walder isn't a regular name, but yeah, I heard it and I was like, that's not even a crazy name. Like Denarius or, um, I don't know. I like the characters with unique names. There's way too many fucking Johns and Roberts and shit like that. So whenever there's a strong Belrus to like keep up with, I'm like, okay, great. Or an old gray beard. And it's like, all right, well, I, I know that guy's name now. I'm not going to get that confused with one of the other Johns or Roberts or... It's, I like it gets the names that are, like, I don't know. Like, if you say uh, the Queen of Thorns, like, I remember oh, that yeah. name. Littlefinger, like, that's a name that will burn in. Uh, but like, like, a gamer tag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be more of a gamer tag. Yeah, I guess I like it. I like the characters with gamer tags. Uh, that helps me. More of a, a, the description for them, like Barristan the Bold, rather than trying to remember Barristan Selmy. Mm-hmm. Yep, that would help. There's so many goddamn characters in that show. I wonder how many there actually are. Like, oh, the, there's got to be some. I like his naming strategy after a while because the all the people in the original families he was writing about have relatively normal names. There's a few goofy ones like Arya, but then as the further you get into the book series, the more you're like, <laughs> this is just bullshit. These are just yeah. letters he pulled out at random, and when in doubt, he just adds like three Y's after <laughs> consonants. Like, yeah, like, like when he's naming like wildling names and like especially yeah. the Thins, like uh, the Magnot of the Thin, who's they, they, they all have crazy names. It's hard to keep yeah. up with those characters. Even Igrit, Y G R I T T E, I think that's how they spell it in the books. Igrit. Yeah. That's like he what just about Usha and Asha? Like, it's like he just didn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah, one will be Usha, one will be Asha. They're both badass women. Try not to get them confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even and like Theon even takes a moment to think of it. He's like. Their names even sound alike. The wonder, blah blah blah. But but I I'm, I'm I think I got this right here. I think Usha is the wildling girl who's escorting Bran to the wall, and Asha is Theon Greyjoy's ironborn sister. But I could be completely backwards, and it really doesn't matter. That's why <laughs> they changed him in the series. That's that why Yara is her name. No, Theon's I, sister in the series. The, Theon didn't get his hands in his sister's pants in the book. He was grabbing her boobs. At best, yeah. yeah. Just a different form of fondling. Yeah. No, one's further down the road than the other. Well, they're neither are good with a sibling. No. Let's get that, you know. But I'm, I mean, just, you wouldn't want to fill your sister up any more than do... Don't judge me. Second base or third base, <laughs> you still went too far, I would say. <laughs> you're Probably, okay with first base? <laughs> yeah. Well, it is Game of Thrones. So, no, no, I, I just, I was, I was, I remember listening to that part and I'm like, oh, where's the part on the horse where he, you know, touches her down south and doesn't exist in the book. That was totally a, uh, really t- waiting for that incest. Like it's coming. I, I can't wait to hear this 91 year old man <laughs> read to me about incest in this fantasy story. Right? Ooh. Titillated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, to me, I don't know. It was one of the more like, um. I don't know, shocking reveals in the show, and it's not in the book at all. The, uh, the timeline's pretty mixed up compared to the books as well, because the, I'm, like I said, I'm however many hours into book uh, three, I said, but I've already found some things that, are, that would be spoilers, technically, for anyone who's just a show watcher. Like, the, the, what's, what's actually going on right now with, um, what's Theon's father's name? Um, Greyjoy. Um, the King oh. of the Iron Islands, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, something else has happened to him in the uh, books that, that it has not happened to him. Baylong. Baylong Greyjoy, yeah. 
Yeah, something something happens to him in the uh, the book that hasn't yet happened. That maybe in the uh, in the show. How far are you? Like, if you were to translate the audiobook into the actual book, like, are you halfway through? Or are you three quarters? I'm two thirds of the way, if not more. I got like okay. twelve. I've got, it's like forty two hours long, and I got like twelve or thirteen hours left. So I've gotten past the red wedding. Um, um, Bran and Hodor are just went through the Black Gate, so now they're on the other side of the wall. The Night's Watch has just been attacked, and Egret's just died. Uh, the Khaleesi uh, just had Strong Belros um, kill the champion of Marine. Uh, so that's where I am. Hmm. I am 20 hours into book three. There's 27 to go. So I'm actually just a few hours away from the half point of the whole series. Hmm. Wow. Two and a half books so soon. far. Assuming he <laughs> It's a lives. lot of listening. I have a question. Go on. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about this. Like, since you guys are so busy, probably with your schedules and YouTube and all that, how often do you guys actually play video games on a weekly basis? Mm. I play a lot of Civilization Five. I probably play, I probably play ten or fifteen hours of Civ Five a week because the games go so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's the only game I'm playing right now. I'm pretty obsessed with that. Yeah, I, I haven't. Played how many different games are you playing? Like, aside from that genre. None really right now. I run That's a Minecraft like- server, so I'm in that almost every day. Um, but it's not always playing. Sometimes it's like interacting with players and stuff like that, making sure things are going well. Um, and then I play, I guess I played, what, 10 hours of Civ last week? Something like that. Whatever and we that won. Was. And we did win. But I don't game as much as I used to. Um, if you go back two years, I probably gamed 15, 20 hours a week. I used to play mostly COD, but Call not Duty. only COD. Mostly, I COD. used to play. Uh, I used to play eight hours of Call of Duty for a day every day, <laughs> until my skills well, were shot and strong, one. like a Mohawk I mean, warrior. That was <laughs> the one worth playing. Uh, I got, um, I got like eighty days of playtime on one account, but I've got. I think I had like three. Uh, I don't know how many times I prestiged. Probably thirty, something like that. Just dozens of accounts and. Like KD accounts and win loss ratio accounts and game battles <laughs> accounts and I played like that nuke game. Nuke accounts so I, like this. I have so many nuke. Did you have like a bio <laughs> that counted your nukes? I never counted the nukes. Oh, I, wasn't, I fucking hated that. I forgot about right? that until right now. Until right now, I forgot that it existed. But it was. Right? Like, Do you know how many nuke? And it, like twenty six, and it's like no one can tell. Here's I can make funny, an account though. that said nuke seven million three hundred fifty eight thousand four hundred ninety one. Like nobody would know. I think a lot of people were honest about that, and I just remember Socrates kept count of his, and his number was outrageous. He had a couple hundred nukes because he, he could just. He was dro- very good. That him guy was and, out of control. Good. Him and JD Reed could drop a nuke, and I remember there was one night when we had ju- Junkyard playing with us, and Junkyard was a notoriously poor player of at Call of Duty. He was, wasn't very good at Every all. Game. He, was a, he was a negative KDR uh, player, and so. Our goal was to get him to get his first nuke ever, so we were going to be like his support team. And we played like several games in a row, and he got an eight-kill streak one time, and then it, he lost it, and it kept going bad. And uh, then we had room in our party, and my friend J.D. Reed, his gamer tag was uh, Impulse. Uh, Impulse joins the game, and he's like, well, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, well, we're trying to help uh, Junkyard get a nuke. He's trying to get a nuke. And uh, I texted him. I'm like, you should drop a fucking nuke on him, man, as fast as you can and fuck with him. And, he's, and, he, and he sends me back like a smiley face. He drops a nuke 
like four minutes into the game. <laughs> like he got a nuke faster than it, it, it was. It was shockingly fast, and it, and you know the, the thing went off, and we're just like. Junkyard's like, what happened? I was on a forest kill streak. <laughs> yeah, I played with this guy, Preus. He turned out to be a thief, but um, he was very good at Call of Duty. Yeah, he stole from me. P-Ray. What'd you say? P-Ray. I remember yeah, P-Ray. Yeah, Patrick Ray. I used to play with him a lot. He, um, He's a good player. He was a very good player. We played against this team, and they were all running... This is Modern Warfare 2. They were all running noob tubes, and that, like, China Lake, like, secondary noob tube. Yeah, bumper. And I hated playing with them, like against them so much. We were like, "Dude, can you get a nuke?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." Like, like all you got to do is say it. And then, like ninety seconds later, the buzzer's going off, and it was like, "I against noob tubes, one man yeah. army." Or, or I guess it wouldn't be that, but yeah, um, it was there, outrageous. There's players that are like that, and it was always shocking because I I could get a nuke if I wanted one. Um, it, it might not be very pretty, but I could definitely get one. It wasn't. It wasn't a huge struggle. I get one within three or four games every time, unless unless there was just a nightmare of air air support getting shot down or something like that. But there's players that can drop one at will that that we played with back back then, and it was mm -hmm. always fun to watch. Modern Warfare was a game where like if you were a strong player, then it showed. It, it, you really. You really dominate. And in future Call of Duties, like your seven and nine kill gun streaks just aren't rewarded the way they were back then. If you could get seven to nine uh, kills in a row with your gun, then it was game fucking over for the other team. They were getting so much air, air support dropped on them. AC-130s and chopper gunners and harriers and paved lows. And it was a nightmare. You couldn't deal with that. And sometimes if you're playing ground war domination, there's three of those guys on the other team. So it's coming in waves. It's fucking stacked. And uh, so it's, it just—it was never like that again. So Modern Warfare Two had its high points, but I still think COD Four is the best. I think Black Ops Two is the best. I know you. It's do. not a popular opinion, but but yeah, that game had had great balance. It had great maps. It, it Black Ops Two was my favorite of all. I, I think some of the guys on the earlier ones have rose-colored glasses. I think Advanced COD Warfare may be good, but I haven't really played it. I had a great time playing uh, World at War at times. I remember playing Search and Destroy in that game uh, like early on with those, you know, like the SVT-40 and the Gewehr and uh, people sniping with the PTRSD in Springfield and stuff. That was fun. I liked Zombies God. was the only redeemable part of that game to me. Yeah. I did not like World at War at all. But like Zombies the was the shit in every game. The every sound was game. bad. But we thought the sound was bad until they started making more Call of Duties. <laughs> yeah. It just got, like, I'd love to have COD 5 sound back. That's... Huh. Well, what other games are uh, you playing right now, Kat? Uh, I, I pretty much one. play anything that's new. Like, I'm looking forward to Mortal Kombat X. It's coming out in, like, I don't know. It's coming out the 14th, so it's two days after Game of Thrones. Um, it's so right around the corner here. And that, that one's probably pretty huge. They've been doing a lot with releasing information about Mortal Kombat X. Do you think it'll be big, though? Like, I feel like fighting games haven't been big for a decade. Oh, I feel like if they're not Capcom, nobody cares. Like, if it's not Street Fighter or Marvel vs. Capcom, it kind of, like, it, it takes a, a, lot, a lot more to kind of get that level of recognition. Or, like, just tournaments in general. Like, the amount of people that go to Capcom tournaments versus the other games. I think it's going to be pretty big, though. They're already doing an Invitational, which kind of upset the community. I don't know how you guys would feel about something like this, but they basically invited eight people a week mm -hmm. before the game comes out, and they're giving a hundred grand to the winner. Um, they might be dividing the the money up to the top people, but it kind of pissed off the community because it's an eight man invitational. So essentially, there's no qualifiers. 
it's all just previous um, accolades or whatever you've proven up until this point when it comes to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, sometimes when those things are fame-based, like it, it, yeah. it's like, oh, but you're not recognizing the current cream of the crop. You know, the fame-based guys are often, I hate to say washed up, but, you know, past their prime. I, I think it just more so comes down to when you have qualifiers, it at least lets other people, like, they could have easily done the Invitational to, to showcase the game at its higher potential of pro-level play. But when you're giving 100k away, that kind of pisses people off. Like, I could be taking a chunk of that, but I don't, I'm not one of the popular eight. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if they were, even if to just give a small amount, like, you could divide that five times into 20k and do that many different tournaments. So, it's, you know, we'll see what the company does when it comes to that. It's just that's more recent news of what's going on with Mortal Kombat. I have Com a question. With a fighting game like that, how much does lag come into play? Oh, huge. Absolutely huge. Uh, the network coding that they use for online, like some games are known for how beautiful they are. In other games, it's they, they call it online tactics when you have certain moves that can be performed online and it can't be performed offline. So some people, they become like um, lag warriors where they can do really well online, but then when it comes to tournaments, they just kind of fall because hmm. offline play is huge, huge when it comes to games because that, that one bit of latency, like... When it comes to fighting game knowledge, you're down to a frame. Like, you're down to the, the 60 frames that are within seeing the move happen. You're counting the frames of, like, this is negative 6, this is plus 4, and, and it's, it's absolutely down to the crucial, minute detail of a fighting game. So, hmm. yeah. If it has bad network coding, the game itself, like... Unfortunately, when Dead or Alive came out, it, it just had, like, the network coding was bad. Like, not only could you log in and play the game itself, but it's it's... It destroys games. Like, you can imagine any game, right? If you're playing Call of Duty and you sign in and you're like, eh, 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 like lagging all over the place, are you going to want to play? No, you're just want to be like, oh. I was talking to an engineer from NVIDIA and, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shooter focused. So I was like, how's the lag, et cetera, et cetera, you know. And uh, he was saying that shooters aren't really the, the toughest nut to crack. It's all about the fighting games, that those guys are more lag sensitive than any shooter. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you because you can see what happens with the the compensation of like, okay, I, I hit my right trigger. When does the bullet hit the wall? But when you're playing based on my you know little frame details, it's it absolutely like you can get away with moves that you shouldn't be able to get away with offline, because like if you do a low sweep and that's huge in a fighting game because you have to react and block low, they can get away with that online because they can't have that reactional time and that right. creates bad habits. And fighting games are all muscle memory. I hate playing fighting games online. Every time I just get spanked. It's <laughs> no fun at all. I, I I never I don't really play fighting games, which is probably I, why. But I'll like play enough. Like I masher. played the uh, the what is it? Injustice. I don't yeah. know even know if that's popular. But I played that for a while, and I got to the point where I like I could beat a hard computer opponent, and I'm like, all right, all right, <laughs> let's let's take this online, see how I do. Just a it was a bloodbath. And I was so demoralized, <laughs> and I, I don't play anymore. I can I remember played playing... I anything but NHL 15 in the last three weeks. I don't remember no. which Mortal Kombat it was, but I, I remember playing it on PlayStation 2 with my roommates like in 2005 or something like that. And I had a lot more video game experience than they did. I had played a ton of Grand Theft Auto and, and uh, SOCOM and stuff like that, and a few fighting games here and there, Street Fighter and stuff. Uh, but they didn't seem to have very much experience at all. And the way we played, because there were three of us, is if you lost, you lost a controller. So I was sitting there on my 22nd game in a row, and, <laughs> and, the, and my roommate is getting drunker and drunker, and he's getting pissed. He's fucking, he's this, this big, bulky Lithuanian guy. He's like, motherfucker, don't 
fucking <laughs> sub zero because I keep I'm sub zero and I keep I no well, not sub zero I'm um scorpion and I keep doing that thing where you you know you shoot Come the, here. Uh, Come yeah, get over here I keep yeah. I'm just abusing that over and over like I, I like got the manual out memorized half a dozen moves and and like I've got a little repertoire I'm building on now and I'm just repeating them over and over building combos out of them and he's just button mashing so it's just completely ineffective and he finally got so pissed he literally throws the PlayStation 2 controller at the, he's like I'll show you and he like fucking throws it and it sticks in the wall like half the controller's in the wall half of it's out of the wall he and, finally uh, mastered throwing a ninja star he did <laughs> and, and 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 he like st- and we're like dude what the fuck that's the wall and he's like you think that's bad and he fucking he like does like a warm up and fucking punches right through the wall right next to where the controller's sticking out he's like now that's a hole he's like trying to go hot duke and he's like i got this guy he's like totally so <laughs> the next day i taught him how to spackle so that was, yeah. that was fun yeah so I'm, i i don't think i've actually played mortal kombat since then I'd like uh, to pl- yeah, I'd like to manuals, play, but I know I'm not good any good. Days. Not yeah, that's a long time anymore. ago. Like manuals. Yeah, it was 2005. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember which Mortal Kombat that was. If the, if I was to play pick up a game, I think it'd be CS:GO. That's the one that appeals to me. Oh, how do you ever catch up? That's I mean, where I'm, I'm at. Thank you. That's exactly what my thought is. I just started playing CS:GO. Same same feeling. Like I got this new badass PC. Let me give it a go. But I feel so far freaking behind everyone else because they know the choke points. They know what guns to go to. They know how essentially just like the even if they played a year before you, that's just, they got. I'm a told year the skill based matchmaking helps with that. I guess it's not your experience. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, any, usually any game that has the ranking system well made, you can do that. But, I mean, essentially there's still this this kind of way of playing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a language to it. And and when you're a newbie learning a language, you're going to learn like, you know, just a few words when somebody else is just fluent and they're just absolutely yep. amazing at it. So it's, I feel the same way about Counter-Strike. If it was a, you know, there's games like that we've all played way too much of, like Call of Duty Four. Like I, I can just imagine if I had never stopped playing that game, and then someone tried to pick it up now. Like just the knowledge that I acquired yeah. over the time I have played is just. Kyle I mean, and I talked about. It. We're both at a level in COD yeah. Four. I don't know if I still am. Where on any map you could have us look straight down, and we'd pretty much know where we are. Uh, yeah, exactly. no matter what. You know where Not to throw just... the spawn grenade. Not even spawn grenades, but you know exactly where to run on each map and where to throw. Throw the choke. Yeah, the choke points. I know the timing. Yeah. I know when you can and can't run places. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold up. They're pre-firing. They're going to they're gonna yeah. hit that spot. Like, like Lots of stuff like that. I know grenades that you have to look straight up in the air, aim it at a cloud to the left of that post and toss it, and it'll come in through a skylight and blow up on the, uh, the uh, S&D plant spot on vacant. Like there's Same thing with new tubes. They would instantly go too. halfway mm-hmm. and noob tube it right there just to get the spawn kills. On, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah, on the um, first flag. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, the what's the game? one with the, um, is it like runway or something? Has a river in the middle of it? Mo- this is, um, oh, Creek? No, this oh, is yeah, that's uh, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2 I'm talking about. Creek sucked. It has three bridges that go across, and there's a river, and there's lots of buildings Are on you it. talking about Overgrown? Because that, that has two no, bridges. No, no, this is Modern Warfare 2. No. Oh, well, shit. Modern Warfare 2. I want to say it's like Runway or something, but that doesn't Oh, are we sense. talking about Modern Warfare 2? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I thought... Um, Rundown, maybe? Let me oh, see. Overpass? Or Underpass? No. Nope. One of those? No, Underpass is when it was just raining so much that it was obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> um, they had some of the rundown. best maps in that. It's Rundown. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, that also had spawn noob tubes that were just ridiculous. It was really tough because it, like, the there was no protection on the A and C flag, so people would just bomb it from the start. But yeah, it would take it would take a hundred hours of playtime just to catch up with someone who's got that kind of experience, and that's if you got a guide. Like going there in there blind and just trying to memorize, but it would be hard to even learn because you'd be getting hit with stuff that you did you couldn't understand. You just randomly yep. innate hits you and kills you. You don't know where it was thrown from, who threw it, how to avoid it, n- none of that stuff. Like You don't know what guns are even good. I wouldn't know where to start with Counter-Strike. It's, it's fun because it still gets that kind of competitive feeling of once you do get it, it feels very accomplishing and like, oh, I'm going somewhere. But uh, I, I have the same intimidating feeling about it. Luckily, like with Twitch, you have all these pros and people who are even semi-casual at it still can help you and assist you and chat and tell you where to go. But it's very hard when you're playing on Twitch because they, they have an expectancy. Like if you have a certain amount of viewers, they have mm-hmm. a way of like, oh, you should be a certain skill level already. And you, I'm constantly like, if I'm playing Counter-Strike, I'm defending myself. Like, this is only my second day, guys. Like, And I'm saying that every like maybe half hour, I'm like, this is only my second day. Like trying to not feel like I'm like excusing my poor skill at the game. We uh, I think we should do another Fallout stream. That's the I think that would be fun. I think we need to go back into the world of Fallout. <sighs> Woody and I, uh, Kyle Woody gave was streaming me some bad advice. Can I try streaming. one? If you guys tried H1Z1, I haven't. No. I, it's popular though uh-huh. among streamers, especially. It's simple. It's simplified, it's right? Day-Z, so you don't have right? that intimidation of uh of like not knowing because there's only an AR which is the main like full auto rifle and then you have your pistols and a recurve bow there was just three weapons and obviously you want the AR or the shotgun so there's like just a few weapons to choose from uh but I play the there's a different setting you can play in a server where you meet up with people but I play in what they call the battle royale and you basically start with about anywhere from 100 to 200 people. You all get loaded in at the same time. You're in a box at first for 30 seconds where you hear the most disturbing things. People run it because it's like a uh, distance with Mike. Mm-hmm. So like you can, as soon as you get close to someone within proximity like that, you know, you can hear them. But as soon as they're kind of away, their voice faints and then you don't hear them anymore. So everyone has a mic and you hear some of the most disturbing things of like what people are saying in there. Like people come up to me, they're like, shut up, cunt. And I'm like, I didn't do anything like what are you yelling at me for but you would go around and and what makes it fun is the social game of it so it's last man standing out of all that uh, battle royale and then eventually there's a safe zone out of this kind of pretty big map and then you have to get your way into that safe zone and eventually a uh, toxic mist will float in and get you into that safe zone then the safe zone gets smaller and smaller until literally it's a dot of where you can walk within it within 30 seconds and it's to force the fight so you can't just camp and you can't just stay still. And mm-hmm. it's up to you to choose whether you want to team up with people. And there's cars as well, so you can travel faster. And that's about the, as intricate as it gets. And um, you, you just want to be the last man standing. So for me, I find it a lot of fun because I'm like the naive person that like, let's team up. And they're like, okay. And then you turn your back and they're like, Pah! and they're like, ha-ha. And I'm like, aw. So, it's like Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's what a lot of people refer to. It's basically Hunger Games. And it's up to you to be Katniss and be like, let's be friends, guys. Or you have the a- average douchebag. And hide in a tree for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. You can to get top ten easily. But that's what I like about the Toxic Mist is that it tells you, like, you have one minute to get to the safe zone. And then you have to get there. And then the Toxic Mist eventually keeps falling in until eventually you... I but as a streamer, I mean, do you, is it easy for you to get lots of help? 
Yeah, they do. Well, they stream snipe you, and they can be assholes and come and kill you instantly because there is a location as to where you are. A lot of people hide that so that people can't do that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do get a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm watching your stream, and, you know, I, it's just it's just so much fun because so much random shit happens. Like, just yesterday I was playing it, and uh, there's a third guy with us, and it's two of us, and we decided to team up. We pick up a third guy, and then I'm like, oh, I ask red or blue. I'm like Matrix or something. I'm like, red or blue pill, and if they pick the red pill, I kill them. It's, it's totally fucked up. Don't, <laughs> don't team up with me. But yeah, and then if they say blue, I'm like, okay, I'll let them pass. And everyone in my stream is always like, kill him, kill him. Like, they always just want me to kill whoever I meet. So uh, the, the third guy, I asked him while the other guy was looting ammo. And I'm like, red or blue? And he's like, red. And I'm like, so I'm like, right? And then the, I didn't say anything. I was just smiling, kind of like, yeah, you know, like a badass. And then the other guy runs out, and he shotguns me. And he's like, Oh, I thought he killed you. And I'm like, no, I killed him. And it's just like stupid <laughs> shit like that happens. And I'm like, That's why sneaky. the fuck did you kill me? I know. And he's like, oh, I thought that was you that got yeah. killed. It was so funny. Because you're supposed I've to pick a... the red one, right? Based on the movies, <laughs> you're supposed to pick the red pill. Not the blue yeah, pill. Yeah, I just yeah. If they pick if they pick red to me, that's death. So that you know they can go off into their own matrix of dying. Into their own matrix. <laughs> in their own matrix. But I I'm like it's Good funny rationale. you see the personality of the person. That's why it's fun to watch those streams for me because you can see like some people literally kill everyone they see on site. But for for me, I'm like the naive person that believes in people. <laughs> like, me too. Yell at no, me. Doesn't work <laughs> out. I've been it's, wanting to. It, it can, but it's definitely not usual, and 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 it's fun to have that kind of female male counterpart thingy. Like I, I like to fuck with a lot of guys that I meet on there. Like we have to make babies. This is a zombie apocalypse. Like you RP, like role play it and stuff. So it, it turns out to be a lot of fun. I find that the most interesting game to stream as of late because it's it's more about the personality of the person. Um, you know, otherwise you can watch someone who is skilled, but it's so boring because they could just sit in a bush and then get top ten and then fight their way out of it. You guys I've been try wanting it. to. Uh, I've played a lot of. Da I played a good bit of Daisy. I don't know how to. It is Daisy. Yeah, that's what people refer to it as. Daisy. But um, I I've been wanting to play Daisy over Pac for a long time and play it well because I love what I've been watching. Uh, what's his name? Frankie. Uh, 1080p on PC. Frankie on PC and 1080p. I think I've been watching his. Uh, his uh, Overpock videos and they're excellent. And it's like a, they're like half. It's like a half hour video. Of him just uh, fucking around with his buddy, kind of uh, cruising around the the map and and just being, you know, they see somebody, they kill them or they befriend them. It, you never know which way it's going to go. And it's based off of Daisy, but the Overpock mod gives you a whole. Oh, it's actually Daisy. It's it's uh it's Arma three. That's what they were playing. They were playing Arma three uh, Overpock. That's that's the latest uh, rendition I get. I guess, and that looks really slick because they've got a whole. Uh, like economy system built in with uh, mm. with coins and uh, you can you can sell the weapons you you loot off of people and there's vehicles and base building and looks like a lot of fun. I've been wanting to do that, but H1N1 sounds fun too. H1, yeah, H1Z1. Z1. It's only, it's, H1N1 is the uh, the what is yeah, that? Yeah, the flu virus the flu. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually an alpha, and it's twenty bucks to get into the alpha, which is very strange because usually it's like you get into closed alphas or closed betas. Um, and it was originally Sony Online, uh, but they sold it, so Sony Online sold, and now it's another company picking it up. But they still update it. It's a great game. Um, I I've never played like to me. I'm a little bit of a like 
a gaming snob. Like, I like difficulty, and I like there to be a decent storyline and, like, a combo system and stuff like that. So when I started playing H1Z1, I was just like, this got nothing to it. It's super bare bones, and I'm like, oh, dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> My trash talking is pretty good, I know. Um, so when it when it came to the battle royale setting and the, and realizing how it's more of a social aspect game, that's that's when I was like, this is actually fun to play, based on that. But if you sometimes I call it the running simulator because you'll just be like get to safe zone and you have nobody with you and you just have to get to safe zone. So you put on your like numlock or whatever you want to call it just to run and you just kind of sit there and let yourself run. Mm -hmm. So, but mm -hmm. I I seen people do that with Daisy where it's a whole like they actually have a Fight Club thing to it too in Daisy where they have the two people fight it out to see who survives and like becomes part of the team. It's weird. I like those games. Uh, we played a ton of DayZ, and I gotta say, I really, really fucking hate it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> we spent. We got super addicted to it, yeah. and it was always awful. It was always awful. It was like the worst drug ever. It's very addictive, and it sucks to do it. Like, <laughs> like, like you're always thinking about like how much fun this could be. Uh -huh. Like, like, like you know what? I just watched a new video. This is gonna be great. First, we all got to meet up. All right, so two and a half hours will pass, and finally we've all met up, and we're all alive, and one of us has a gun with bullets. We're dead half an hour later. Like, mm -hmm. I, I want us to be, first, if we could all spawn in, like, together, and, and, and we could all just have a, ba a pistol, just so that we're not just, just, just babes to the wolves, mm -hmm. or at least give us a compass and, like, a map marker, but so many of those servers, like, you have no idea where you actually are. There's... The way we would navigate, we would literally uh, like find the sun, and we would walk uh, west until we got to the ocean, and then we'd walk north or south up and down the coast, depending on what color the leaves were, because they were one color in the north and another in the south, and try to meet each other on the railroad tracks. In between, so either zombies or some other douchebag would fucking kill you. It was a nightmare, and we spent hours and hours and hours playing this, and, uh, and I never want to do it again. <laughs> it pissed me off to no end and yeah. when we it was so easy for a good player to like massacre all three of us too it, it happened mm -hmm. like there was a situation where we couldn't the, Woody, Chiz raped. and I couldn't decide whether or not we wanted to befriend this guy or betray him and some of us betrayed and some of us didn't and we all got machine gunned to pieces and he took all of our things and and I don't think I've really played too much since then. I had a guy rape me, right? Like he 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 bound me yeah. up, and he yeah. wanted me to like say sick and wrong things, and he <laughs> <it> was <clears throat> it was really fucked up. And <laughs> like <laughs> handcuffed, I, he handcuffed me. I was so new to the game at the time. I was like, "Is there some reason you're doing this to me?" Like, like I'm listening to this, just his side of it too. It's pretty. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was really fucked up. I'm a little traumatized just thinking back to it, and, and you know he, he's like forcing me to like do shit, and I like I'm, I'm resisting it, and and uh, you know eventually I just chose death, pretty much. Yeah, because yeah. they've got a, it's like real life. They've got a gun and handcuffs, and you're just you're just out there. You might have a t-shirt if you're lucky. You might have a cool baseball cap or a motorcycle <laughs> helmet, but that's not gonna get you any fucking where. You need a shotgun and bullets that'll fit it. Yeah, like, those are rare. <clears throat> if you don't know your if you don't know your way around, like. I was just wandering, quite honestly, from city to city, using a map off the internet, but I could only find my way by using actual real-world, uh, virtual-world road signs. So I'd see a road sign like, you know, 12 kilometers to a Russian name that I can't pronounce or read because I don't fucking read Cyrillic. 
<laughs> and you know you'd get there and just match what the name looks like to like an online map and then maybe you could navigate but i was just wandering from building to building looking for weapons and i never i don't think i ever got a gun with bullets in it ever really ever Maybe once, but I think that Chiz's killers gave it to me. Like, there were these two guys who killed Chiz, and then, like, I wandered upon the scene, and they gave me Chiz's gun. Like, yeah, I was able to find guns with bullets a couple of times, but um, it just seemed like I was never really... I was never that alpha guy. And you know the, the hitboxes like, are so bad that I don't even... Even if you had had a machine gun, I feel like it would have been a challenge to kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. That's the normal. H1Z1 has that in the normal setting. When it's only like there's PvP, PvE, and then Battle Royale. And the PvP one is where you be more and like you have hydration, you have stamina that you'd all have to worry about and eat things and you know act more like a person in that sense of having to survive. And that that's the same way of like having to meet up. And it's it's weird because it's a game that essentially has no point, right? And and yeah. the only thing that makes it fun is the social engagement and what people decide to make of it so yeah, i hate when they put too box. much shit in those games where it's like oh you got to manage your hydration you got to manage your <laughs> fucking hunger level oh uh, you got to eat enough fiber and shit regularly throughout your time here. <laughs> i hate that just let me play a game and not worry about just expiring because i didn't drink enough Daisy was supposed to be a zombie game like that was as they built it or that guy built it that was like his intention behind it. And of course, it's really the zombies are just a minor little backdrop. Like they're part of the map almost. It's really a social interaction game. Yeah. 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 The, in Overpock, the zombies are barely even relevant because people pull out like tricked out 45 pistols with silencers on them and they're just like, choo, 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 and the zombies are gone and no more zombies are attracted. And there's crazy weapons. I saw a guy with like an, M, uh, like an M1107 Barrett. With explosive ammo, and he's shooting choppers out of the sky, um, and they they were doing the crazy stuff. They I guess there's one helicopter that you could use in the game that's like that's meant for towing stuff. So they attached the helicopter to a pickup truck that had like a ton of um, uh, like a, a ton of the, the truck has a lot of health. So even no matter how high you drop it from, it won't explode. And so the helicopter's flying with the uh the truck suspended beneath it and there's two guys in the back of the truck with the m60 machine guns just shooting shooting people on the ground as they fly around that looked like a lot of fun but there's i would have there's no way i'll ever have that much fun playing that game because it'll never happen for me (laughs) the way it does for them it never goes that way well it's essentially to these people that go around collecting all of the best weapons in the game and they control the game almost right how do they sit there find that stuff so effectively like i played there was a guy who was just making loud explosions as a way to attract idiots nearby like me and i'm like how did like how'd you get that much dynamite i've never even seen dynamite in the game and you're wasting it on the off chance that someone hears it and well that was day z and i was confused about that but in overpock there's a whole there's a whole economy where Mm -hmm. you know you're building up um, coins like money and you can go to a a safe zone that's been built there where there's a whole economy you can buy vehicles you can buy weapons and all that stuff um I and they're more daisy I, I swear i would give a couple bucks to like get some weapons and then be able Don't to be play that guy. <laughs> that's what i want i want to pay to win dizzy yeah just just, just dude because i got five dollars someone want- hook me up because you don't want to play a survival game, and neither did I. I wanted to yeah. play the social inter- interaction first-person shooter game that I had mm-hmm. seen in, you know, played out in videos where people are just... It seems to me in my favorite Overpock videos from YouTube that it's, it's a guy and his buddy. They meet up, 
and they end up in a scenario where they're being sniped at or they're under fire and they have to use teamwork and maybe smoke grenades and explosives and counter sniping and uh, stuff like that to to outflank the enemy, outthink the enemy, and it's it's sort of it's fun because you're playing against people who know what they're doing, and there's a whole dynamic there that's that's interesting to watch play out. And I I keep wanting to do that, but to no avail. I mean, I, I've I've paid uh, money on those servers. I've I can never get a uh, an admin to come on and give me the things that I've paid for. So I just gave up. I just gave up. My dream will never come true. It's over. I'll just continue. Oh, look at that! Four hours in. Hmm. Already? <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't know All you right. your four-hour limit on the group call. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Learn something new. Yeah. Uh, do you want to well, call it? All right. Yeah, I think so. Wildcard. So, uh, crunchyroll.com slash PKA. And uh, be sure to check out our paintball event. All right. And check out Kat. And Kat, Absolutely. thank you for coming. Yeah. Read thank herself. you, guys. All right. That was fun. PKA 224.